Holy shit, what a huge week. Wow. Uh, April 16th, 2015, that was a day to remember, wasn't it? We got the Star Wars trailer, number two, and then we also got a Batman v Superman trailer uh, dropped on the same day. What an insane day. So we've got a lot to talk about this episode. We've got to talk about those two trailers, plus we got an additional trailer, Terminator Genesis trailer, that had a huge reveal for all you Terminator fans out there. Plus, on top of that, we got a fucking Ant-Man trailer. Holy shit, what a week. Wow, um, unbelievable. So we got a ton of things to talk about this week. Plus, a listener tries to pit me and Frank against each other, apparently. Doubting our friendship and doubting my sincerity as Frank's friend. Apparently, I'm mean. So, you know what? I just want everybody from now on to just call me Darth Brian. So that is, that is my new nickname, Darth Brian. And I will rule with an iron fist. Don't fuck with me. I'll make fun of you. I'll bust your balls like friends do, but I'll just do it a little bit meaner than most. All right, here it is. Episode 87, fuckers, because I'm so goddamn mean. Episode 87. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Sure only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the leftovers. leftovers. Stop. Hammer time. All right. Hey. Hey. Episode 87, guys. 87. Huge fucking episode this week. Like, you know, I had no idea that this week was going to be as big of a fucking news week as it was. And thank goodness that everything that came out this week was only two minutes or maybe a little bit longer than two minutes. Because if it was longer than maybe five minutes, Frank wouldn't have watched it. Oh, fuck. Because (laughs) you don't find time to do anything or watch anything. That's not true. It is true. So thank goodness these trailers are like three minutes or less. Isn't that correct, Jake? (laughs) You know I stand by this. Yeah, yeah. Even then, I missed one that you had to tell me about when we got started. Yeah, yeah. Still hadn't, didn't have time to fit it into the old schedule. I didn't even know it came out. It got overshadowed. I know. You know what else gets overshadowed? Me? 
I don't know. I, was, I, was, I, were, I didn't I know was, where you're going. With I was, that. Yeah, I, was sure. I was setting him up for like a, it was it was one of my little assist so Frank could say something perverted about his dick casting a shadow or something oh. like that. Groundhog's Day or something. It's gonna be six more months of spring because Frank's dicks off. <laughs> shadow, shadow or something. <laughs> the one time you're like set up to say something perverted, you're not even ready. Yeah, I guess, man. I don't know. That that seemed like a little bit of a reach for me. Too much uh, reach effort. around. No. Reach around. <laughs> <laughs> seemed like a little bit of a reach around, Frank. No. Are you setting me up now? No, 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 no. <laughs> He's got our back. Whatever. Frank, you know. What? Just Yeah, I'm just glad that we got you to watch, you know. Six minutes of trailers total. I'm I'm impressed this week. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I got that watched. I watched a few more episodes. Okay, of so, oh, stop patting your back. How many times did you watch the um, other trailers? Did you watch them a bunch? Yeah, I uh, watched the Batman v Superman trailer like three or four times, and then Superman oh, or uh, Star Wars. Oh my god. At least ten times. There you I, go. I was like seeking out people. Like, have you seen this? And like making them like you need to watch this. Just making them watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched it a shit ton too, and then like later on in the day, it was on the Apple TV, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch it a shit ton again." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Star Wars Celebration is going on this weekend. Yay! And so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, having email correspondence with Eric Grubb, uh, one of our listeners. We had him on the show before. Him and Ryan came on one episode. Ryan from Star Joe's. And, uh, he is at Celebration. He's been sending me some really cool pictures of like different models that are there, different people doing cosplay. Uh, he just watched the Star Wars Rebels trailer for season two. Awesome. Said it looks pretty phenomenal. So, uh, Frank, that's another show you haven't finished. I right? Well, watch the pilot. Let's count them by the end of the show, Jake. <laughs> I want you to keep a list of like things that we bring up that Frank hasn't finished this Did week. Did we just add Frank to this show to make me look decent? Was that what the, was that the plan? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's like, whew, all right. Well, it's good to, it's good to know that I serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like shows like, you know, like last week I thought of you like being on the A team and how you'd fuck it up. <laughs> now I'm trying to think of like Frank, if you took over Bob Vila's position in life and it was called this old house that never gets completed. <laughs> yeah. If Frank was on Three's Company, they'd have to call it Two's Company yeah. because he, he wouldn't be there like a half an hour. By the end of right. half an hour, he'd just be showing up. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, um, the stuff that Eric sent was really cool. <laughs> full, I, full house, half house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Actually, halfway house. Halfway with, house. The, with the way you were belching last oh, week. Oh, shit. You I fucking slob. Yeah. You should be on comic slobs. Even those guys don't fucking belch on their fucking comic book podcast. And they're called slobs. Yeah. No, seriously. No, I know. I don't know why it slipped out. Because you were talking. Yeah. Because you were talking, my man. That's what happens when you talk. No, normally. That's the price you pay for talking, Frank. (laughs) They sneak up on you when you're talking. Wow, that's the excuse I used? That's the excuse you used. I was talking. It snuck up on you like a ninja, I think was your your exact quote. I was the, yeah, I I was the one that birthed the belch. Don't give him credit for burp ninja. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Last week you gave him fucking credit for keeping the show going. Now you're saying like he's the fucking creator of Belch Ninja. Did I fucking fall asleep through that part? I don't remember that. But giving me credit for keeping the show going? Yeah, that yeah, happened he said, a few times, multiple no. times. He said, "I want, yeah, I want to thank you guys for keeping the show going while I was gone." Oh, yeah, you know who? Okay. Apparently, <laughs> he wasn't the only one that was gone. You were gone last week, apparently too. Oh, fuck. 
Yeah, we stopped. Like we stopped and talked about that. Me saying that for a moment. I apologize for saying it. And then later on, I did it again. Are you here? Are you actually physically here? Are you just like hanging out through osmosis or something? I don't understand, man. I mean, I had two hours sleep, and then I drank that uh, shot and a half of rum. Frank's like Doctor Strange, me. like how Doctor Strange can be somewhere and yeah. then have his like aura be totally somewhere else. Yeah. Like, no, I'm 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 solid good here today. None of the beer's cold, so I can only have one. Instead of the astral so. plane, he's like in the <laughs> asshole plane, a plane where you start belching in front of your other podcasters. Yeah, the asshole plane. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, where I, don't, I live. We're not going to be seeing that in the Marvel movie universe, probably. No, probably no, not. No, you can catch that here every week on <laughs> Pop Culture Left. Pop Culture yes, Left man. Left. Oh man! <laughs> did you just belch? For <laughs> I, did, I did belch, but you didn't hear it. <laughs> I, I covered it's my fucking mouth. Contagious! Back and now you've there got was no it. noise. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how it starts. Uh, yeah. Oh, he, well, he was talking. Yeah. Well, he was talking. It'll, it'll creep up on you later. Yeah, I was well, laughing. It's a precursor. Coke and McDonald's gets you every time. <laughs> ah, yep. Cocaine and McDonald's every time for me. <laughs> Much more of this cocaine and McDonald's, I'm gonna have a fucking heart attack. That's such a fucking weird combination. Cocaine oh, and McDonald's? Yeah. I don't see what's weird about it at all. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I I just associate. dump that shit on your fries like salt, man. Dude, fucking. Oh, I would I would associate that with like some upper end dining of some sort. Sam- not McDonald's. It's Samuel Jackson, man, he fucking was loving that shit in the Kingsman. Yeah, like I, you just pulling the straw right like, out of your soda. I did and like that blow. part. My my audio just got yeah. I cut up. out half too. You got you guys can't hear anything? I, I got one. I hear, I hear half, half my head well, shut off. Are, okay. Well hold on. Let me pause. <laughs> Alright, had some uh, wonderful audio issues as we do on the show all the time. So we got them worked out, hopefully. So yeah, we're gonna continue with the show. All yeah, right. we're back. Yeah, we're back. Show stuff. Woohoo. Yeah, but it was instantaneous for them. It was like fucking half an hour for us. So oh. They're like fucking Doctor Who right. and shit, traveling through. Yeah, time. man, it's all timey wimey stuff. Yeah, Frank. I loved it when you just called it the blue box last week. That was just so cute. The blue box. Did I really fucking do that? Well, that's no. He sounds like the people in the world of Doctor Who. They call it the blue box. Right. It's it's the TARDIS. Right. Yeah, I knew I knew what it's called. Yeah, I think that was why I jumped in with the blue box because that's what they kept calling it. Okay. In the show, they call it the blue box. Well, people that I mean, your average person, if they on the street and they see it in the show, yeah, in the world, they call it a blue box because that's clearly what it looks like as a blue box. They. Oh, that's a TARDIS. That's yeah. one of them TARDISes. You, are you from Gallifrey? <laughs> are you a Time Lord? <laughs> yeah. Won't Doctor Who kind of be fucked when, um, like, there's no more, like, like phones, like, that kind of shit? Like, whatever. Um, I think there yeah. already are, like, no phones. It's not a, it's not a phone. Yeah. Really. It, well, it just a looks phone like a police the, box. It's on the phone on the side. Yeah, it's yeah. a police box. So they don't even have those anymore. So it looks yeah. ridiculous now. Yeah. It's just, like... The TARDIS originally was able to take the shape of whatever it wanted to take the shape of. Okay. What happened was this TARDIS, that part of the TARDIS broke, and so it stuck as a police box. Oh, oh okay. So, right. yeah. It's it's just fun. Yeah. It's been it that is. way for a long time then, huh? Like, even before the reboot, it's been stuck as a police box, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if, like, when the first show, when it first started, if, like, police boxes were a thing that they had then. I'm sure it was. Yeah. I see them all the time in, like, the old Monty Python episodes. If they ever changed the TARDIS, like, they changed the way the TARDIS looks on the inside, which I'm fine with. If they ever changed the way it looked on the outside, I would have somebody's fucking head. (laughs) I love it, you know? Yeah, it's classic. I don't even watch Doctor Who, but, I mean, I instantaneously think of Doctor Who when I see that image. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Woo! I don't even know where the fuck we were. I don't this know. This is the beginning. We're like, I think we're six, rid- minutes, I think six minutes in. Weren't we ridiculing me for something? Probably. 
That goes that goes without saying. That's like seventy five percent of the show. It's like every week. We were crushing your feelings. <laughs> I, need, I need an adult. <laughs> this week is huge though. Big week, a lot of news going on. Of course, we got the new Star Wars uh trailer. We're gonna definitely be talking about that, breaking down the trailer, giving our thoughts on it and rating it. Uh we're also gonna be talking about the Batman v Superman trailer. Those are the two headliners this week. And then also, uh I don't know, the uh redheaded stepchild this week was kinda like the Terminator Genesis trailer. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll give that a little bit of attention and then put it back in the corner and tell it uh <laughs> You know, keep keep its keep its uh, head down and shit. I stick them in that room under the stairs on Privet Drive. Hey yeah. guys, I'm over here. I'm gonna reveal all kinds of stuff about the movie. You pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's sad because like I love fucking Terminator. Yeah, but yeah, if the Terminator trailer comes out, even just you know, I think it came out before. Yeah, the fucking Star Wars shit. But yeah, yeah, wow. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. It's been a hell of a week. Yeah. Overshadowed. <laughs> Overshadowed. 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 Yeah, we fucked it up. Overshadowed. <laughs> fucked it up. You got no rhythm, Frank. <laughs> well, come on. I didn't fucking point fingers. I said we. Oh, I said geez. we. Of course Frank's you did. Frank's like, uh, this, there's no belching involved here. I <laughs> no. can't really contribute. <laughs> we'll add that in next time to our belch opera. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Yakko. Our, maniacs. Yeah. <laughs> Are you, are you having fun over there? No, I just saw that episode this morning. My kid was watching it. What, do you have Animaniacs on DVD? No, he was uh, watching it on YouTube. Oh, wow. So, yeah. He, he was watching the one with Pulte Emergency and then uh, followed that right up with the Belch Opera. <laughs> the one thing that I always carried over from Animaniacs to me is, Hello, Nurse. Yep. <laughs> I've only seen like maybe two episodes of Animaniacs. It was good shit. Something yeah, I, like I just never too. really got into. I like uh, Yakko's uh, Nations of the World, where he goes through and he talks about each country. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good cool. Stuff. That's a good good song. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I kind of jumped off like the cartoon trail, like the, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that, that was, we were in high school when that was out. Yeah. I was watching, I didn't give a shit, I didn't have any friends. Yeah, I don't think Girls I've, didn't I, talk to me. I don't think I've ever jumped off the cartoon trail. I can't remember a time. Mm, I did when it. hormones were raging and shit. Yeah, I was like, kind of, kind of over this. Well, I figured no woman would date me then anyway. So what the fuck else am I gonna do? If sat at home and fucking watch cartoons and play Final Fantasy two. Yeah. Eh, you know what? Uh, Friday night is a uh, good night for spanking it and watching Animaniacs. <laughs> there you go. Shit, Friday night was X Files night. So that's a. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I did on Friday nights. I know I didn't go out. <laughs> Yeah. That's a sad story. Gosh, yeah. You guys <laughs> that's de- the end of it. <laughs> depressing the fuck out of me. It wasn't depressing to me. I loved it. I was not a social creature. Shit. No, I Jake's watching I a doing. show that like they try to explore like, you know, what's out there. Well, apparently not YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> fucking sitting oh, in your... Oh, fuck no. Yeah, really. I went out on Saturdays, man. Fucking had to stay home for that X-Files. I was nah, glad when they moved it to Sundays. In high school, I wasn't allowed to go anywhere. <laughs> my, my parents had their fucking thumb on my throat. That's how. That's how our buddy Nick Mosser was. It was a running gag that every summer he would be grounded all summer during mm-hmm. our high school years. Holy There'd shit. be like one week in June you could hang out with him, and then that was <laughs> that was it till the school semester started. Uh, poor Nick, <laughs> that sucks. Uh, how was everybody's week before we jump? Because we're gonna jump right into fucking Star Wars, Batman. We're gonna. We're, I mean, good pop, bad pop's coming up later. We we've got fucking headliners this week. Yeah, don't bury the lead. No. Oh shit, my week was was fine. 
let's jump into this shit. Yeah. Okay. There, yeah. There's nothing to write home about. And I'm running the show this week. It was supposed to be Jake, you're doing it next week then? Yes. Okay. So All right. and then we'll do our Chuck Woolery two and two shit after that. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, uh, yeah, let's talk about, uh, <laughs> whoo, we're gonna jump into the Star Wars trailer. Holy fucking shit. Jump into the Star Wars. Yep. What do you got there? Huh? What do you a got? keychain with sound effects. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> what is that shape like? Is that like a Millennium Falcon or something? No. Oh. <laughs> it looks like the thing my wife keeps her birth control in. Yeah. Does it just make Star Wars effects? Nice. That's cool. Hey. R2. Ooh. Sounds like uh, Frank with his sleep apnea breathing machine. (laughs) 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 All right. uh, Star Wars. Uh, Yeah. Huge news coming out this week. Lando Calrissian comic book. I'm excited. (laughs) I I am. (laughs) This shit's going on my pull list. I did not even uh, know about that. I'm gonna pull it. On, I'm gonna put it on my pull list. But fuck that Lando comic. We got we got a fucking trailer. Yeah, Billy, right. you know Billy D's got to be pissed, right? Like, oh yeah, this was my moment. Comic guys, yeah. I really wanted to be in the movie, but I guess I'll take this. Uh, fuck I yeah, still, will. I still have a feeling that he's gonna be in the movie. Oh. Really? Yeah, not this movie, but oh. maybe in the second okay. or third. Or one well, of yeah, we've got a, we've got spin-offs. additional movies coming out, Frank. I'm aware of that. <laughs> we went silent. Oh, Frank, I don't want to be too mean to you. So no, no. Apparently, some listeners think I'm a little too mean to you. If, if, yeah. No. If they could see the tears swelling up in Frank's eyes, they would be like, Shit. don't worry, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Like, as, this is fucking nothing. I mean, as soon people... as we get done, I mean, I coddle you when we get done with these. Oh, I tell yeah. you, I, I warn you. I said, Frank, <laughs> you know, the, when we start this episode, I'm going to be a little rough on you. But man, as soon as we break, I mean, I'm like, I'm like swaddling yeah. you in little baby clothes, and I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm rocking you that. back and forth. I even sung you a fucking lullaby last yeah, week. It's disturbing, guys. So. If you know, seriously, <laughs> members of the army, if you think I'm too mean to Frank. We are all friends here, and we bust each other's balls. Oh, yeah. And if you don't have anything better to do than sit around and talk about how mean I am to Frank, you need to be on some show like uh, Gossiping Housewives or something. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it's a little disconcerting. love or it's something. It's a little <laughs> something. It's a little disconcerting and throws me off when I encounter it because it's like, you know, we're just here having a good time doing what we do. We bust each other's yeah. balls. My and fucking have a good terms time. for endearment with my cousin, who's pretty much my best friend, is, hey, bastard. Right. I mean, it's just, I'm, this is what we do. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. there ain't no too hard on nobody. It's, if anything, there's never a hard enough. Yeah. You gotta hit that point where you're like, whoa, whoa, uncle. <laughs> What's, do we have a safe word in case, yeah. in case someone's feelings get hurt? Yeah, I don't get it. It's like, banana. what do you think goes on over here? Like, right. as soon as, like, we go to break, I just start fucking punching Frank in the face and <laughs> shit. What the fuck do you think is going on over here? <laughs> I'm too mean. Fuck. You guys don't think I deserve this shit? Then Last it, week I fucking passed out halfway through the episode, falling asleep in the middle of these two guys talking. If you like, think I'm too on. Fucking, exactly. <laughs> if you think I'm too fucking mean, don't fucking listen to the show. No. This, th- that's the thing is like that's one of the things I've always loved about this. Even back when I listened, right. is everything that happens like is real. You don't yeah. pull anything back, and don't tell Frank about it. Fucking come to me. If you think I'm too fucking mean, you fucking come to me. 
and tell me that I'm fucking too mean. And we can have a little fucking discussion about it. Don't fucking go to Frank. <laughs> it's like it's like fucking it's like a it's like a, a father and a mother, and, and, and uh, the mother's a bitch. And so little little Johnny goes to daddy, and he's like, "Mommy's too mean." You know why? Because he doesn't want to get slapped by mom. Right. Okay. It's kind of so, like you know we- what you know what Johnny, grab your fucking nuts and come to dad. Come to come to me. So like come to you- me and then tell me I'm mean. When you encounter something I'm going mean. on in public, like at a grocery store, am I taking it too far, Jake? <laughs> no, no, I'm not at all. Not it's at fucked all. up. No, I think it's fucked up for a listener to go out behind my back and try to try to start something with Frank. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's crazy. It's fucking stupid. Right. I'm at a loss for words. I just don't even know what to, what to say. I about don't it. give a shit. You know, like yeah. I don't give a fuck anymore. Like seriously, if you're gonna fucking go behind our backs and try to start something. Between us, yeah. like, hey, dude, Frank, I think Brian was being a little too mean to you last episode. You don't I mean, deserve that. And, yeah, <laughs> you, you don't deserve that. Like, I what mean, the fuck? On. Is this a Lifetime fucking movie? Is Frank right. Valerie Bertinelli? And no. am, I, am I beating him and shit? And I mean, for anybody that's thinking, like, I'm just like, oh, I'm just sitting here taking it. I mean, I'm a, I own my own fucking business. I'm married. I've been divorced. I mean, I've been through life. It's not like I'm some 17-year-old prepubescent teen that I need to hold somebody's hand. I need an adult to help me out here. Well, yeah, Frank Frank gives it back to us all the time. We yeah. just we just edit that part out. I kind of wonder if you guys are like, if, and if he stands up, just kind of don't acknowledge it. That yeah, way. You the unedited we can't give it any credit. You, it wouldn't be so one-sided, but we like it. We like it to sound one-sided. No. So. Yeah, yeah. I've I've had exactly just one beer this week, and I don't even know if I'm going to get to the others because they're uh, they're warm, they're cooling down in the fridge. So uh, I, I might have my wits about me this time. No guarantee, but I might. Yeah, that shit's fucking stupid. Don't let that shit sweat you, Brian. If if yeah. we're, if we're really pissed at Frank, then you'll know because Frank just won't fucking. No, exactly. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, what what blows my fucking mind is if you love the podcast so fucking much. Why would you want to start like something like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? If yeah. you love, why would you try to fucking? And I've told you, I've told you before. We give each other so much fucking shit on this show, but outside these fucking walls, if yeah. anybody said anything to you, I'd have your back in a fucking heartbeat. All right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I absolutely believe it too. <laughs> so you know what? Don't yeah. If, it's if, so if, much if you fun in here. I wouldn't want anybody to pull any punches. If, oh if, my if, god! As we, soon as it comes into your head, let it out. Oh my god! We laugh so much. Yeah. We have a great time, and then we've got people talking to you behind my back, saying that I'm too mean. I'm too mean. Well, you know what? Gosh, it's this fucking everybody gets a trophy fucking pussy world we live in. It is. Everybody gets a fucking participation award. Here's your purple ribbon for being part of the show. Well, if you know. And if we lose a listener, we lose a listener over this. Whatever. Yeah, we're like Hydra. I, you know, the thing is, you know, I mean, if, if you think I'm too fucking mean, say it to my fucking face. That's a solidarity thing too. I mean, I there's not any way that I can encounter something like that and not bring it up to you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's just it it caught me off guard and it was really weird. So yeah, yeah heads like, up. Frank's a giant narc, so there's no reason to go to him with anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I got. I, I feel I have to tell you guys, or else you might pick on me some more. No, that's the thing. It's like it's like it's like nobody's paying me to do this. I don't right. have to act a certain way on this fucking show. Right. I don't. I don't. You know what I mean? I don't people, have to. Wait, people are getting paid to do this. Yeah, people get paid to do podcasts. They have sponsors. We don't get any fucking sponsors, <laughs> so I'm not going to pander to every little person out there and make myself a little bit more friendly for everybody. <laughs> I, need, I need Brian needs to be a little bit more family friendly. 
friendly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm out. Fuck. You know what? Either grow a sack or listen to a different show because I'm not going to change a goddamn thing. Right. And you know what? This show wouldn't be on the fucking podcast, iTunes, anything if it wasn't for me. I agree. And yep. I'm just saying that. Well, I know. I fucking so. Yeah, they, they no, don't. No, I'm not. I'm not on you guys. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know what? I'm. I'm just saying. It. We, there would be no pop culture leftovers if I didn't fucking put the episode out there every fucking week. Right. If I didn't fucking for eighty fucking episodes, I didn't do what I did. So if you think I'm too mean, fuck yourself. <laughs> listen to another podcast. I don't give a shit, right. Jake. I, I, I don't give a shit. Agree. Right. I don't give a shit, man. I, I love "Don't Give a Shit," Brian. It's my favorite, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> you know, here I am saying, like, you know, that's the closest you're ever going to see him to being a toss machine. He's <laughs> like, fuck, fuck the listeners, toss them, toss them. No, I'm not saying fuck all the listeners, but just the ones that think I'm too mean. Yeah, I'm being a little right. bit mean right now. That's because I'm retaliating because I'm being false, being told I'm being mean. So yeah, does that make any sense at all? Yeah, no, it's it's good, man. <laughs> Fuck, don't don't hold. I like it how that one listener out there is going to be like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Like once this shit airs, my my fucking inbox is going to be full. Why are you going to go talk to these guys about this? Who the fuck else am I going to talk to about? Why'd you tattle on me, Frank? <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky I didn't have your address. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, yeah, be knocking no. on the door. Uh, okay, we're done. I'm done talking. I'm done. I'm, <laughs> Star Wars, hit the button. Yeah, I'm done ranting <laughs> oh, about fuck. the one listener that thinks I'm too mean. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was very <laughs> That was appropriate. That's right, Chewie. All right, let's talk about this Star Wars trailer. All right, so the Star Wars trailer dropped on probably, like, I don't know, like a day I will never forget. No. 4 16 15. Yeah. The day where we got Star Wars trailer and a Batman v Superman trailer all on the same fucking day. Yeah, it, it was fucking crazy. Thank Nobody fucking God I was off. It was insane. I was oh, not man, off. Oh man, the stars aligned. I was yeah. not off, and so I was like making trips into the bathroom. They must have thought I was <laughs> masturbating. I'm <laughs> working, and you guys are like flipping these fucking notifications back and forth on our phones, uh-huh. me- email or text messages. And I look down, and I got 25 of the sons of bitches. I'm like, what the fuck happened? The last message I get is Jake saying, "Where the fuck's Frank? Is he dead? I just pulled <laughs> off the interstate for this shit." And I'm like, okay, well, hang on. I got I got to scroll all the way back up to the top. I got my fucking finger cramped trying to go back and find out what was going on. And then boom, there it is the link to the fucking trailer i hadn't heard about it yet because i was up in uh bumfuck egypt that was no exaggeration I, wherever the fuck i am when a new star wars trailer drops i'm i'm stopping to watch a new star wars trailer and thank you know? god for you guys catching it because <laughs> i was like an hour later when i finally caught on yeah right. all right so let's talk about this trailer uh let's uh you know what let's talk about it and rate it and everything and all that good shit uh, we do have a rating system here on Pop Culture Leftovers, and of course, because I rebooted my computer, I don't have my soundboard <laughs> up at the moment, so I'm going to keep on vamping and talking here. In the meantime, maybe you guys can help me out. Probably not. Do you want me to just do the rating system? No. Um, <laughs> no. I, I can you give it my very best Jake, English accent. Jake, you have a hard enough time closing the show. Oh, I hate that closer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Yeah. yeah. A Tupperware party. The pinnacle of success, that is. All right. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the trailer. We're going to rate it. Um <sighs> 
I don't know. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I'm just going to go ahead and be really brief and rate it because I'm sure we're just going to talk on and on about this for a while. Sure. And I don't want to hog all the mic time. Yeah, but, go um, for it. I Tupperware it. I mean, from beginning to end, it was it blew me away. It knocked my socks off. I watched it like six times in a row right then and there the second I could. <laughs> so, yeah, Frank. Tupperware. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it when I clicked on it. It's just amazing, and it's really neat to see how a lot of the rumors that we've been hearing kind of show up in this teaser trailer. So, yeah, absolutely a Tupperware. Everything was awesome. I had so many goosebumps. Um, I'm going to toss it, man. This is a pile of... Fuck you. Fuck you. you. God damn it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I just got caught up in being so mean. <laughs> Brian's being too mean about the Star Wars trailer. Jake's eyes just fucking bullshit out of his head. I was like, what? Wow. Yeah, I was like total recall. Like, I just popped out of Mars without my mask. Uh (laughs) No, dude. I fucking, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I I was like Jake. I watched it a bunch, like, while I was at work. And then when I got home, I, like, uh, went on YouTube on my my plasma screen. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching it there. And and, uh, continued to watch it from there. And, uh, yeah, I've got a Tupperware this. And, uh Man, it, yeah, pretty much, I mean, everything that we had talked about in that making starwars.net trailer from last week pretty much showed up except for like the C3PO. Three, we didn't see 3PO. No, no, we didn't ever see the, um, the ad at. Yeah. It seemed like that was in there too. Right. You might see. Right. But yeah, other than that, we, it was pretty much a breakdown of what we saw. It was pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I love the music in the trailer. That's my favorite piece of classic Star Wars music that they used in that trailer. Yeah. At least for the first half of it. Right. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. So it really kills it. The lone French horn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that stuff. I, I loved seeing from the beginning to the end, from the Star Destroyer being crashed mm-hmm. to the fucking Han and Chewie saying, you know, welcome home at the end. It was, yeah. As soon as I saw that Star Destroyer, I was like, oh, man, we're, we're in for something big because – that that making Star Wars net trailer sounded amazing, mm-hmm. and I mean that's what pretty much what we saw here. Yeah, I, I mean they. I definitely think that they did not make that up. They saw something, and they they pretty much reported what oh, they yeah. saw. Oh yeah, they've mm-hmm. got they've got making Star Wars has sources. Yeah, I think it's one of those cases like with the couple things that we didn't see, mm-hmm. where sometimes if I only see something one time that I really love, my mm-hmm. brain loves it so much that it might add a couple extra things into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what went on there. Well, yeah. that could be too that they didn't see like the final cut of the trailer. There might have been a couple things that they popped out. Yeah. Um, I really want a BB-8 now. That's one thing I've gathered in the, in the last two, three days. After seeing the clip of it coming out with R2-D2 at Star Wars Celebration yeah. to the clip in the trailer where it's like peeking around the corner and everything. Do you think that that will be something that they will make for home use? Because do you think Lucasfilm and uh, – well, Disney and Sphero are going to team up and try to have this as like something that – Sphero is the company that yeah. made the BB-8 behind the technology – do you think that this is something that we could realistically own one day? Yeah, possibly. I mean, it, it seems like it'd be really expensive and not very practical. Like, if we can maybe combine Roomba technology That's with That's what it. I was going to say. But no, I mean, for Star Wars fanboys, if they came out with a limited edition of, like, you know, 5000 Yeah. Um, I'd want it. Yeah. What do you think the price on that would have to be? 500 plus, easy. Oh, I was thinking a couple grand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're talking about an actual, like, yeah, droid. Yeah, you're going to... Whether it be like telepresence or remote control or whatever, I mean they 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 came out with that R two D two that was a front projector years ago, mm-hmm. um, and it, I, I think you could it was remote control too possibly. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But um, this, I mean, if it's you and Gotcha, I swear. Oh fuck! 
Um, but <laughs> you're fine. I'm sorry. I'm being mean. Stop it, Brian. <laughs> My feelings are hurt. Um, but um, I got your back, Frank. I won't let mean old Brian hurt your feelings. I know. Oh, well, Frank, I'm gonna huff and puff and blow your little Frank house down. <laughs> I'm the big bad wolf over here. God. All right. Um, no, but uh, yeah, I would. Uh, we were talking about <laughs> BBA. <laughs> <laughs> I would I, I would love to own one, but man, they'd be expensive. I would imagine. Yeah. You know what's super cool is um, ever since Celebration, if you use certain hashtags like hashtag BB8, mm-hmm. they add the Star Wars symbols to your tweet now. Oh, oh that's really? Neat. So if you hashtag BB8 and then send it out, there'll be a little BB8 next to your tweet. Oh, oh I haven't so seen cool. that. It's all if you hashtag Star Wars, there'll be a little C3PO next to it. Oh wow! And there's I've I've seen a C3PO and R2D2, a Stormtrooper, and BB8 just from different combinations of like Star Wars words and hashtags. I'm going to start sending those just to see them. I just want to see them. That's awesome. I did say, as soon as I read the article about it, I was like, yeah, no. That's and, awesome. And then I did it, and I didn't see it. I'm like, oh, they lie. There's no BB-8. But the minute I tweeted it, it was there as part of my tweet. That's nice. amazing. It's so super cool. I hope that's something that's permanent. Like, I hope from now on when I tweet hashtag Star Wars, there's a C-3PO next well, to it. Well, I hope they add it to other things, too. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. Marvel, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that'd be awesome. DC, be cool. like a Superman logo. That'd be pretty right. cool. It doesn't like take away from your character count either because it's not actually part of your tweet. Oh, until nice. You, until you send it. Good. So. Do you guys want to break this trailer down? Yes. Yeah, yeah, scene by scene by scene. I want to break this trailer down. Uh, what we're going to do first is just break the trailer down. Uh, you know, two and a half minute. It was like a two minute trailer. Yeah, I think you're right. Under two and a half. Yeah. Barely over two. Um, so we're going to break down the trailer, and then after that, I want to talk about some of the things that we learned from Star Wars Celebration that we can kind of like used to explain the trailer even further. Yeah, we learned a lot, too. We did learn a lot. Maybe you guys can fill me in. Well, Jake, maybe you can fill me in. <laughs> uh, there's me. I'm such a meanie. Um, <laughs> Stop it. Frank has feelings, too. Do I? Oh, oh yeah. never mind. <laughs> All right, so we see the Lucasfilm logo, uh, and now uh, this is something I'm going to share from Star Wars Celebration. We see a planet that they are calling Jakku. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, then uh, we see... Uh, it's Not gotta, Tatooine, like we all thought. Well, okay. Let me talk about this. Okay. Do you, it's J.J. Abrams, Frank. Uh, for, uh, for Jake, do you really? I'm, I'm just ready to bust your balls, Frank. <laughs> no, He's seeing red. It's it's J.J. Um, Abrams, though. He's saying it's Jakku. Is it misdirection? You know what I mean? Yeah. But... I, I'm going to talk about it. I'm thinking it could go either way. I think Jack Who exists. The only reason Battlefront, why- the Battlefield yeah. game, yeah. Battlefront game. Yeah, the they're, they're pitching it early as like if you pre-order, you get early access. Haven't yeah, we so. seen there's only one moon too? Doesn't that help support it? Yeah, I know. Then making Star Wars .net said that this planet only had one uh, sun. So gotcha. Yeah, was it sun moon? <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Potato, potato. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one of those celestial bodies. So yeah, and. So, I don't know, but I was just thinking, like, you never know with fucking JJ. Yeah. Yeah, it's Jack Who. Oh, no, he's not, he's not Khan. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah. John Harrison. He's John Harrison. <laughs> and they're great, another fucking fake J name. But I think you're right. I, I think I was going to talk about that later, but Sorry. I, no, you're fine. It came up. I mean, with it, that, was it Battlefield or Battlefront? Battlefront. Yeah. Battlefront. Actually, let me just pull that up now then, since we are talking about that. Um, yeah, because that trailer yeah. actually came out too. Yeah, uh, I was gonna let's see here. Millennium Falcon. Um, yeah, uh, we learned Millennium Falcon is also on Jakku in this trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how long it's been there and how it got there. 
Um, and then the Battle of Jakku, it, apparently it was a pivotal moment when the New Republic confronted key Imperial holdouts on a remote desert planet on the Outer Rim. And this battle actually happened after the Battle of Endor. So this okay. Battle of Jakku, what happened was all these Star Destroyers are up in the, you know, out in space and shit. And this, it's a huge fucking battle. And so all the wreckage from that battle landed on this planet. Yeah. And that's so, how that big old crash starter story exactly happened. makes exactly. sense too because they've said that uh, in the battlefront game it's going to take place right at the end of the events of the original trilogy so I mean you're probably going to see in that game the battle or the the battlefield mm. we in the trailer then we are we are looking at a uh, desert planet now we know it's called Jakku, and uh, we see what we're guessing is the salvage speeder that uh, Ray is on mm-hmm. and it is headed towards the star destroyer uh and the star destroyer looking at it typically you look at it in space yeah. now you're getting to see the scale of this thing on a fucking desert planet yeah and my god it is fucking huge it is yeah. fucking huge i really wanted to see it crash into the planet when they pan across and you see it you can tell how far away it is because it's like blurred a little bit. It's not mm-hmm. super clear, kind of like if you're looking at uh, a city in the distance. So, I mean, yeah, it helps to add the scale of that big fucker. It's like a galactic Titanic. Do you yeah. think like they like like do you think like the Empire <laughs> at one time were like this is the star destroyer that will never <laughs> never crash? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. this is like uh, the total opposite of a helicarrier. Like it's never gonna go down. <laughs> see fucking Leonardo DiCaprio go running through the fucking uh, prison block. I want to see now. I want to see. I want to see Titanic on a fucking star destroyer. I want. Oh, the, I want the whole fucking Rose and Jack Dawson story to fucking <laughs> happen on a fucking star destroyer in the Star Wars universe. Hey, Draw well. me like one of your Twilight girls. <laughs> That's a great joke. They could, yeah. I, I want to see him hit like a, a space iceberg and everything. <laughs> They're playing some galactic <laughs> poker and they win. They win some tickets. Yeah, <laughs> fucking plot holes though. They run into a space iceberg. A like they don't have the iceberg. third dimension. Well, let's go over it, around it, over, up or yeah. down. Like okay, and like Fabrizio looks oh, kind of like Mon Mao or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he doesn't even talk like that ridiculous yeah. accent anymore. Just alien language. No, <laughs> no, it's alien language, but it's all Italian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always thought Fabrizio was. Borderline racist in Titanic. Very. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, that was like, like the ultimate stereotypical yeah. attack. Hey, Jack, how's it going? <laughs> it's a me, a Mario. We're so lucky to get these tickets. It's nice to meet the baller. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, I love Fabrizio. Mamma mia. <laughs> wow. wow. We're off the rails. We're talking about Fabrizio. <laughs> in, our, in our made-up Titanic Star Wars mashup. Uh, oh, that make no. a great set of fan fiction. They're going to do all these spinoffs. The sky's the limit. That would have been awesome. Fabrizio, he got hit by the... Uh, <laughs> still talking about Titanic. <laughs> no, no, no. When the Titanic went down, didn't he get hit by like uh, the fucking propeller and shit? Was he uh, one of the I don't think they show Fabrizio's oh. death. I think they do. I think we get to see the death of Fabrizio. He's not, wow. the, he's not the propeller guy, though, I don't think. Well, there's a bunch I of could propeller. be wrong. I know for a fact Fabrizio fucking, we get to watch him kick the bucket in that fucking movie. Is he the one that falls and then, like, hits the railing on the way down and does those flips? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, that's what I did. He's not the propeller guy. <laughs> Is that the same thing? 
No. Oh, okay. <laughs> he does die. I, you do get to see Fabrizio die in it. Oh, I want to know when. I don't remember that. Okay, listen, Army. <laughs> yeah, let the two percent of you that watch Titanic on the regular. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's. Let no us know now. where Fabrizio dies. We've got to know. Oh, I, I watch Titanic every Christmas Eve. Really? Yeah, every wow. year. I haven't watched it in years. I always celebrate Christmas Eve by watching <laughs> people die on a large boat, no too. Shit, yeah. so sad. I do Titanic, and then I do Alien. Right as midnight the hits, Eve. they got the fucking band on the deck playing their violins. Da, na, 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 na. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I've been to two Titanic museums, though. Oh, yeah? I, yeah, I love That shit's I'm, awesome. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Titanic Why are we talking about this? I anyway, <laughs> I went to one in Vegas and then I went to another one in Florida. And like both of them were uh, owned by different groups, but they mm-hmm. do this really cool thing. Like on your way in, they give you a, like a card mm-hmm. and you're a person that actually oh, okay. went on the Titanic. Yeah, that's cool. And it, uh, at the end of it, you get to find out if the person that you on your card, if they lived oh, or that's not. Hilarious. Did right. you live? Um, the first time I died, the second time I went to a museum, I lived. Ah, nice. Um, it, it was amazing. I was like a third class passenger the second time I went and I still lived. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Death and yeah. destruction has no preference. Yeah. But it was harder for the third classies cause they, they yeah. had a harder oh, time yeah. getting to the surface. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You know that, and they were real picky about who they were letting into the boat. They had this, uh, they had this thing there where like, um, it was water and it was the same temperature as the water that night. Yeah. Um, that the Titanic went down uh-huh. and like the thing was that, like as soon as you put your hand in the water a timer went on and you could see how long you could keep your hand in there before you pulled it out yeah you wouldn't believe how cold this water was I can imagine I it know what the location was absolutely was that. unreal mm-hmm. and um, and then they had like a big piece of ice that they would keep on uh, uh, they kept it cold mm-hmm. and you could feel it and that was like like the temperature of the iceberg right. you know and oh, all wow. shit I mean there was no joke I mean yeah. in, in that movie when they were showing people being like dead of hypothermia in the water. I mean, fuck yeah. <laughs> the one in Florida, they actually went so as far as to, um, they had recreated like the, the, all the rooms within the Titanic, like the one where the, oh, wow. with the staircase with the grandfather clock yeah. built into the wall. They recreated that and you could get your picture taken there. Wow. Oh, that'd been cool. And yeah. uh, kind of creepy, right? Oh yeah, very. Yeah. I mean, no, it looks identical to the one Leonardo DiCaprio <clears throat> is in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they did a really good job of uh, yeah. putting money into that and making it all look original. Yeah, we even, are totally talking even, about yeah. Titanic right now. I'll never oh forget eighty seven. People one. are going to think we are, we don't give a shit about Star Wars because we're oh, talking about fuck. fucking Titanic. <laughs> wow, <laughs> this is long overdue for pop culture. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> Uh, all, right, all right, all right. Let's get back Holy to. Shit. We can talk about this off the air. Yeah. Um, but let, let's let's talk about. It's going to be uh, Jakku. Jakku be a different kind of night. Uh, okay. Um, Jakku reminds me of Jack from Titanic. Let's talk about Titanic some more. I'm I love Jack. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, so um, yeah. Let me get back to the trailer. Where the fuck was I'm I? Just waiting for somebody to fucking yeah, call yeah, Jack. We're off. just talking about Ray being on her little speeder. Ray's bike. on her speeder bike, okay. and uh, we get to see the scale of the Star Destroyer, and it is humongous. It is gigantic. I mean, it's bigger than uh, it, it's bigger than like the fucking Great Pyramids. Yeah, I oh, didn't yeah. even realize how much of it was on my screen until like the very end of the shot. Yeah, right. and your your brain kind of catches it, and you're like, holy shit, it's on the whole screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, oh yeah, yeah I'm not, I'm not going to jump ahead. I'm not going to be that guy. Uh, there's a voiceover uh, of uh, Mark Hamill, and he's you know talking about uh, the Force being strong in his family. 
Um, you know, his father had it. He has it. His sister has it. He doesn't say, like, he, he doesn't say, like, <laughs> my child has it or whatever. He yeah. Uses, yeah. He's very cryptic. It almost seems like it's not even new dialogue. I mean, I could be wrong, but it almost seems like it's just pulled right from Return of the Jedi when no, he's I talking to Leia on It's Indoor. new dialogue. I, I bet it's new. I mean, it, his it, voice doesn't sound as, as smooth. When he was younger. I mean, it is the same speech, though. He it's says the same speech, but, yeah. he, but he adds that one sentence at the end. Right. And yeah. I, honestly, if I had to take a guess, I would say that was specific to the trailer. I'd be willing to bet that when you see it in the film, he actually says yeah. who it is. It's the just, speech that he gives is the speech that he gave Leia when he's talking to her about the family. But yeah. he adds something. I mean, he's talking to someone else here. He's not talking to Leia. It's just weird that he says my father has it instead of had it. If he's a force ghost, then technically I don't think they consider them dead and gone. That's what made me think it was just pulled right from Return of the Jedi, was they didn't, the tenses. I'm with Frank with the force ghost. Yeah. So are, does this open up the door to seeing a force ghost Vader or Anakin? I think it does. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Well, moving on, as he's talking about you know his father we get the shot of Vader's helmet. So that is that that's totally from what we talked about from last week. Yeah, that yeah, is definitely. something that we see here. Mm-hmm. We see that charred Vader's helmet, um, which I poo pooed all over that that wouldn't happen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And it did. And uh, kudos to you though, for taking your lumps. I thought it was very cool to see. It was. It was. It was. Guys, so we're gonna see, creepy. Yeah, we're gonna see stuff. I mean, we yeah. have to. It's it's all it, residual. You know, you yeah. can't have a fucking galactic war without having. It you just know, was in that, such good condition. It's crazy. Like I feel like as soon as scene cut in Return of the Jedi, they must have just ripped that thing out of the fire because it was melting pretty good up in that fire. I wonder what it was made of. I mean, we're just <laughs> assuming it was plastic. But guys, I don't know. <laughs> what was Vader's helmet composed of? I, yeah, I, vibranium. Vibranium. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have Bill Nye, the science guy, on next week. We'll talk about the composition of his helmet and how long it could have lasted in the fire. My and, feelings, because they can take a beating. All right, scene's over. Get it out of there. We're gonna need it for episode seven. Uh, let's see here. The voiceover um, says that who basically uh, it's Mark Hamill. He's talking, and, he, and he, whoever he's talking to, he says that they have the force as well. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Any bets as to who he's talking to, Ray or Finn? Uh, I think, I it's, think Ray. it's Ray. If it's, if it's new dialogue, it's Ray. I think it's Ray. What do you think? It's Brian? new dialogue. There's oh, yeah. no, there's no doubt in my mind. Are you still thinking it's not new dialogue? I don't know. I don't, I don't see why he's going to say the same shit he said in Return of the Jedi in the new movie. It's not. He added the. He's talking to someone new at the very end. I, I don't I'd think be... it's the line. Is it the exact line that he used with Leia? Because it may says, be the, no, no, no. He says words, but... my sister has it. Yeah, that's how and he then, tells and her. Then, and then he says, and then you also have this as well. So he's talking to somebody new. This is new dialogue. Right, yeah, okay. I agree. And then also, I mean, if you really wanted to pick at it, if you listen to, if you go back and listen to it in Jedi, and mm-hmm. then you listen to this, I mean, people's voices as they get older, they get gravelly, more mature. And listening to this, I couldn't help but hear the age in Hamill's voice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I, he, he is talking to somebody. I, Ray, so you think it's Ray? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Ray. Okay. It's weird, though. Um, some of the things that I've learned from Star Wars Celebration, some of the concept art is that we see Ray with a blaster mm-hmm. yeah. and Finn with a lightsaber. 
Hmm. So it's interesting. That is interesting. Well, it's not to say that both of them can't be force sensitive. I'm not saying that either. Yeah. I'm just going off of what I've seen. Oh, <laughs> well, sure. And then especially if she, you know, has no knowledge of it, which obviously Luke's having to tell her. I mean, she wouldn't be akin to just using a lightsaber out of nothing. And that's a good point. That's it's kind of classic um, JJ misdirection too, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it were to be um, Finn instead of Ray, sure. Uh, let's see here. Then we see a shadowy image, like in a cloak, and puts his uh, robotic hand on uh, on his or her robotic hand on R two D two. I'm guessing that this is Luke, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it seems very much so. Somebody um, said something too about like, oh, well, his hand got a downgrade because you could see like the robotic parts. Mm-hmm. But I mean, after time, especially if any of the rumors are true about him spending time on an arid planet. If it's fake skin, then it's not going to regenerate probably like his own wood. So it could have just worn off, or somebody could it could have been da- damaged in a battle. Yeah, I'm with you, Frank. Thirty years. I mean, that appendage probably just didn't make it. Yeah, sure. It was yeah. could be a replacement hand for all we know. It was weird seeing Luke with the robotic arm because in my head I associate that with Anakin so much because we've seen it so much in like all the cartoons and everything. True. Anakin and his robot hand, you know. Mm-hmm. They so covered. Could, oh, go ahead. Sorry. In the original trilogy, they covered it up so good, though. They just put a glove on it and then didn't yeah. really bring it back up. You knew he had it. Yeah, exactly. Like, right then and there, when he had it, they instantly put the flesh hand on. So, mm-hmm. um, Do you think that he hasn't seen R2 in a while, and that's why he's kind of, like, crouched down and has got his hand on him? And You know what I mean? That's interesting. I just felt like it was just like a camaraderie a little bit. Could be. Camaraderie? Camaraderie, yeah. R2 like, hey, wasn't R2. facing him. Could R2 have been showing him a video? A holographic message? Possibly. I don't know. I just felt like it looked like it just looked like a like a touching moment. Like he's bent down, he's got his hand on him. Like maybe he hasn't seen R two in a while, and um, you know maybe just saying hi to him for the first time in a long time. Do you think R two will be with Luke the whole movie? No, no. Uh -uh. I think it'll be split up. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Did we see a? There, there's a hand. It's passing the lightsaber. Um, the hand. It's a small hand, and it's passing a lightsaber. Um, it, the hand doesn't look human, so I'd like to know who that is. Yeah, I've heard a lot of speculation that that scene could be um, a flashback. Hmm. That that's our first glimpse at a Star Wars flashback. That lightsaber passing scene. Who are they passing it to? We don't know. Hmm. I mean, just but I mean, if it is a flashback, I don't know. Have you looked at all the the um, cast list stuff that is out there and everything? Like we know, there's a young Luke Skywalker cast in this movie. I haven't seen that. Yeah, Mm-mm. like he's been cast, and there's someone playing him, so hmm. it's almost like verified. Where did you see that? On the whole, they released the whole cast list uh-huh. and all the actors playing him, and there's just there's, I'm not doubting you. I'm just no, no, I know you're not. There's only only one that's a known character is it says young Luke Skywalker, but a bunch of the other people are people that like like the market person and people that people were um, thinking that would be involved in the flashback scene. Okay, so a lot of that got verified as the truth by the cast list. Huh. Hmm. So wow. it seems like pretty. I would say ninety eight percent sure we're going to see a flashback in this movie involving young Luke. Right. The lightsaber um, that's being handed to whoever. Um, any chance that it's the lightsaber that Luke loses in Cloud City when he gets his hand cut off by Vader? Mm, I think there's a so good chance, be, yeah. possibly. Okay. 
whatever it is, that lightsaber is definitely like the MacGuffin of the movie. It seems like from all the stuff we've heard. Yeah, that's. Uh, it sounds like BB-8 is in possession of it, and it looks like you know from like the concept art that we've seen, you know, that was released at Celebration of Finn. That's probably ends up in his hands, and that's why Gwendolyn Christie, her chrome trooper is after him possibly and if anybody's doubting like oh why does the lightsaber carry so much significance i mean think about the kind of life and use that that thing had it was created by a jedi who's supposed to be the chosen one and then it was also used to murder half the jedi uh that opposed him and then it went to luke who lost it on cloud city so I mean it, it's it's seen a lot of use. It fought its former owner on Cloud mm-hmm. City. So I mean the, the fucking blade tells a tale. Yeah, I'm starting to buy the rumors that the movie's going to open with the lightsaber floating through space. As much as I laughed at that back in the day, I thought it was. Uh, well, the original rumor was that it was floating through space with the hand still attached. Oh, okay. oh shit! <laughs> Hence <Yeah>. the laughter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why we were laughing. Like I wouldn't laugh at just like a floating <clears throat> yeah. lightsaber. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> a fucking hand. It seems very <laughs> important to the movie, though, and so I, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, they're definitely going to be a huge emphasis on this lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, more emphasis on this lightsaber than the trisaber with the hilt. You know what I mean? Yes. I think I don't know. I think they could be polar opposites. I, I'm kind of leaning with you, Frank. I think they could. I, I think there might be a big focus on the on the on the, on the lightsaber with the hilt. Yeah, but both of them. Yeah. Um, uh, <clears throat> <sighs> yeah. Um, I feel like that lightsaber with the hilt is just going to be one of those Star Wars things where it's like the information's out there, but the the movie isn't giving you exposition about it. It's just kind of one of those Star Wars things where it's there and you learn about it through expanded universe in the future. We've heard rumors of of different objects being able to unlock things within this movie. Right, Maybe you need... Relics, exactly. Um, you know, maybe there's MacGuffins within a MacGuffin. That makes right. sense. So, I mean, maybe, like, these these lightsabers are just maybe keys to a larger overall puzzle. <laughs> all the Infinity Stones are in the different lightsabers. <laughs> Something, yeah. Well, I mean, they all have crystals. So, yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows how they react when they actually take the life of someone who is imbued with the force. Yeah. Maybe, maybe somehow it kind of leaves an impact on maybe it. Maybe we're all fucking crazy. <laughs> right. It's just a fucking sword. We, we, we thought it might look neat to stick a little teeny tiny lightsabers out the side and y'all going crazy. All right. So we get a really cool <laughs> shot of uh, the X-Wings more. You know, we saw the shot of the X-Wings in the first trailer. Yeah. But this is, I, I love this shot. A little bit more. They expand on it a little bit more. Uh, I'm just going to say it right now. The special effects in this are absolutely phenomenal. Um, uh, this is definitely not the planet of Jakku. This is a different planet. They're on like a, a planet with, you know, water and wilderness. And uh, as they are flying over the water, you know, you just see like sea spray behind them. It yeah. is fucking yeah. awesome. Special effects, I can already tell. I mean, and I know it's been 10 years since the last film, but these special effects are light years ahead of anything I think I've ever seen in a Star Wars movie. Maybe anything I've ever seen in any movie, to be quite honest with you. Because it looks, you're looking at something that is so futuristic and sci-fi with just a natural background, and it looks so fucking real. Nothing looks shiny and new like it did in fucking, you know, uh, episode one. Everything looks realistic and gritty and worn in. That 
that worn in Star Wars tech, technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about this. I, I guess the closest thing we've seen to anything like this would probably be Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I agree you know what with I mean? that. Yep. But what did you guys think about seeing these X Wings? They, they look gorgeous. I loved yeah, it. It was, um, in the first trailer, it's kind of your standard shot, you know, where it's like composed like perfectly in frame. Mm-hmm. And in the second trailer, it was kind of like a little bit more of an artistic shot, which yeah. really showed off the effects a lot more, I thought. Uh-huh. Like it's like a diagonal angle at seeing the X Wing move a little bit. It's mm-hmm. kind of, kind of half cocked instead of just dead on. I liked how the way it was shot, it's not like on a flat surface or like a trench like we've seen these things. I mean, it's just in a part of the world that they fit in and the beauty shot when they pass by it, it's it's just awesome you know what i find weird is that like you know we keep being told that the three main characters are um I, oscar isaac um boyega and um what daisy ridley is that her name uh, the yeah yeah daisy ridley and then but i mean like we still have Domino Gleason, which we know nothing about. Yeah. And then we still have, uh, Adam, Adam Driver. Driver. But right. we, we keep, I keep hearing like rumors that those three are kind of the three main heroes. And it's, it's odd that, um, in two trailers, we, we only see Oscar Isaac in an X-Wing that we never see him any other way. Unless I missed him. It's just a little bit odd. Well, that me. we know of. I, I'm, I'm, uh, Sure. I mean, uh, how, how much of this movie have we seen though? No, yeah, right. I mean, no, not much. Yeah. I, I, I don't find it odd. I I I I don't. I I, I making Star Wars net has plenty. I I'm, I'm kind of backing these guys right now over there at makingstarwars.net. They've had plenty of uh they give me plenty of reason to believe that that Finn and Poe Dameron are going to meet up. Mm-hmm. They're going to get arrested and they're going to and while they're arrested and being held together, they're going to become good friends. Okay. And Poe is Oscar Isaac? Poe is Oscar Isaac. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so um. Yeah, I think those two are going to meet up. I, I think that's where we're going to have our Han and Luke kind of yeah. new tandem. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And by the end of it, all three of them will be together, it mm-hmm. seems like. And I mean, from what I'm hearing, you know, uh, Poe Dameron eventually takes over the Millennium Falcon. That's just a rumor. So I'd knows, buy it. I mean, but... so far, every, like I said, every time we see him, he's flying something. Yeah. So that <laughs> wouldn't be far-fetched. Right. Um. Yeah, so he's flying and... uh what what, what what do you say is going on in his head when he's flying this thing? Seems like he's having a real fucking good oh, time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He seems very happy to be flying it. I don't think it's like really shitty war going on uh-huh. right at that moment. Yeah, and the the helmet is just bouncing all over his fucking head too. I mm-hmm. mean, it doesn't fit right. It kind of reminds me of Luke wearing like the stormtrooper helmet. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it definitely seems like he's just showboating a little bit and having a good time. In like the he X-Wing. snagged it almost. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Uh, what do we see? We see shots of, uh, Jakku, uh, Ray and Finn. They're running from some sort of an explosion behind them. Uh, um, BB-8 pulling up the rear. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. BB-8. And yeah, he's totally in like a, like a sphere yeah. mode. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, Boyega is not in the stormtrooper outfit at this time. He's in that jacket and some of those pictures have been released at, uh, Star Wars Celebration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that jacket is very cool. It looks like it's just it looks like it's just classic Star Wars. I agree. I agree. The costume all the costume design we've seen so far is yeah, just fits, fits right in the world. Yeah. And people are saying like the way he's dressed in that jacket looks like something like Han or Luke would wear from like the original you know. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. at the award ceremony, if you remember what Luke was wearing there, the jacket that mm-hmm. had kinda of had the high yeah. collar. That kinda of what it reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um 
Let's see here. Uh, Should we better get a goddamn award in this movie? <laughs> Everybody else got a medal but him. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Where's the outrage for Chewie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Forget Brian being mean to Frank. Where's Chewie's fucking medal? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Somebody start a poll. Change.org. Let's get yeah, on there. Let's get yeah. it ha- make it happen. With all the improvements Lucas made in those fucking movies, couldn't he have fucking superimposed CG'd a medal? Right, CG yeah. a fucking medal on like in the Chewbacca. La- in the last scene right before it zooms out, the fucking lens flare, ding! Ghost Hayden Christensen to give fucking Chewbacca a medal. (laughs) Set him right there next to him. (laughs) We see Kylo Ren doing something uh, very cool, almost like using like a force pose, and and you can see the lightsaber behind him. There's flames and fire behind him, so I'm guessing that um, we've got flame troopers doing some destruction. And and, uh, does that mean that you know Kylo Ren has? Because I have no idea. Is he part of the the order? I'm pretty sure he is. I mean, I have nothing to confirm that. Right. But it does seem like he's, like, we've seen him, like, in those leaked posters that you posted. Yeah. We see him with stormtroopers pretty prominently in those posters. Yeah. And even yeah. in this, when he turns around and you get to see him, I, I mean, never there's other people in there. I never would have guessed that, guys. Really? I, I, I never would have guessed that before any of this came out, that yeah. he was... Part of the order. Yeah, there's no way to know. You just thought he was a lone wolf. Could yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. thought he was a lone wolf, too. Especially with that scene in the first trailer where he's just kind of out in the woods by yeah. himself on like a fucking vision quest or something. <laughs> <laughs> we get this shot. There's a gigantic banner, the new symbol that represents the order. Yeah. Um, there's a podium. You cannot see who's actually at the podium. This is very reminds me very of like uh, 1940s Germany Nazi mm. shit. You know yeah, what I mean? I agree. And... Um, Tons of stormtroopers. Who's at the podium, um, in your opinion, who, who, if you had to guess? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, b- 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 Man, I, I still don't buy that the Emperor is back alive yet. I don't think so that's the I, case. I, I don't know. I mean, I'd be willing to bet that there's some kind of hard-ass representative from the Empire trying to make a run of it. Is it? Okay. Uh, who do you think? Who do you think is behind the mask of Kylo Ren? Adam Driver? I think it is Adam Driver. Okay. Who do you think's at the podium then? Donald Gleason? Mm, maybe Max von Sydow? I still think Max Van, Max van Sydow is a character that, uh, that knows Ray somehow on the planet of Jakku. Okay. I, I think that he, I think that he's gonna be living on Jakku might be like, but who knows? I mean, I'm thinking he might be like the new Obi-Wan type character or something. Mm. Just an old man that lives on Jakku. And she sometimes, like, you know, tell he tells her stories and shit. I don't know. He plays a lot of dastardly characters, though, throughout his career. So. They've said, yeah, they, but they, they've said that later on in the movie, he has a relationship with Domino Gleason's character later on. Mm. Like, maybe, you know what I mean? I don't know. Okay, that's interesting. He could be evil. Evil Obi-Wan. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's behind that podium. You got a good guess? Because that's how. That's why you hire a guy like Max von Sydow. To be a douchebag. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's that's why you hire that kind of... He's a character actor that does that kind of thing. Yeah. And so I think, you know, he's going to be maybe a good guy at first. You think he's a good guy, and then the big reveal is, he, is he's evil, because that's <laughs> kind of like what he does. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, the banner, we see the stormtroopers, we see... That banner is fucking awesome. Yeah. When can I get that logo on a t-shirt? Mm-hmm. <laughs> very soon. You'll be able to get everything on a t-shirt here very soon. They, Disney is going to want to make their money. Oh, yeah. I will give it to them. Um, <laughs> we see Ray looking up, then we see a bunch of uh, TIE fighters flowing overhead. Yeah. Um, two different looking TIE fighters. They're not the same ones. So, um, then we see... Shots of more TIE fighters in a hangar with stormtroopers and explosions. Yeah. Uh, lots of explosions. If you, if you slow it down and you look at it, there's even a fucking stormtrooper flipping through the air. <laughs> um, it looks like there's this, like, cannon in the back that one of the good guys fired mm-hmm. during that sequence. People are thinking that this is a scene where Finn is making his escape because they do show Finn taking off the helmet and, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, just breathing, heavy breathing. Yeah. And Almost every time we see Finn, he's like sweaty and heavy breathing, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> he's a nervous guy. Um, <laughs> then they show uh, another, you know, Star Destroyer scene, but this time out in space. Mm. Uh, then one of my, oh shit, one of my favorite looks at this character so far, because everything we've pretty much seen has just been concept art. We finally get a look at a chrome trooper, real chrome trooper, uh, I'm guessing it's Gwendolyn Christie, Chrome Trooper, all Chrome, very cool fucking gun, and wearing this awesome helmet. Um, That's Captain Plasma, right? We okay. I it doesn't have to be Captain Phasma. If I ha- if I was a betting man, I'd say yes. I'd say it's Captain Phasma, Gwendolyn Christie. She's one of the you know uh, Chrome Troopers. Mm-hmm. I think that there are more than one. Yeah, and I think they're a very elite group of trooper. Um, we've heard the rumor that they are able to have a they cloak themselves mm-hmm. and that they are able to go invisible. Right. Yeah. So um, it yeah. seems like she has some garb on her that's like, if it is her, that's like a little bit different from probably the other. She's wearing a, a kind of like a cape. Yeah, um, which may signify that like she's the head Chrome Trooper, mm-hmm. Chromebook Trooper. <laughs> uh I can see scenes of characters talking in this movie. And then as like the camera pans away, you see Gwendolyn Christie appear as she encloaks herself. Yeah. I can see that happening in this film. Right. That'd be cool. I'm so hyped to see her in a Star Wars movie. That's going to be great. No, it is going to be awesome. Um, Let's see here. Yeah, we uh, get the cute little picture. We get the cute little image, BB-8 looking around the corner in the Millennium Falcon. Love it. Uh, we get a scene of Rey, I believe, offering her hand to John Boyega's character as Finn on the, bla- on the planet of Jakku. This is where we get the final scene of the Millennium Falcon as it's twisting and turning and it flies through the uh, ass end of a fucking Star Destroyer. And Love that's it. where the, you know... Uh, they're, they're flying in and out of the Star Destroyer, which we talked about last That's week. That's fucking amazing. Um, and then we get uh, the line, Chewie, we're home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I hit the button that makes it start all over again. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, let's uh, talk about some of the things that we found out at Star Wars Celebration. Um and you guys can fill me in if you guys have anything else that you wanted to add. Okay. Um, at the end uh, of the trailer, um, I just want to talk about this real quick. When when um, when he says, you know, Chewie, we're home, 
he's standing aboard the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Which is home. Yeah. It, exactly. Uh, their weapons are drawn, and they look like they're, I think they're getting ready to take back the ship. Um, in the trailer, we see, you know, BB-8 looking around the corner in the Falcon. I, my guess is that BB-8's being cautious. He's looking dead at Han and Chewie at this time as they board the ship. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like you said, when he says we're home, I think he's, he's referring to, he's referring to the Millennium Falcon. He's not referring to Corellia. No. Which or Kashyyyk or whatever. Which, uh, or yeah, Kashyyyk. <laughs> Kashyyyk, which is the home planet of Chewie, Chewbacca, or Corellia, which is the home planet of, uh, of, uh, Han. Um, okay, so let's talk about what we learned from Star Wars Celebration now. Uh, we saw pictures and model, uh, pictures of models, uh, costumes, uh, that were used during the production of Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, what do we know? Gone now is the Empire and the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. And what we have now is the First Order and the Resistance. Uh, let's talk about the First Order. What's left of the Empire is now called the First Order. From this First Order, we get flame troopers. These flame troopers, they burn their enemies alive if they need to. Sweet helmets on those guys. Uh, Stormtroopers, they enforce the will of the First Order. Uh, They are no longer clones. So apparently they do have a choice of whether they want to join or not join. Do you you think that's the case or do you think that they are forced into this? I think it is the case. That they probably got some people that are you I know, think the forced first, in, but by yeah. and large, it's probably like a volunteer group. I think they got some pretty good politicians on the side of the First Order, and they can be pretty convincing to, to hmm. certain people. It'll be interesting to see. I'd like to see... I don't want to see too much politics in this one. I don't want to go back to the fucking Senate meetings and <laughs> shit in fucking episode <laughs> one, two, and three. Misa going to make a motion to fuck it all up. But I want to know a little bit about this world and what, you know, what has happened since, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, sounds like we're going to get a lot of that in the, in the new novels too. Yeah. But these new stormtroopers, I, with them not being clones, you think that this is going to make them a little bit more dangerous than, than the stormtroopers in the original trilogy. You these guys hope. might be able I, to shoot. I mean, I feel flame troopers right there have, have, have my hopes up that they are. Yeah. I, Christ. Can you imagine if they had flame troopers against the Ewoks? The, the oh, Empire would have wow. won. Yeah. <laughs> Set fire to the forest and let them scatter. Furry little fur, fiery fur balls all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I you know it's like I don't want to, I don't want to see them be as ridiculous as they were in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. But I don't want them also to be. I want them to be right in the middle. I don't want them to be like the fucking unsul- the uh, the insulin and Game of Thrones either. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Somewhere in between. You there. want them to have their dicks. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I want them to be intimidating. I want them to be scary instead of like, oh, stormtroopers. They can't shoot. No big deal. Yeah. I think we'll see a female stormtrooper in Force Awakens. I'm I sure. I guess if Gwendolyn Christie is a chrome trooper, then yeah. she's a chrome trooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. I bet you see a lot of stormtroopers. Yeah. Yep, we will. Like if you see a group of them all with their helmets off, I'm sure you'll be able to pick mm-hmm. out several. That'll be cool. So we got the First Order. Uh, we also have the Resistance. Uh, we know that they have upgraded X-Wings now with the with the blue stripes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the pilots, of course, for the Resistance, resistance is Poe Dameron, who's played by Oscar Isaac, uh, who said this. He's the best freaking pilot in the galaxy. That's who he is. Sent on a mission by a certain princess who meets Finn, and their fates are forever intertwined so yeah we're definitely these guys are going to be kind of like the new luke and 
you know, Han, yeah. I think, in my opinion. So That's cool. Yeah. Um, new droid domes were built for this movie to be used on these X-Wings. Uh, R4, R5, and R6 units. And the builder said that the new droids navigating the X-Wings will be specifically paired with chosen pilots. Oh, that's cool. Um, from the concept art, what is that? What is that noise? What is what? Is noise? it coming through the head? It's my Snapple. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely coming through. Um, let's see here. From concept art, we do learn that Finn, played by John Boyega, does in fact find the lightsaber, which I talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Here's what Boyega said about his character. Finn is an inc- Finn is in incredible danger, and the way he deals with the danger launches him into the Star Wars universe in a unique way. Hmm. So that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard he was kind of hinting at the fact that he was possibly not a stormtrooper at Celebration too. Hmm. That he was just uh, dressed as a stormtrooper. Yeah, just for the occasion, for whatever reason. I'm he- still hoping his last name's Leonis, and he's he's an heir, he's he he is in the same family as that dude from Rebels. Yeah, and I think that goes along with what we were saying earlier that if the, the first order is that mm-hmm. correct, if they're actually like recruiting people willingly, mm-hmm. then that would make sense that he would kind of snap to and realize, much like Spider-Man joining Iron Man and then realizing that that wasn't a good idea in Civil War, right. maybe a little bit of that kind of stuff happens for Finn yeah, and the First true. Order. A uh, little funny side story about Finn. Um, he asked Harrison Ford uh, when they were filming to sign a uh, Han in Stormtrooper suit action figure, and Harrison Ford he kind of looked at him and said, this is weird. And then he, like, begrudgingly signed it, apparently. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. So, uh, I, would, I, would, I would be doing the same kind of shit. Hell, yeah, asking him that stuff? Yeah, hell yeah. yeah, hell yeah. But while you're here. Because yeah. he, he wouldn't sign it. Like, if you weren't doing the movie with him, he wouldn't sign oh, it. If I'm I sure asked not. him, he'd be like, fuck you, get yeah. out of my face, kid. <laughs> so, yeah, he's mean. Yeah, who's going to get on him for being mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's really funny when he's on Conan. Oh, yeah. Harrison Ford. Because he was asking him about it. He's, he just got up and walked off. Yeah. I said we were going to talk about this. Uh, let's see here. What else did we learn? Um, well, you know what I'm going I'm to talk about real quick? I thought it was interesting that in the trailer we saw the Crash Star Destroyer at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the trailer, you know, where the fi- Falcon flies into the, the end of that Star Destroyer, that Star Destroyer looks totally different from the first Star Destroyer. Really? The, yes. I didn't catch that. 100% different. Okay. I thought its ass then was in the air just like the other ones was. It looks different. Okay. And so I'm thinking that there are multiple crashed. This goes yeah, it's back a to me talking about that yeah. Battle of Jakku sure. that they're talking about in, what is it, Battlefront? Yeah. yeah. It's just like a big old war zone with like shit just laying all over yeah, the place. Yeah, it's, sure. it's a graveyard for ships. Right. Yeah. And it's a great area for Daisy Ridley's Junker character to be. So I think that, uh, exa- yeah, exactly. There's so, so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't. You guys want to talk about the trailer anymore? Yeah, we can move on. Uh, okay. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Okay. I loved it. It was fucking great. Yeah. I'll yeah. probably watch it another 20 times in the next seven days. Tupperware <laughs> the shit out of it. Okay. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. We'll come right back, and then we're going to talk about Batman v Superman. Yeah. Is it really surprising 
that the most powerful man in the world should be a figure of controversy. We as a population on this planet have been looking for a safety. We're talking about a being whose very existence not telling us the truth. challenges our own sense of priority in the universe. Human beings have a horrible track record of following people with great power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolute chaos. Maybe he's just a guy trying to do the right thing. They know better now, don't we? Devils don't come from hell beneath us. They come from the sky. The world has been so caught up with what he can do that no one has asked what he should do. That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Hey, we are back, and uh, right now we're going to be talking about Batman v Superman. The trailer it leaked on four sixteen fifteen later on that night after we saw the Star Wars. What are you doing, Frank? <laughs> Just keep going. I'm, I'm ready to pounce. You're ready to pounce. Yeah, I I, I, I want to like totally go first on this one. Okay, we'll have you go first on this one. But I, but I, 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 I kept my mouth shut, man. Nobody would. Jesus, know I can't get through anything on the show. <laughs> Here I am being mean again. Oh fuck that. I was excited, man. I was like getting myself all geared all up. All right, because no, that's good. That's good. I'm glad you're excited. We saw the first 20 seconds. We saw the last 20 seconds. We saw the whole trailer. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, that night, four sixteen fifteen, there was a uh, leaked camera phone trailer, and somewhere in South America, this thing got leaked, and uh, it spread like fucking wildfire over the internet. <laughs> yeah. Warner Brothers was going nuts trying to pull this thing down. Uh, I posted a link, and uh, then that one got shut down. Found another one, posted that up, and that one stuck around for a while. Um, you know, and uh, that, you know what? Let's let's just talk about this. We're not we're not going to break this one down completely, but we're going to talk about Batman v Superman. We're going to rate it. Um, Frank, yes, get to go first. <laughs> I just wanted to get my opinion out there uh, w- without it being tainted by anything else. I've been pretty down. But you already know, Jake's. Everybody, anybody who knows Jake already knows Jake. Yeah. Yeah. But what's uh, my opinion? <laughs> I'm sure you'll give it to us. Oh gosh, um, you got opinions on every fucking angle on this fucking trailer. I'm just All gonna right, say Frank, I, I've not been a big fan of any of the news that's come out. Since Man of Steel came out, it, yeah. all, it all sounds like a bunch of shit. I've never been a big fan of Batfleck. That aside, this trailer had nothing to do with anything other than Batman versus Superman. And, you know, you can't guess as to how good Batfleck's going to be, but I liked it. I thought it was great. I Tupperware it for a teaser trailer. 
All right, so we got a Tupperware. Okay, Jake, tossing it. Yeah, you can just skip me. I toss it. It went, like, it was the exact opposite of the Star Wars trailer as far as the music was concerned. That music wanted me to, because I watched it like five or six times to like, you know, be able to talk about it. And by the end of it, I was like, all I could hear was that fucking noise that the whole trailer made throughout from the beginning to the end. Oh my mm. god! That better not be the soundtrack of the, the movie. The things that Jake gets out of a trailer are totally different than things that I get out of the trailer. It's insane. <laughs> Watch it again. You won't be able to avoid it after hearing me say this. The whole trailer is like. Bwah. What other? No, there's been so many um, movies that have used that stupid fucking sound. Oh, I know. In their trailers, though, you act like this is the first one. I mean, Star Trek Insurrection, or not Star Trek? Is that what it was called? Not no, no Star Trek Into Darkness. Okay. Yeah, used the same fucking. Yeah. Prometheus was known for it. That goddamn yeah. trailer. <laughs> I hate that shit though. Well, got more of it. Yeah, I, I don't know. This trailer did nothing for me. I, I was like crossing my fingers that maybe the first cinematic appearance of Batman and Superman would be enough to supersede how much I fucking hate Zack Snyder flicks. But no, it wasn't. So, I'll talk. We'll talk more about it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to Tupperware this trailer. Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm going to get into it. Let me just can I just get into it? Yeah, sure. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> everything. I don't know. No, somebody else start. Somebody else start. Somebody else start. I was listening. I was paying real close attention to the things that they were saying as it was panning around the statue mm-hmm. uh, of Superman. And then the little clips that they were showing, it, it really makes me think that they're kind of heading towards the injustice route. Like whether or not it's earned, like whether or not Superman is actually bad or mm-hmm. doing anything wrong. But I mean, just like in the real world, people are going to question somebody who's got more power than can be stopped right so uh and there's one point where he lands and then there's four armed guards then they kneel i'm mm-hmm. not sure what that's about yeah, yeah they have like superman symbols on their shoulders do they stuff. i didn't i didn't catch that part yeah. but uh yeah i mean i i liked it i really thought it was good and then you get to hear uh fuck what's his name is lex luther uh jesse eisenberg yeah Whereas, well, I mean, you. I mean, you hear Charlie Rose, you hear Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson, mm-hmm. and then you right. hear yeah. Lex Luthor. Yeah, and he Lex says Lex Luthor says he's like a devil. Well, he says that they don't come from uh, the hells beneath us; they come from the, the skies sky. above. Yeah, yeah. And that was a real chilling line. I thought it was cool. And then to see, you know, a clean version of what we saw way back from last year's SDCC mm-hmm. with him flying in the air and then landing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was. That was awesome. And then the mod- heavily modified voice of Ben Affleck, it, it's scary and it screams technology, which is exactly what a grizzled old Batman's going to have to have. I remember a certain user giving us, a certain listener giving me so much shit about that teaser trailer from San Diego Comic-Con saying that none of that footage would be in the final film. <laughs> oh, yeah. And here, here it you is. go. Here it is again. Yeah. Here it is again. I, I backed you on that. I knew I know. that shit would be Oh there. my god, this guy gave me so much shit saying we were wrong, we were wrong, we were wrong. Yeah. That was just something they whipped together to show something. something. Together no. to show it'll never make it to the film. And here we saw it again, Jake. With dialogue this time. With dialogue yeah. this time. Yeah. I wasn't surprised by that. I, I had your back on that. So if you're still listening, you were wrong. 
Yeah, you were wrong. You know what, though? You made my fucking day hell. (laughs) And just telling me I was wrong about that. And, you know, I was right and you were wrong, and I was right and you were wrong, and I was right and you were wrong. For all the shit that we've heard about this movie, about everybody and their brother who's in it and everything, I it was really refreshing and reassuring to me to see the trailer not be about anything other than Batman versus Superman. It is basically, I'm, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read, um, this, what, what sums it up for me is one of our listeners kind of like said exactly what I wanted to say about this, um, trailer. Uh, a friend of mine, Dan Seipel said, and this is unexpected, but this movie could make Man of Steel a better movie. It's a continuation of a theme, which is good. I was shocked at the false god theme in the trailer. It's genius, though. It's perfect because it's exactly what this world would do. The combination of super reality and super fiction could make this a super movie. And it does make sense. This is what would really happen if this – and it gives DC a chance to really flesh out their villains and characters better than I think Marvel is doing with a lot of their villains. Um, Because this superhero, the way that the world reacts is the way that – uh, the villains are going to be reacting. Mm-hmm. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. And they're going to play into it. They're going to want everybody to lay down and be like, yeah, he's evil, and then yeah. do their nefarious shit on the side. Can I call out more listeners giving us shit for shit we, I think we were right about? Yeah, go ahead. I took a lot of shit for calling this movie a sequel, and I, I feel like I was completely justified for that at this you point. Are. You are. This you is are. a total continuation of the theme for the first movie. Right. I, I took a lot of shit for that. Yeah, you did. So I just That's say, ridiculous. I just want to say right now that I was totally fucking right, and this is totally a fucking sequel. I think most of these DC movies are going to be sequels to to a lot of the. But films, this is a right? fucking direct fucking sequel to Man of Steel. It is. I don't right. care that it's not called Man of Steel Two. It's a fucking direct sequel. Well, we're to Man dealing of Steel. with the fallout of everything that happened from that movie. <laughs> it's a sequel. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not a side story. And people get too caught up in like the exact definition of what a sequel is. Too, it doesn't matter whether it occurred to the side or before what happened. I mean, if it's a movie in the same vein that continues the same theme, it's a sequel. Yeah, at this point, I don't care if Zack Snyder tweets me and tells me it's not a sequel. I'm going to tell him he's wrong <laughs> yeah. at this point. Fuck no, yeah. Yeah. no if, if he does, or Snyder, Goyer, it doesn't matter. This is a sequel. Yeah, so yep. thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. You would need to see, first off, you would need to see this fucking, you need to see Man of Steel to understand this movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Not unfortunate. Man of Steel was a Tupperware, in my opinion. I agree. It's divisive, and this trailer's divisive. Yeah. Um, you either like it or you don't. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I love the Marvel movies for what they are. Mm-hmm. You know, they're fun, and sometimes they get a little dark. I I really like the fact that this that 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 Zack Snyder is exploring how people would really react in the world mm-hmm. if we if 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 something like this were to happen um you know we, we've been pounding this movie uh, for introducing like so many new characters yeah. in it you know we but now i understand why i mean if a demigod like a demigod alien such as superman yeah showed up you would have some people that are panicking freaking out some people starting to worship him like you mentioned yeah uh others wanting to stop him other powerful characters would be coming out of the woodwork, mm-hmm. like Batman, like Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, yeah. Green Lantern, Aquaman. Well, <laughs> right. a character of this magnitude, he forces them out into the open. Right at this point, mm-hmm. they've been able to hide and do their own little thing and be powerful in their own corner of this world. But when you have something, I think he forms the fucking Justice League himself because of. 
not, they're forming it against him. Well, right, because <laughs> I mean, like, they they all come together probably in response to everything yes. that happened. So, and he, I mean, the best way to he's ever, the threat, right? Well, yeah. at least that's the way they're they're selling it as you know in the teaser. I don't know whether it's justified or not. Like whether he has really lost it and is doing some you know bad stuff, or if he's just doing what he's doing and people are like too worried about him being a loose cannon and being on his own. This is the natural progression from the first movie. Hmm? This is the natural progression of the first movie. This is addresses all that description that you hated. The first movie sure. <laughs> explained that like the theme like of what if aliens were real and how people mm-hmm. would react. Right. This is like okay now that like. It's all over. We still got one living among us, and he's right. got all these powers. How are we going to handle this? This is not your fucking like uh, Lois Lane falls from the skyscraper, and people are all sheep and just clap and say, "Yay, he's the <laughs> no hero!" Shit. No, this is like you've got different factions of people out there that are, and they're going to explore this. I, I think it needs to be done in this movie. I yeah. think it's very fucking cool. And then, like you know, without picking it apart little bit by little bit, like you said, we're not going to do. It gets me excited for what we're going to see in the film. Mm-hmm. It does. It's going to be intense. It's kind of a reverse Dark Knight Returns in some ways, the, the more I think about it. Yeah, and I know that you – do you have a problem that it's not going to be exactly like the Dark Knight Returns? No, no. I don't want it to be an adaptation of Dark Knight An adaptation. Returns. I just I, Can we think of it just like an Elseworlds story? You know what I mean? But it's it really not. Is. It's like the second movie in a like cinemat- a DC cinematic universe. It's hard. I know that that's like, oh, let's just think of it as an Elseworlds movie. Shouldn't well, mean, okay. I have to think of the whole DC cinematic universe as we an loved, Elseworlds movie. We loved – I know. I know. I, I understand what you're saying. But like I'm talking about just like the story not being like, you know, the, like the, the, the Frank Miller story. Yeah. Um, Shouldn't it be just tied to Man of Steel and that's it so far though? Yeah. So I mean, you, I mean, me like me, I don't have any knowledge of any of this other stuff that you're talking about. I won't have to have read it to understand. What's but I'm saying, like, we loved Days of Future Past, yeah. And like, was that like a direct adaptation of that comic book? Yeah. Absolutely not. So I mean, we're going to get a different story here than what we got in like The Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. which I yeah. Same for Age of Ultron. Same with Age of Ultron. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is the comic version not that good or something? The Bendis version wasn't great. Oh. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't horrible shit. it wasn't horrible but it's not like movie adaptation right. worthy ah, right gotcha. like i'd be right. like really there's like eight thousand other stories i'd rather see it ad- adapted into movies than gotcha. you know hawkeye has a big role in that comic book yeah he does and a i hear he has role. a huge role in this movie too Hank Pym has a huge role in Hank Pym, yeah yeah so i mean he had his yeah huge role yeah one of the one of the three main characters i would say um i, I think what this I, uh, back to the batman v superman trailer um Damn. i think what it does it, like when the people that are disappointed by this? I, I think it, for them, it still feels like it sets the tone from the original film. Like nothing's changed; it's it's still the same tone, yeah. you know, the same tone that we got. But honestly, I think that that movie was about the Man of Steel movie was about Superman's growing pains in coming to terms with you know being an alien and feeling alienated himself and mm-hmm. not feeling you know welcome uh, and fitting in. I think Superman is now more comfortable, you know, in his in his own skin. But now this movie is going to address, you know, just how we react. We're not comfortable with them, right? Yeah. And I think those those are cool things to explore. I think yeah. the world, you know, Lex and Batman, they reflect the tone of this film now. And I want to, uh, I, I want it to. I, I think what we're going to see is Batman. Go a route with it. Lex Luthor go a more vocal route with it. Mm-hmm. We've got physical and vocal. Yeah. 
and somehow through the physical confrontation, um, it's going to work out more than the uh, Lex is just going to continue to be Lex and hate him. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of the concepts are, are very interesting. I won't deny that. Yeah. And my problem is definitely more with the execution than the concepts. I thought it was great. I mean, uh, you had the media talking about it. He actually got like Neil deGrasse Tyson and Charlie Rose and like yeah. even Jesse Eisenberg. We got yeah. to hear him as Lex huh? for the first time and they're talking about this and the imagery. They kept going back and forth and showing that, um, the imagery, the cinematography was just so awesome when they kept showing that huge statue. Mm-hmm. Like they talk and then they pan around that statue and then all of a sudden, boom, when it said false god on the chest of that fucking statue, I was floored. I was like, yeah. wow. And we're, yeah. spo- we're supposed to take it that that statue was like erected in honor of Superman from yes. saving the city from Zod. Yes. There's right. going to be some people that are thinking like, yeah, he saved the city and then others saying like he brought this upon us. Yeah. And it's brilliant because – the same people that are saying that within the movie, we've got same people saying that outside of the movie. Real people. Yeah. People like, oh my gosh, they, they were like, Jake, like, there's too much destruction in this movie. He's going right. around and there's just too much destruction. And then there's like people like me, like, oh my gosh, I love this. And Zod brought on the destruction. Not right. Superman. Yep. It's, I think Zack Snyder is fucking brilliant for that. He's taking like discussions that people are having in the real life about the actual movie uh-huh. and incorporating into the God, incorporating them into the actual movie. This kind of makes me think that, I mean, my only hope for this film without having seen any of the official footage was that all those other names that they've been bringing out as far as being in the mill in the film cyborg wonder woman all that i only really want to see them maybe in the last like half hour of it like have there be another great big freaking fight and then everybody comes on board to fucking take part and be like no okay one time's enough we're gonna fucking i don't address wa- this shit you know what at this point man at this point i i do what you're gonna do, Zach. Yeah. Just do what you're gonna do. Well, man. right. I mean, well, and it's already done. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I think this is a teaser trailer. People are hitting the panic yeah. button way too fucking early. We saw two fucking minutes of a two, maybe two and a half hour movie. Yeah. yeah I agree People are hitting that. the panic button. I mean, I think they what they did in this in this in this teaser trailer is they explored a theme, uh-huh. and then they explored the fact that Batman. There is something within him uh, that he sees Superman and he feels like in the trailer it says it makes him – some men, they, they have a fever and it makes them uh, a, a feel fear. That's Jeremy Irons talking and to him. Is that, is that Alfred? Yeah. And then, and then it makes them feel powerless. Uh-huh. And as he's looking at that suit, man, he's fucking angry as all hell. I got a question. Do we know for certain he's looking at that suit? Yeah, I do like how battle-worn that suit looks. <laughs> I mean, I know it cuts away to that suit, but... We saw two suits. Yeah. We saw the big... The big, the big metal big face, me- yeah. metal face suit, yeah. and then we saw, like, the slimmer well, suit. Well, what I'm kind of wondering is, is I'm wondering if they're going to try to tie any of this into, like, Suicide Squad and Jared Leto's Joker. Do you think, think that we're going to see, like, well a Jason Todd? Try. Do what now? Do you think we're going to see, like, a, a shrine for, like, a... Jason Todd at all in this? From what I know, okay. I mean, this is super yeah. spoilery, but yeah. um, do you care if I super get super spoilery? Go a for it. From what I know, it's been pretty verified that Dick Grayson's dead. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I just, just like literally like 60 minutes ago, I saw a screenshot of his tombstone 
Whoa. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Do you think that's misdirection? That maybe like the world thinks he's dead and now he's actually just taken on like Nightwing or Nightwing? whatever? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think it would hurt. Them. So he's the dead Robin and yeah, not I think Jason Dick, Todd. Dick, Dick, Dick Grayson is the dead Robin. I think they show in a shot with um his parents' graveyards off to the side. You see Dick Grayson's tombstone. Huh. Oh, you're gonna be so happy if you find out that the destruction of Metropolis killed Dick Grayson. Aren't you? <laughs> you are gonna be so <laughs> happy, be happy about if that. a fucking building blown. landed on him. He you says know. it, but he's got a smile on his fucking face. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I can't hide my <laughs> smile. I am. Um, this is definitely not Christopher Nolan's Batman, though. I mean, we see we see this Batman with a gun. Yeah, we see this Batman killing people. Basically, I think he's fucking had enough. The shit he's been through in his life. So I you're mean, saying it's it is a... Christopher Nolan's Batman, but snapped? No. Well, I mean, <laughs> Batman in general. I mean, we've seen him in several films where he's controlled and he's trying to do right by everything. And I think in this, he's had yeah. enough. Like, see, but my point is, we've never seen this Batman in other films. I think this is. I don't think any continuity from any previous Batman film. No, I know. You're just talking about seeing Batman. Yeah, I'm just talking about seeing Batman on screen. This is a different Batman. I think this is. He's going to have a lot of aggression. He's unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. There's not going to be any no killing, no no this, no that. He's going to jail. Did you you guys notice the uh, the gray? I did. The silver, real subtle. Flex hair. Uh Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that was cool. Man, he looks so pissed off. I I like the Easter egg, the the Riddler Easter egg a lot. I thought that was cool. I missed that. That was it. Yeah, I missed it. There's, as well. a, there's a green question mark uh-huh. painted on one of the walls in one of the scenes. Oh, Ooh, really? Cool. Yeah, bright green, and it, it looks just like like comic book Riddler question mark right there. Oh, gotcha. that's awesome. And cool. I was, I, I know the movie's not going to have time for it, but I do like how they kind of acknowledge that in this world, the Riddler probably does exist. Oh, wow. That's one character that I really want to see done justice eventually. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. No offense, Jim Carrey, but that hmm. didn't quite do it no. for me. No, <laughs> that was silly. No, I always kind of wondered like what Nolan could have done with the Riddler if you know, with like Robin Williams or something oh, like that. Wow. You know, you look at the old movie that he did. You know, what was yeah. it, one hour photo, mm-hmm. and yeah. I mean, he can play that villain, and you know, that's that's one role he always wanted. Was the Riddler? So yeah, that would have been awesome. And, uh, you know, guys. I mean, don't hit the panic button on this movie too soon. I, it was a it was a teaser trailer. It explored the theme of the movie, and then it explored that there is going to be a battle between Batman and Superman. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of other film that w- that they can fill. Um, it just wanted to get the theme out there. A lot of people are just thinking it's underwhelming. They didn't get to see anything. Guys, it's a teaser, it's a teaser trailer, and um, that's it. And uh, I thought what got me going was. Um, you know, tell me, do you bleed? Yeah, you will. That's cool. that, that that line was so cheesy to me. What? Oh, no, God. I like it. No. That was good. <laughs> he's was talking so to you. Will he's a like f- you can hear the fucking rage in his voice. It's there's nothing. F- that's fuck. God, Jake, seriously. <laughs> no, that shit was so cheesy. You sound like somebody like the insulin at this point because like I seriously, you gotta have a fucking you gotta have fucking balls to say that to, to fucking, Superman. You, you definitely have guy. to have yeah. balls to say that dialogue. I agree. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Awesome. I've That's, seen people post pictures like side by side of like Lego Batman versus the yeah, the scene, but I've seen you know that, that that metal chin strap or what have you. I mean, how do you think he's going to be able to keep himself from getting his own neck snapped or like take a punch in the fucking jaw without his head flying off? Oh yeah, you got to have bat armor if yeah. you're up with Superman. I'm right. not gonna I'm not gonna clown on that. So I mean, yeah, y'all can chill your jets on that one. So I never posted a Lego Batman picture. Watch. I saw it out there before. Yeah, I didn't see it from you. Are we thinking that is Batman wearing a lead suit? 
Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I think he that'd is. That'd be great, lead-lined, anyway. Because I want him to be the detective, you know what I mean? Yeah. I want him to know... I want him to know his enemy first. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's why I want him to sit. That's why, that's why I think that line will be earned. I, I, kinda, I think that line will be fucking earned by the time he says that to Superman. Do you think Lex Luthor is going to team up with Batman? I've thought about that. Uh, I thought about that a lot more a long time ago because I thought that Lex Luthor would have been given, um, him Zod's armor. Yeah. I thought about it a lot this week. So. It, it, that may be a possibility. I think we'll probably see him play like a more subtle role. Like it's going to be totally all cerebral. He's not going to want to lay his whole fucking deck out for everybody to see. He'll probably just like push the right buttons and give him a little nudge here and there. I think to try might, to send him off. I think he might personally give Batman information and or equipment. Maybe information, but I mean he's not going to want to tip off his hand as far as like. Being a mega supervillain, I just I want to see Batman. I, I personally just want to see Bruce Wayne be resourceful on his own. I mean, yeah. he's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. I want to see him be resourceful on his own and uh, be able to do the job himself. I want Lex to be doing like this whole House of Cards thing off in the side, trying to become the president. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I want to yeah, see his story that. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I'm not saying Lex is going to be a supervillain, Frank. I think Batman's going to see Superman as the supervillain, and therefore Lex is not a supervillain at all, trying to help him stop Superman. Right. I mean, I think he's going to like get like give little nudges. Like, or information or equipment or something. You know what I mean? Like, push him in the right direction because he's secretly going to want to see him be brought down. If we see that, we see that. Yeah. I don't want to see that. I want to see Batman be 100% resourceful on this and just use, like, himself and the Bat family yeah. to figure out what he needs to do to stop Superman. Well, even still, though, I mean, through the teaser trailer with that line of the, the devils don't come from beneath us, I mean, he's already being vocally against Superman. No, I'm not, so, I'm not disagreeing with yeah. you. I just don't want Lex to be working deals with Bruce well, Wayne yeah, right, or I Batman. You. I get you. I don't want them two to be working in tandem. Sure. I want this Batman to be a detective and resourceful on his own. Oh, okay. So I that what you're he saying. is going, it doesn't feel okay. like he's being helped. So it's not like he's giving him a nothing that's going to take him out. Spoon fed okay. by Lex Luthor. Right. I want, when this battle goes down, I want this to be mano a mano, man versus alien, and I want Batman to kick Superman's fucking oh, yeah. dick in the dirt. Yeah, well, I, okay. think the, I, I, th- I think too. we're going to see that. Because I think think it's going to be so intense that Superman's not going to see it coming, and he's going to get knocked on his ass, and he's going to have to reassess some shit. I want to see him humbled, you know, by by a man. I I don't want Lex to be – to help him out. I'm kind of thinking like it would be more like politically – like just his stance as far as Superman goes. Lex? I mean, yeah, maybe, that's what I'm saying. Maybe I want using him, his influence as opposed to being that's directly exactly involved. Exactly what I'm saying. Okay. I want him to do like this whole House of Cards thing where he's trying to use Superman to make everybody scared, put uh-huh. panic and fear into him, right. so that they look to him for security and safety. That's and, a government point now. <laughs> Exactly. So, I mean, the, the real world shit, and mm-hmm. like, he uses it to try to make himself like be the president, like in the comics. I yeah. agree with that. I I was thinking. I mean, the same thing, but just different analog. Mm-hmm. I was thinking. I want him to be basically Palpatine from Episode One. Yeah. Right. That by the end of it, he's 
pulled all these strings and set all these things in motion. Yeah. And now he has a clear shot at I mean, we could want these all fucking day. Snyder could give us something completely different. Right. You know what I mean? And, and I still want, I still want to see, uh, Bruce Wayne not be brooding the entire movie. Yes. You know, I do yeah. want to, I do want to see a little bit of humor from Affleck. That's why you get a guy like right. Affleck to play and Bruce Wayne. For all the bad things that I've said about him as far as pulling off a Batman, I think it would be really cool to kind of see like the bipolarness when he's out in public and being all bubbly and you know the the billionaire and then as soon as the doors go closed, boom! Like, yeah, all I, serious. I've kind of done a complete one eighty on the Ben Affleck thing. I honestly think that that's the best thing this movie has going for it at this point. From where I stand, is mm. Ben Affleck. I'm still kind of up in the air. I, I have nothing to base it on. All yeah. I did is see him look at a suit, possibly very mm. angrily, and then at the end, <laughs> they use a voice changer to disguise well, his voice. The dry cleaner I just fucked it up again. I disagree with what you're saying. Why even have Ben Affleck in here if he's not going to be charming and yeah. at least, you know. No, that's what I want. Yeah. yeah. That's what I want. But, I, but what I'm saying is, like, from what I've seen in the trailer, I have no hope that, that was, that's what we're going to see. Can we uh, talk about the super soldiers a bit? You think Superman's a fan of that? You think he like is okay with that? Do you think he? I mean, because it seems like they kneel to him, and he's like all okay with it. Like that's a really weird situation. Right? How, how is he? I don't know how how you got that he's okay with it. Well, he's he's showing up at their place, and they're kneeling at him. I I think that that would probably be met with a it's really not I don't, necessary. I don't know that he is okay with it. I'm asking right. you if you think he's okay with no, it. No, absolutely not. What's and the I'm, relationship between Superman and his super soldiers? I don't think that he wants to be worshipped. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think he is exactly still as we saw him in Man of Steel, but he I. Just just wants to help, but but I th- I think that Snyder is exploring something that a lot of people have compared Superman to Jesus. Yeah, you know, like I a mean, cult, basically. Uh, like, well, I mean, Jesus in, in the Bible, by the time he was thirty three, had like completed his life's work. Yeah, Superman in the last movie when he saved the world was thirty three. Yeah, there's a lot of correlation between the two, and so um, I. I th- I think that like this is gonna like you people see somebody come down from the clouds. They're gonna some people are gonna kind of right. put him in a religious kind of pedestal, and well, it's one thing some groups that that look at him as as a god. It's one thing to see people performing miracles and stuff, but then also to have it televised and shit. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that's the Jesus, widespread the Jesus thing, especially uh-huh. if they do the Doomsday story later on. I mean, that's even more of a Jesus analog. Oh yeah, to have the guy die and be resurrected. Yeah. 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 So, Are we going to have to see his three stupid cousins first, though? No, we don't okay. have to see any of that. They'll cut, no. all, they'll cut all that crap out. I remember when that came out. I was like, this freaking close to getting into comics. And then I heard about that. I'm like, fuck that shit. Like I ain't Superman with green shades. Fuck no this. way. <laughs> Superboy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's a teaser trailer, guys. Yeah, and I don't. I I, I, yeah, I thought I, it was great. I, I didn't like it. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I uh, and and when it was when I saw it in HD, I loved it even more because it's setting up this movie and what we're gonna see, how mm-hmm. the world's reacting, and then there's gonna be a fucking fight. Right. So I it was love nice it. to be able to hear it in HD. The worst thing about the um, the video quality was actually very watchable. It, it was the dialogue. The audio was mm-hmm. like fucking horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I didn't know that noise was, I thought that was like distortion. I didn't realize it was part mm-hmm. of the actual trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. I loathed it. So, <laughs> this asshole, he shows me his fucking iPad. He's got the three little shit symbols next to BVS trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I've got little, little happy face tears of joy next to Star Wars trailer and little, little shitties next to it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jesus. And then uh, Michael Cornish was all like, oh, you guys are all on the same page. When I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that cracked me up, too. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like. When did PCO I, become the Marvel fan club? Right. I was I, like, yo, when did I become the entirety of PCO? I admit, though, <laughs> I mean, I haven't had anything good to say ever since Gal Gadot's wig. Yeah. But th- this, this was fucking amazing. I'm glad it was what it was. I just don't get the fucking amazing part, especially after the Star Wars trailer. Like, that's a full tr- that's a full trailer now. That was though. a teaser too. Really? Is that a teaser or is that a full trailer? The Star Wars one. I mean, they're both two minutes. They're both teasers. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't I, know. I mean, it's a second trailer. See, so. the thing is, though, I don't know. There's shit in the Star Wars trailer that is throwbacks to stuff from my childhood. I mean, to see Han and Chewie on board the Millennium Falcon saying we're home. Batman versus the Superman is throwbacks to my childhood. Hold the fuck on. Wait, what, what, what? Hold the fuck on. God. What I do now? <laughs> no, no. Like what was what was so amazing about this trailer? Yeah, what was so amazing about it? Oh my god, can Imagery, you imagine? Hold the tone. on, can you imagine living in a fucking world where you turn on the TV and you're hearing about this fucking alien that has these amazing, these fucking crazy powers? Mm-hmm. No, nope, he's unstoppable. He's unstoppable. Basically, you're thinking this guy is unstoppable. This is all the world's turned into, tur- tuned into. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about it, and they, they they portray it here like that's this is like this is what the whole world is watching right now. The whole world is uniting and thinking about this one particular being that has ultimate power and then you've got and then it, it, it shifts from there and you hear that Jeremy Irons voiceover mm-hmm. and he's talking about you know uh, how uh, the fever the rage the powerlessness and it turns good men cruel mm-hmm. and you see that fucking look on Bruce Wayne's face mm-hmm. you see him like wearing the suit uh, and, and 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 it just shows him some iconic Batman scenes and then him looking over you know Gotham or, or whatever cities he's in and he's and he's looking at it and then you hear that line at the end where he's talking to a demigod and he says what he says mm-hmm. and it's like this is man versus a demigod mm-hmm. it, it's it's fucking it, what it's setting up is just it just like it was like oh my god like i like in my head i heard fucking like a boxing bell go off like <laughs> ding 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 it's like i want to see this fight like if you showed me like it's like watching like Boxing and seeing like two gladiators about to go head to head, Batman versus Superman. Boom! I'm ready. And it's like, choose your side. Choose your side. Is is Superman a a villain? Is Superman a hero? Choose your side. It 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 just explores so many different things. I loved it. I. I but thought it was great. You knew all that before you saw the trailer. Like, it didn't really, like, give you any new excitement. Like, it was how they did it. For me, it's the impact of, it was of the, how they're addressing society's reaction to it. The imagery, you, the fucking, uh, you know, uh, take we, a look we were at talking about Jesus. There's a fucking statue. Yeah. Of, of Superman. And then people writing false God on it. And this kind of got me thinking. Like, if you look at, uh, say, Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, because that's what's going on right now too. Right. In there they reference the incident and they talk about well if you had a suit of armor or a magic hammer, but everybody's just kind of talking about it like it's commonplace. Like, oh yeah, there's this guy and he flies around, he's got a hammer that no one else can lift but him. They've yeah, but accepted it and it's a little little odd. It's not yeah, off Daredevil's but, like the 12th plus thing to take place in the Marvel universe. Right. But so at there this you point, see it society be a little accepted. Well, yeah, but I mean, how how much are you willing to accept it? 
And on top of that, I mean, you only have, as far as we're aware in this universe, aliens one tried known... to take over New York. Everyone accepts it. That just doesn't even sound right. Aliens I'm, come fucking pouring in from the sky and everybody's I think just we're, like... I, I don't know what rabbit hole you guys are down. I'm, I'm just saying that I got, I got... When I saw the Batman v Superman trailer, when I saw it, I got something completely different than what you got. Yeah, it just It's dark and gritty done wrong to me. Like, where Daredevil's dark and gritty done I right. I think this explores very interesting and captivating themes that I want to see in this movie. Instead of just the classic Christopher Reeve movie where Lois Lane falls from a building and people are sheep. Uh, Superman, he's a hero. I, this is this is a realistic version <laughs> of that I that I that I want to see. I, they're taking a, no. Go ahead. Ryan. I don't want to see that either. I mean, I agree with you. Yeah. I no I, no no no. I'm not saying that yeah. you do. I'm not saying that you do. I'm saying that this is a stark difference from what we saw in those other movies. I think this movie is taking the opportunity where those other movies, the, the other movies failed to explore this. Other Superman movies, you mean? Yeah, okay. Superman okay. Returns, every every right. other movie. I've never seen factions of groups of people that, that don't trust Superman. They've always just kind of like... Right. Superman just saves they don't the day. A, they and, don't address anything right. as being odd. Right. It's kind of yeah. like Teen Wolf. Like, yeah. you've got this fucking wolf there, and <laughs> right. the whole town is not really kind of blown away that there's a fucking <laughs> right. wolf yeah. living in the as town. As long as guess, he wins the school basketball exactly. game, we're fucking I guess that's why it. I referenced the other, because it's actually openly discussed, and people are just kind of okay with it. I think if, if, if a movie, I, I think it's, it's cool of Snyder to explore these yeah. things. Because if you're going to do that, <laughs> you have to. Yeah. You have to. Then dive in with fucking things. both feet and crack it all open. <laughs> right. I don't know. I like it. I, I like thought it was it. good. I, think it, I, think, I thought it was fantastic. It's and actually it, the only thing that I've seen that actually gets me excited for this film. Have all we, the other news I hate. Have we talked about Batman v Superman longer than the Star Wars trailer? Probably. I think we talked, I think we talked about <laughs> check, check your time. we got to keep it going. I think we talked about <laughs> – honestly, I think we talked about Titanic longer than both of them. Jake says, fuck it. I take my headphones off. <laughs> we got to be done with this I had them on. <laughs> All right, real quick, let's talk about the redheaded stepchild, Terminator Genesis. Yeah. Oh, uh, Terminator Genesis, we got the new trailer, the TV trailer dropped. Uh, huge <clears throat> reveal in the trailer. Jake, what did we learn from this Terminator Genesis trailer that we didn't learn from the previous two or three? It seems like John Connor is the antagonist. Yes. And it seems like that would have been a pretty fucking amazing surprise to find yeah. out while having my butt in the theater Instead of during a trailer. Okay. Do you I feel think like they hit the panic button? They totally hit the panic button. How do we compete with all these other fucking blockbusters from fucking Star Wars to Jurassic World to all the Marvel stuff to all the DC stuff? And it's like we have to put butts in seats, so we're just going to fucking tell you. Where does does this make any sense, though, in the timeline, even though they're doing like a Star Trek giving us a different time stream with this yeah. whole thing. Does it make sense anywhere in this that Skynet gets a hold of John Connor and turns him into a hybrid like we saw in Alien Resurrection? <laughs> oh, guys, everyone loved that <laughs> That's movie. what they're doing. That's what they're doing yeah, here. I agree, I agree. When, when there was the human alien... <laughs> 
hybrid. Mm -hmm. Now they're doing a Skynet meets John Connor and turning him into a robot because they clearly said in that trailer he is not something human. Mm -hmm. He is not something robot or whatever. He's like a hybrid. Some people are thinking that it might be the T-1000 as John Connor. I don't. This no, is John Connor. That's silly. Somehow Skynet has uh, – the technology has been able to – They cloned him and they're like cyborg? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed. I mean, you know, there's a lot of shit that we see. And I like it when we get to see stuff, but don't give away shit. Don't give big spoilery surprises away in a fucking teaser trailer. I agree. I'm still excited. And it was a good trailer. It was a good trailer. It still kind of makes me feel like, oh, fuck, man. It was just annoying that they they revealed such a big plot. No, it it is. It's annoying that they revealed a big plot. But it... And I love Terminator movies. Don't get me wrong. Terminator is one of my favorite franchises ever. So, and I, I, and I honestly, I don't think I've ever tossed the Terminator movie. I think we're both Salvation apologists. I love Salvation. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, Terminator Three, not my favorite. It's probably the weakest of all of them. Mm-hmm. But um, man, alive! It, it kind of this trailer kind of upset me though with the John Connor reveal. Um, Can you imagine the buzz that that would have had after the film came out? Well, people would have been going nuts. I don't know if even even after it came out, I don't know if this is going to work in the movie. I don't know if it's going to work. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's working on either level, on like a plot level, mm-hmm. or I really don't think it's going to put many more butts in the seats that weren't already going to have their butts in the seats. That I agree with. Mm-hmm. If you so, were already going to go see it, you were already going to go see it. Yeah, I feel like it was a waste of a reveal. I, I don't, I can't think of anyone I know that I tell this plot to, and they're like, "Well, I wasn't going to see this movie, but now that you yeah. tell me that, now yeah. I'm going to go see this movie." Yeah. So it's kind of annoying that they yeah. did that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to see it. I'm going to watch it in the theater. I mean, I hope this movie just lives on really good action and stunts. I don't want them to. I want I you know I the, what I loved about the the first one was like a horror movie mm-hmm. and the second one was just like the ultimate action sci-fi movie yeah and that's where they need to keep going this seems like it's going too it's going too deep into science fiction yeah I agree with that the time travel stuff is fun but you don't mm-hmm. want it to dominate the entire plot of the movie and time streams time yeah. streams can be fun but I mean we're going into I thought the I thought it was just interesting when we had a time stream where Sarah Connor was actually you know, she had a Terminator raise her. Yeah. I thought that was enough. I, I didn't think that we had to find out that her son was now evil. Yeah, the whole thing is, like, fucked up. If you yeah. put too many twists and turns in, it gets to be hard to follow. Yeah, it's like having a conversation with M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? So. Off topic, but I um, I recently rewatched the pilot for the Sarah Connor Chronicles just yeah. for the fuck of it because I just remember loving it so much. Yeah. Holy shit, it's, it's Cersei. <laughs> She's Sarah Connor. I was blown away. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, really? I had no memory. I mean, instantly the second I saw it, I was uh-huh. like, whoa. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's also in, um, fuck, the first uh, shit, the movie where they get to go out and kill people, Purge. Oh, she's yeah. She's in the Purge. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah. She was already in Game of Thrones at that point. Yeah. Like, so I mm-hmm. recognized yeah. that. But I thought and it was. Dread. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was crazy that now we've had two um, main Game of Thrones actresses play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Play Sarah Connor. Yeah. She was also on 300, too. Um, Lena Headley was? Yep. Oh, okay. She was Leonidas' wife. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And she was a big part in the sequel as well. Yeah, I haven't seen the sequel yet. 
All right, so yeah, Terminator Genesis. I'm still, I'm still looking forward to the movie. I'm just a little bit worried now after this news because I was really positive after everything we'd seen up until this. More or less excited than Jurassic World for Terminator? More, more excited. Than more Jurassic excited. World. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of Terminator than I ever was of Jurassic Park. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the opposite, but I, I like them both a lot. There's, I, I'm a bigger fan of robots and dinosaurs, and that, that's a tough thing to say. I'd say they're on equal footing for me. We need fucking robot dinosaurs is what we need. We, we need that. fucking David Hasselhoff riding <laughs> we, the fucking we dinosaur had dinobots. laser. Michael Bay gave us the dinobots. <laughs> oh, yeah. Somehow I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to move on to Good Pop, Bad Pop. Sound good? Yeah. yeah. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Mm. Um, this is subtle. What? Sorry, I had to. No, not fuck you guys. <laughs> we're recording right now. Oh shit! Yeah, I hit. I paused this real quick because Jake wanted to say something, Sorry. and we're back. So, well, that's great. Yep. Yeah, fuck off, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! You're gonna have somebody. Oh no, Christ! Why I was just mean to Frank. Mean? No, mom. Shit! I always try to be mean to Frank off the show, so yeah. no one knows. I love it when people that know nothing about me can sit back on the sidelines and judge me. <laughs> Fuck you. So They uh, pull the ball gag out of my mouth when he hits record, so I'm allowed to speak. Other than that, I'm just you know getting whipped in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> maybe, maybe I am mean. You're maybe not. I am mean. You're not. No, I mean. All right. Uh, How fucking interesting would it be if we all held hands and sang Kumbaya throughout yeah, the fucking show? Yeah, who the fuck would listen to this That'd thing? That'd be interesting for an episode. Yeah. <laughs> for like five minutes. I wanted to talk first. Uh, good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week or weeks that we either liked or disliked. Uh, we already went over the rating system, either Toss It, Taste It, or Tupperware. So uh, first thing that I wanted to talk about is a little show that I had started watching this last week. I've watched four episodes, something that Frank has watched in the past, and he just didn't like bojack horseman hmm, yeah. frank you don't know jack about bojack because this <laughs> right. show is fucking funny really it's a dark comedy but very very funny hmm. um i just don't think you have you you're it's not your sense of humor uh, it, it can't it be. be it is so very it, amy sidaris fucking uh will arnett uh, Patton Oswalt. I mean, this is a funny fucking comedy. It's a funny hmm. cast. And, uh, you've got, uh, Aaron Paul, executive producer. He also does voices on the show. This is a funny show, and I'm gonna redeem this fucking, uh, Bojack Horseman <laughs> on our program. Because listening to your review of it was, that it, I'm sorry, Bojack Horseman's horse. Yours was horse shit. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It is a good show. Yeah. There were times where I was literally laughing out loud because it is funny. Hmm. It is funny. I turned it off so I could do my laundry. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Did you get laughs out of your laundry? No. Oh. But I didn't get laughs out of this either, so I wasn't if it was just, I think if it was a horse that was prancing around and farting, <laughs> oh, Frank would be like, oh my god, this is comedy genius. <laughs> if I farted right now, Frank would say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't deny that. <laughs> I'm the farting horse. <laughs> <laughs> You ever seen that episode of Seinfeld where uh, Kramer feeds the horse? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the beans. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> fucking got me laughing because farts. <laughs> I love the look on his face. Because <laughs> you don't hear the fucking horse fart, you just see him twitching. That was good. Good Kramer. I wish the audience could have saw that. Periscope. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but I'm gonna I'm gonna Tupperware Bojack Horseman. I absolutely love it. Where's um, that available at? 
Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Okay. Yeah, it's really, really funny. Uh, next thing I wanted to talk about is, uh, The Flash. Um, we had our last episode, um, and it had what's her face from The Walking Dead? Beth? What's her name? Yeah, that's right. Emily Kinney? Emily Kinney was in it. Uh, this was probably the worst episode of the series. It was really, really not that good. Um, Filler. He f- battled uh, robotic bees. Oh, bees. And, yeah. And uh, what's her name? Kinney? What's her name? Emily Kinney. Emily Kinney at one point. She said – she, she actually used the words – uh, you felt the sting of betrayal. Oh, oh my god! And I wanted to fucking claw my fucking eardrums out of my fucking head. Yeah, wow, behead I- the writers. Shit, <laughs> 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 it was kind of makes me want to vomit. I mean, you know, and there were other things that were going on, you know, that progressed, like the story of Reverse Flash and this and that. But the overall, I mean, they went from a fucking episode where it was Mark Hamill's trickster. To bees. Oh. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, that's, that's quite. <laughs> that's like episode seven is all about Mark Hamill. Episode eight will be all about space bees. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was really, really, um, <laughs> underwhelming and a lackluster episode. So, but I am excited. I did look ahead on IMDb at the titles of the last few episodes and episode 21 is titled Grod Lives. So, I am looking forward to that episode. I, I can't nice. stop thinking of uh, the bee drama on Utopia. Where's the fucking bees? Oh, okay. <laughs> Remember the beekeeper on there? That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, so yeah. where's your fucking bees at? <laughs> when that guy was snapping on him? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where's your fucking bees at then, man? <laughs> A way better bee drama than what it sounds like was on The Flash. It was wow. pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> but fuck wrote no, 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 that no. line and still it has w- her job? It was cool, though. We did get Brandon Routh as the Adam. Yes, okay, I did leave that out. But that was cool. Same episode? Same episode. It was his first appearance on The Flash. So that was cool. Um, It's like a safe face moment. Yeah, but I mean, come on. Seriously, let's get him out of the Iron Man suit already. Let's... Yeah, I don't know, yeah. but I love I I love seeing him on the show. I'm a big fan of Brandon Routh. I was a Smallville fan when that was in its heyday, and it did the same thing. You'd have like yeah. six great episodes, and then the next episode there'd be a uh, Kryptonite tattoo ink, and you'd be mm-hmm. like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> Part of me was thinking, like, "Is it? Is it Brian? Did fucking Daredevil just fucking ruin you? <laughs> did Daredevil ruin you? It was so damn good that you can't go back to the campier Flash universe and enjoy an episode." And then I thought to myself, "No." Robot bees, Brian. Yes, yes, that was. It was, <laughs> it was fucking robot bees. Wow. All right, um, and I found somebody on Google Translate. They changed it so that if you translated Eobard Thawne on Google Translate from Spanish to English, it gave you Professor Zoom. Wow. And I think it they. They fixed it since then. But, yeah, that, that's a thing that was uh, happening on Google Translate that I thought was pretty cool. That is pretty interesting. All right, Jake, you're going to talk to us a little bit about a certain TV show that uh, we all enjoyed. Yes, I'm going to talk a little bit about Daredevil. Awesome. I think we're going to save, like, our bulk of, like, what we thought about the whole end of Daredevil for another episode, probably next week. But yeah, I want to specifically talk about 
the descriptive audio track that was added for Daredevil. I think this is fucking awesome. Yeah. So I heard about this. If, so you you listened to it, didn't you? I did. I did. Um, um, it's basically if you can't see, if you're blind, just like Matt Murdock, you can still enjoy watching Daredevil. Well, not so much watching Daredevil, but listening to Daredevil. And I don't know if you guys or any of our listeners have ever listened to a descriptive audio track. I um, never have. Pop in your Star Wars DVDs or Blu-rays. They're on there too, and they're incredible. Okay. But it's really cool. Like basically, when anyone when anyone's speaking dialogue, you hear them speaking dialogue. But when no one's speaking dialogue, there's like a narrator who describes everything that's happening down to a T, from little quick facial expressions that a character would make to the way the lighting possibly looks to the set design. Nice. And I mean, it is really cool. Do they ever pause it? Like it, for him to finish his thought, do they ever pause no, the no, action? No, it, no, it's in real fucking time wow. the entire time. Like That's it, awesome. They don't add any extra time. It's not like watching, what is that, maximum movie mode on Blu-rays where they have to pause the fucking movie so they can tell you more shit. Like it, mm. it just speeds along. And if there's a lot to describe, this guy is talking like it's the fucking Micro Machines commercial. Wow. Okay. I don't know why this is reminding me of that story about that blind girl, the way she envisions the Wizard of Oz. Did you hear about that? I have not heard about that. Uh, You have not? No. No. There, uh, there's a little blind girl and she, I think it was like a, she was like an internet sensation or something. Maybe somebody else knows, but like it actually turned into a commercial. She, um, little blind girl, she, explained what she thought in her head when she thought of the Wizard of Oz. Hmm. But they made a commercial about the way she saw these characters hmm. on TV. Neat. That's super cool. You'll have to give me a link to that commercial. I'd yeah. Like to see that. Yeah. And the, you can hear the, they have the actual little girl in there and she's talking about it. It's pretty, pretty cool the way, nice. the way that blind people see things differently than us in their heads, how their hmm. imaginations work. So, so yeah, Jake, talk about Daredevil. So yeah, I did, um, I did it for episode eight. I actually watched episode eight twice in a row hmm. and I, I watched it and then I watched it a second time, mm-hmm. laying down in my bed with my glasses off, with my blanket over mm-hmm. my head. And it was amazing. It almost hit me more with the audio descriptive track than, really? it, than wow. it did in real life. Just cause like hearing someone speak out the things that were happening, Almost hit me even more. Wow. Like, and I don't want to spoil it for Frank because this episode is incredible. Yeah, I'm is lame. I only got through the sixth. <sighs> yes. Okay. Wow. <laughs> everybody, I keep hearing everybody talk about this eighth episode. And if we wrap early enough, I'll be trying to watch seven and eight. I'll tonight. tell you this much, Frank. It it explains um, Wilson Fisk's um, how much he loves that rabbit in a snowstorm painting. Okay. It gives you the backstory to why that okay. really affects him as much as it does. Right, yeah, because yeah, the last episode I saw was uh, with that dealt with the Russians, and I don't want to say any more in case anybody hasn't watched yeah, it's that cr- part. And I did not expect Wilson Fisk, <clears throat> Kingpin, played by Vincent D'Onofrio, to ever be a character that was compassionate, that I actually like felt sorry for. Yep. And, and it achieves it. I mean, he's still a, a bad, bad guy. But you can't help but feel sorry for him after seeing episode. That's eight. what these Netflix series do. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what makes these Netflix Netflix series so good. I mean, and they really capitalized on that because I, they don't flesh out the villains in the movie universe. No, and I'm at the point where I think Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin is my favorite villain in the entire Marvel universe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, easily. I, it's it's Kingpin and then it's Loki for yeah. me. He just surpassed. It wasn't until episode eight, mm-hmm. but hmm. at, at the end of episode eight, Kingpin surpassed Loki as my favorite Marvel villain. Yeah, I got to agree with you there. I would love to see Vincent D'Onofrio Kingpin 
in a Spider-Man movie. That's you what could. I, I that's what I've been wanting to, man. Absolutely. I would love that so much. I I know they've been chopping at the bit to do fucking Sinister Six. You, you hear it, you know, Sinister Six, Sinister Six. Everyone mm-hmm. wants it. I would love it to be formed by Vincent D'Onofrio Kingpin. Mm-hmm. That would I'd be cool. Love that. Um, it's gonna happen, and 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 uh, I even said it in my uh, and I want to thank like the two three people that said <laughs> that they enjoyed my uh, post uh, Daredevil uh, commentary. Um, in my commentary, I said that uh, since Daredevil is a sensation now, since it's doing so well, the sky is the limit for these characters. Sony is now going to want these characters to show up on their films. Oh, in their films. oh yeah. Okay. Um, I plan on listening to your end too. I actually have that episode saved on my yeah. iPhone still. I just need to get through um, the last three episodes. Three episodes, yeah. So. so. But, um, um and, and back to the uh, descriptive track, I yeah. guess. I think it's really cool. Daredevil is the first show on Netflix to have this feature, and they're going to add it to a bunch of their mostly their original shows. Um, House of Cards is up next. Orange is the New Black. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and uh, Marky, Marco Polo are the next four shows to get the service, and they're going to try to put it on as many other shows as they can. Good for them. That's yeah. awesome. And I think it's really cool. And I'm glad that Daredevil started that for them. Yeah, that's really exciting because um I actually knew someone that was um. They weren't completely blind, but uh-huh. they were like ninety percent blind. Yeah, and I mean, they, Daredevil was their favorite hero, oh, like just because awesome. of that and everything. Yeah. And I used to, I used to loan the guy my comics all the time, and like he would literally have to like press the comics up against wow. his face to read them. But yeah. he would because he just enjoyed comic books so much. That's awesome. And so I, I think of him when I when I saw <clears> this. I'm like, man, I need to figure out where this guy's at and get a hold of him and tell him mm-hmm. about this. I do gotta ask. Uh, so the narrator who's doing it? Do you know who does? Who's no, I don't know who the narrator is. It's a very like it's like trailer voice kinda. If okay, that, if that makes sense to you, it's something that's like inoffensive, doesn't have like a heavy accent or anything. Yeah, I know okay. you've listened to Game of Thrones audiobooks. Roy it's Patrice. not, it's not, it's <clears throat> not like that kind of like whoa. It really throws me out of the fucking shit yeah. because it's like this guy in the Scottish accent. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. Yeah, it's it's very subtle and there's really no accent to it, and yeah, it's a good voice. Cool. It's worth checking out, even if you only check it out for like five minutes. It'll well, kind of blow your mind. I mean, for somebody like I don't always get the most amount of time to sit in front of the TV. Yeah. So if it's something that I could pop on on my phone and then get to like quote unquote watch a show or have it read to me basically like that, and yeah, if I'm getting the same impact out of it, that'd be fucking awesome. It's almost like old school radio drama. I've even thought about because on my iPhone I can play stuff in my car right through my speakers. Mm-hmm. I've even thought about I have Netflix on my iPhone. Yeah. I can. Listen to Daredevil while I do my carpooling, while I drive around and everything. Yeah, and get the was... same impact. I might actually watch the whole series a second time just in my car driving, listening that's a, to it. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I was thinking about trying to help myself get caught up for next week. I wouldn't do it in the first watch, Come on Frank. now. I'm not trying to help you. Okay. I'm not trying to help you cut corners with No, this. I'm not trying to cut corners. <laughs> Frank, just watch it. <laughs> well, I'm trying. Because you're going to miss the fight scenes. and that's Yeah, funny. that's a good point. How do they, do they describe those? They describe all? the fight okay. scenes. They do, yeah. Maybe for like, like you're saying, like a second viewing to do it with yeah, that. Yeah, it'd be great for a second viewing. Thank you for the segue. So one of my favorite scenes in Daredevil is the fight scene in the second episode. Yes, that okay. one long cut. Yes, uh, it's titled Cut Man, the episode. The scene is five and a half minutes long with a three-minute fight scene in the middle. Now, Peter Scaretta from Slash Film, he talked with showrunner Stephen Denight about this, and wanted to. Go, I wanted to go over this interview because I thought it was an incredible scene. I think it deserves a breakdown. 
Peter Scretta said, in episode two, one of my favorite moments in the show is the ending fight sequence, the five and a half minute sequence. Stephen Knight says, ah, yes. Peter Scretta, I'm, see, I'm doing the, I'm doing the whole, uh, monologue thing here, like on the Daredevil thing. <laughs> so then, uh, Peter Scretta, he, he, uh, I don't know, he leans back in his chair and now coming up. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, your, your voice is like slipping into this, like, sultry, fucking sexy shit. Frank's getting wow. turned on. <laughs> Frank's getting a weird boner. <laughs> there it is. Well, all right. Yeah. Well, you know, when Show I talk over. like Peter, when I talk like Peter Scaretta, I turn into this, uh, sexy man meat. <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> Uh, he says, I was wondering if you could talk about that. How was that put together? What was the thought behind that? Stephen Knight says, sure. You know, when I first came onto the show, when I took over for Drew Goddard, who had to leave due to the Sinister Six movie, the first two episodes were written. So I got to the end of reading that episode two thing. And, you know, it was described as this long, continuous fight in a hallway. And I thought, oh, that's great. I don't know how the hell we'll ever be able to do it, but that's great. <laughs> so the next key was our stunt coordinator, and we hired Philip Silvera. If you remember the elevator sequence from Winter Soldier, he's actually one of the guys in that sequence. Oh, wow. Which I didn't know until much later. But he had worked with Marvel before, and he gave us a great test reel for the fight in the episode one. He put together a little test, and he said, that's exactly it. I had always approached it this way as I wanted this world to be very grounded. So we wanted more Jason Bourne, the Raid movies, and not a lot of flying wire CGI stunts. And then he was instrumental. He, he brought in a fantastic stunt guy, Chris Brewster, who doubled Chris Evans in The Winter Soldier. So he was our main double for Charlie for some of the more extra stuff. I'm going to stop right here. I think it's pretty awesome that um, there's not like this divide now. I was with, thinking the same thing with Marvel, uh, you know, cinema and Marvel TV. Yeah, that like, explains it like shows. Marvel's so high quality yeah. with the fight seeds. Is yeah. they're u- utilizing the same exact people from the right. movies? Agreed. Well, I think I, I, I think Agents of Shield season two, since it's gotten a lot better. I think Marvel T- Marvel Studios has a little bit more respect for the Marvel TV side now. Mm-hmm. You know, and so they gave a little bit more to the the, the, the Daredevil thing. And then I, I think that maybe it also has to do with, like, Disney's relationship with Netflix. They want to mm. keep that going. Yeah. And so in order – you know what I mean? Let's yeah. keep it successful. It, so. it paid off for everybody. It, oh, yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, Peter says, uh, now tell me this. Is that one single shot or is that three? It looked like it could be three stitched together. Um, the knight didn't know. He says, you know, I'm not sure myself. We did multiple takes, but it was all designed to be one continuous shot. So they asked Charlie Cox, who is, of course, he's yeah. fucking yeah. daredevil. They asked him. He's going to know. He says, it was incredible. It was a special day as it was to, uh, as that scene has turned out. We dedicated our whole day to it. The first half of the day was just the camera movements, and then we got into it. It was, as you know, it's one take. So we had to get everything right. Each Fuck, attempt yeah. that we had at it. And it's incredibly tricky because it's not like a long tracking shot with two people speaking. It's a long tracking shot with people punching. <laughs> and if one punch doesn't land, it no longer works. Yep. 
it ceases to work as a scene. It's like it's like dominoes, guys. Uh-huh. I don't buy that that it was one take. You can you can kind of see where they snuck the cuts in. Very a la Bird Birdman, I thought. You could see where they could have stuck them in. All, the camera gets close, so close like to the a door. guy mm-hmm. and the door. And then, yeah. I saw that too. Yeah. And, and, and and I was thinking it was a Birdman thing. Why but, have those shots if you're going to do one take? It. I, I he says that it was one take and it was almost flawless and and. Uh, you know, I'm gonna believe I'm gonna believe Daredevil over you, Jake. <laughs> I'm gonna believe myself. I mean, if somebody says that, yeah, it was one take, I'm gonna believe him. It was so good, and then like you could see how he was still wounded in the fight, where when he'd take them all out, he'd take a second to get a breather, lean against the wall, and then he'd jump right in. There was one particular punch that I thought was amazing. He jumps off off the wall, and then there's like this flying punch move. Mm -hmm. And you've seen that before in like a million different things, and usually what happens is you get the fucking cutaway shit. Like the cutaway of him jumping off the wall, and then the cutaway of the fist landing. Just to see it all in one fluid motion, that was fucking amazing. They did it all day. It took them all day to make this. Yeah. So, I don't know. He said one shot whatever I, be- I always believed it was one shot i thought it was great i wanted to the, that's all i had to say about that i was kind of amazed at that but bleeding cool has a rumor that all four characters and defenders you know we got daredevil uh, jessica jones luke cage iron fist they're all going to be making an appearance in infinity wars part two cool that's, so that's awesome uh, yeah that's the rumor from bleeding cool all right, I'll uh, suck it up. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Frank. Um, what we're going to do, you know what? I'm going to take a break real quick. We'll be right back. Frank's going to talk about Mortal Kombat. Is it Mortal Kombat X or Mortal Kombat 10? Whatever. I just thought it was the Roman numeral for 10. For 10. Okay. They don't really talk about it's it. It's X because it's so fucking extreme. Mortal uh, Kombat! The fatalities are so extreme! Everybody drinks a Mountain Dew in it. <laughs> oh my god. And snowboards? Extreme! <laughs> Shaky cam, extreme! <laughs> Alright, hey, we're back. Uh, Frank, you're going to be talking to us about Mortal Kombat X. Ten. X10, X-ten. whatever, the new Extreme Mortal Kombat 10. movie. Yeah. yeah. Or movie, fuck, it's a video game. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's out on uh, Xbox One, PlayStation 4. I played it on Xbox One. Um, it's it's really good. Uh, it's a Tupperware for me for it being a Mortal Kombat game. You know, if you're not into Mortal Kombat or fighting games, it'd be like Jake with a first person shooter. He's not Question be for it. Can I refer for a second? Yeah. Is every Mortal Kombat game a Tupperware? No. Okay. No. Just curious. No, 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 no. I mean, honestly, this is the, the first one that I've played since way back on, like, the Super Nintendo and stuff. I thought, like, I remember when they came out with one, like, quite a while ago, where they, like, they said that they had thrown every character in the universe in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they missed one or two, but they said they threw every, I thought that was the last one. They've th- well, in 2011, they, they came out with one, and they got a lot of shit because Mortal Kombat, for a lot of years, has been guilty of, like, the palette swap ninjas. Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Reptile, Smoke. I mean, they were just a different color. Ermac. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah, damn. You, you got the robot ones. You got the boys. Cyrax. Yeah, Cyrax. Man, that was, that was, was that still on the Super Nintendo? I think that was Mortal Kombat 3, wasn't it? Yeah, Cyrax. You guys remember so, where yeah. Ermac came from, right? No. Ermac, man, in, oh. in the original Mortal Kombat arcade console, uh, what happened, uh, the stand-up arcade, every once in a while there was an error in that machine. And it would show the red ninja, and it was Ermac, and you could not defeat Ermac. And he would just glitch on the screen, and <laughs> his name shit. was Ermac. Huh. And like they threw him in there, and Ermac stood for Air Machine. That's oh, cool. wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. 
But, um, yeah, I mean, I hadn't really played one in a long time, and it was really the uh, fatalities and stuff that kind of got my attention. Mm-hmm. And with this new generation of consoles, the amount of power that they're pushing, uh, they've been able to do things cinematically with this that are amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, visually speaking, uh, I, I, I can't say enough about it. I think it's awesome. There are these moves called X-ray moves where it's kind of like a super combo from uh, Injustice because mm-hmm. uh, the developer's the same, uh, where you, you push two buttons down and then you set, let loose a series of combos. And in these... You punch somebody and then it cuts away to a x-ray version of their face or whatever you're hitting. And you can see their bones breaking and their necks snapping. <laughs> like a jelly movie and yeah. shit. <laughs> well, like Scorpion, one of them is he throws one of his Khmer spears. Yeah. And it goes into the skull and you can see it actually like penetrate his brain. <laughs> it's fucked up. And that's not even the fatality. That's just an in-game move. <laughs> uh, like so far, my favorite fatality – get this. This is great. My favorite fatality is uh, from Johnny Cage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Called Here's Johnny. <laughs> and he rips a guy's sternum open and he fucking does the thing from, uh, uh Shining. Fuck, yeah. Here's Johnny right through the guy's fucking guts. <laughs> that is, <laughs> is fucking cool. awesome. It is. That's hilarious. The, 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 it, it's so good the, visually and everything. The fighting, uh, it, it's very crisp. It doesn't feel laggy at all. Uh, I played it on my standard Xbox One controller. They actually have a special controller for this because you don't use the analog stick. You just use the D-pad right? because it's easier to put the moves in. Um, but uh, I, I found it to be really fun. There's a lot of different things you can do. Mm-hmm. You have like faction wars where you join a faction, like you turn the system on or whatever, you start the game, then you have to pick a faction, one of five. Right. And there's lots of different ones, like the Black Dragon is like... Uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? Kano with the red eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's his group. And then, uh, you've got, like, the White Lotus, which is, uh. I, love, I do, just, I'm gonna cut you off, but I love fucking Kano in that original Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. The Australian dude. Yeah. He was good. I like that. And, you know, that, that's one thing that I've been meaning to go back and watch is this thing's kind of got me pumped up for going back and seeing some of that shit. Have, have you watched, um, the, uh, the Mortal Kombat, the the gritty series that they did. No. I've seen a bunch of it. Yeah, I've seen that. It's yeah. really cool. It yeah. really focuses on uh, Sonya and Jax a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it's really hmm. cool though. Yeah, well, when, like when you guys weren't on the episode with me, episode eighty four. Okay, I reviewed uh, Street Fighter uh, Assassin's Fist, uh-huh. oh, nice. the movie. Yeah. It's on Hulu. Oh, I fucking loved it. I gave it a Tupperware. Yeah. yeah there, there's a lot of these series that the backstory isn't really fleshed out all that good. Mm. And this game is kind of like that where the, the story doesn't really follow so well with like who's fighting. Cause there's one point, I can't remember their names, but in the story mode, you've got a father like trying to gain the affections of a daughter. Mm-hmm. And then you can play as the both of them and then have him hand her her head. It, it's a little disjointed. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, most of your, like, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, you don't really play them for the story. Yeah, it's always really convoluted to come up with a story that encompasses, like, 20-plus characters. Right. Yeah. And yeah. with this one, game. with this one especially, there's 24 characters right out of the box for 60 bucks. That's not in count. That's not including any of the DLC stuff. Yeah, fucking DLC. Like, I bought the premium one, and that's the one that comes with Jason Voorhees okay. as a playable character. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got to look into it because I don't know if anybody else has had this problem with it. I bought it. I downloaded it. I've uninstalled it and reinstalled it, and I still don't have access to those characters. 
So I'm not sure what's going on there. I yeah. need to look it up. I haven't heard of anybody else having any issues with that. But like both me and my cousin's copies are exactly the same like that. And that's they were bizarre. both bought digitally. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but like you could play as Goro and that's a lot of fun. Uh, there's just a lot of options to it. Like each character has like three different fighting styles, which opens up three different sets of moves for them. Now that's something they've had the last few of them. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I, I like the diversity. Yeah, it's neat. Because it changes how they play. And it's real simple too. It's just you hit a button and you switch fighting styles. Uh-huh. It's not like you have to do some complex fucking like half right. circle or something. I hate that. Like that's why I never got into like Killer Instinct where you have like 32 plus button inputs. Oh god, yeah. I remember my buddy, I had a, my buddy Donnie, man, back in the fucking day, he, I would just sit there and watch him do combo after combo after combo with Killer Instinct. Because mm-hmm. like you had to like, in order to get like your character gold yeah you had to like perfect these combos oh gotcha and he would play like these extra levels where you have to like perfect these combos and not fuck it up and not mess it up in order to make his killer instinct character a gold character yeah and it was unreal watching him trying to pull off these combos now there's something on this new game that i'm not real sure how i feel about a lot of games you can go through and you know unlock shit characters levels what have you in this you have the crypt and you can go through and earn coins in the game and mm-hmm. unlock them, or you can do like the whole microtransaction thing and just pay a flat twenty bucks and unlock everything. Uh, they also have one button fatalities, where you can pay. I think it's five dollars for thirty. I don't them. like that, man. That's fucked up. Right, dude. It's cheap. Just have that's them. like fucking like uh, buying like the special fucking birds and in, in uh, yeah. Angry Birds and well, shit. Yeah, that's the, real dumb. To pull, I mean, you, when you win a match, you win a match anyway, and then it's kind of like an extra fuck you to pull off the fatality and then ruin their day. And what we're we're not talking like it's like an extremely complicated series of button combinations. Like literally, one of the fatalities is your midpoint, meaning that you're not right on top of them. You're just a little ways away mm-hmm. and then it's like away down toward forward down x that's it it's not super complicated i can see like justin bieber just like charging his car no just, shit you know just like using this all day and just yeah. killing people just now, make I, the shit a one button fatality for free <clears throat> how cool would that be not no, cool. because it's cool. It's kind of the point where like you actually i mean back in the day when you'd play this in the fucking arcade You'd come across somebody who figured one out. I mean, they didn't have the internet to tell you all of them. Right. So you come across somebody to do it, it like started buzz. Like, how the fuck did you do that? And like I said, it's like kind of like a little extra fuck you when you lose to yeah. get murdered. But ten games later, we all know the drill. It's Mortal Kombat. When it says finish him and they're just hovering there, you want to see a fatality. Just let me hit the L button and do a fatality. I'd rather actually have the skill to do it. Yeah. And It's the skill. That's what's fun. I mean, literally, you hold a shoulder button, press Y, and then that's it. Well, yeah, that's make them all like but that. it's lame. You're, you're, That's everybody, lame. Everybody gets an award. In which case, everybody well, gets an award for participating. In which case, why you still have to have the skill to beat the guy? I'm not saying right. like you hit one button over and over to win the match. But, but I, I think it takes away from it being special at all. They already had that I issue agree. way back yeah. where they had like the babalities and the friendships, and it got. Okay, silly. was it was it animality or was it bestiality? It was it was animality. animality. Okay, dude, come I could you know that was an argument in the I fucking developers room. I could have sworn <laughs> that that shit was called bestiality. <laughs> no, it was animal. Like, all of a sudden, the fucking lion comes and no, knocks no, no, somebody. No, no. <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> bestiality. Sub-Zero banging lizard and shit. I hated the animalities. Reptile. I hated the way they looked. They were like glowing, like outlined animals. It looked real yeah, stupid. Yeah, they got kind of cheesy. You know, it's, it's, a, you're, 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 it's a toss frenzy. <laughs> Jake is, I, feel, go. I feel, like, feel like I'm in the middle of a toss blizzard right now with Jake. <laughs> They still have um. They still have the toasty guy in Mortal Kombat. I haven't seen him. I haven't toasty, seen him. Toasty. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah the little yeah. guy comes yeah. out. He's toasty. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember if that was Boone or Tobias. I think it was Tobias. Yeah. Okay, but um, yeah. So I, I, unlocking everything in the crypt. Okay, that's one thing, but the one button fatalities to pay for him, that's fucking ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I, I don't yes. disagree that paying for him is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, that's microtransaction hell. Yeah. And then, uh, how, um, how many parents fucking bought this for their underage kid that shouldn't have? Yeah. That they're gonna look at their credit card bill next month. Oh, $300 I'm, to Microsoft! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's your Christmas, buddy. <laughs> oh shit! So, what's your rating, man? Tupperware. 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 Okay. Uh, there's a lot of different things to do in the game. There's all sorts of different throwbacks. They brought back Test Your Might. And this shit's hard, too, Oh, now. no shit? Like, cause, like, and there's also, like, cutscenes what are where some you got... of the, What are some of the Test Your Might? Well, I mean, it's like you got different woods and stuff that you have. Uh, remember, like, when I'd you break say, the board? I remember. I just was like, are they doing something new now? Are you, like, breaking skulls and shit? No, not that I've seen yet. But, I mean, like, they could, the different hardness of wood, like, plays into, how, like, one of them. How hard is your wood, buddy? I was thinking how hard could Sub-Zero buttfuck Lizard? Right. I don't know. Is but, that, uh, I mean. They, yeah, I just said that. This whole game. <laughs> I just talked about Sub-Zero butt-fucking wow. Lizard. Yeah, that happened. And it didn't come out of my mouth. Nope. But, uh... I'm, th- so, I'm not even shocked at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, I had said before... I had said before how... <laughs> Prude Police Jake's taking, taking the rest of his life off. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like, hey, Brian, you broke me. You and Frank broke me. <laughs> Good job, guys. I've been trying to break that for a long time. Guys, I, my filter's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Bestiality. <laughs> there's a lot of... There's a lot of games... <laughs> <laughs> Jake, Jake's mantra Fuck it, bestiality <laughs> Mount that shit doggy style It's commonplace now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my prickly siren is fucking broke <laughs> Wow <laughs> uh, I don't even remember what the uh, fuck I was gonna say Oh yeah, uh, we're, uh, we're just having a fun Conversation about bestiality You know what though <laughs> it, it, <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Did you ever? Did you ever watch that? Did you ever watch that? No, no I didn't. <laughs> oh, no, no. Mr. Show with Bob and David, where the people are stranded at sea, and David Cross, they're all gonna die because they have no water, no food, and David Cross, he's like thinking to himself, "Before I die, I'm gonna fuck me a fish." Yeah. <laughs> I love that. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! There's the title of our episode right there. Before I die, I want to fuck a fish. I just just cut off the before I die. I'm gonna fuck me a fish. (laughs) Oh man! I wasn't joking about my siren being broken. (laughs) 
Oh man. Oh man. Back I'm to just, the- I'm just processing the logistics of that with it fucking flopping around trying to get away. Oh man, the logistics are not good. <laughs> no. Can, um, um, back to the Mortal Kombat train. Yeah. Did you um? Did you ever play them? Did you know they did a Mortal Kombat versus uh, DC comics video? Yeah, thing? I remember that. So did like no. Superman do fatalities in that shit? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know. Basically, about it. like uh, they the story. There was a story mode and yeah. like. Uh, they were in the tournament too, and so all their powers were kind of like evenly matched. So it's not like Superman could fight, you know, somebody and just knock their head off. Right. Yeah. So their powers are kind of like evenly matched on this playing field. Like Joker was in it, and oh, Raiden neat. versus you could have like Raiden versus fucking like you know Green Lantern or something. It's right. crazy. Yeah, I just always wondered if the DC characters had fatalities. That's kind of something I'd like to see that. But then, oh, yeah, like yeah. A, like yeah. A, like yeah. A, no, I think there play. were, I think there were like Joker fatalities, like where he, uh, would squirt like the flower and it would like, uh, melt the other oh, opponent. Not, in Injustice, uh, they have fatalities cause the Joker actually like kills the guy and then sets him on fire and he's standing there with a smile on his face watching him burn. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. I want to see cool. like the Flash run around the guy and turn him into a skeleton. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, at the beginning Scorpion of the- Scorpion go, get over here, and then butt fuck the lizard. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I brought it back. <laughs> and Sub-Zero's like, before I die, I'm gonna fuck, fuck me a fish. I'm gonna fuck me a lizard. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm gonna fuck me an empty. Why is everybody fucking reptile? Yeah, you, you got fucking the lizard on the brain, man. <laughs> wow. You don't uh, like that character. <laughs> guys, is the zoo open tomorrow? Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Wow. Oh, jeez. And zoo. that's the day Brian got arrested for fucking a koala. <laughs> Oh, leave the koala alone. <laughs> They're guy. so cute, though. <laughs> I'm just trying to show it how cute I think it is. I'm surprised you went koala instead of sloth because I think it'd be harder for them to get away. Oh, <laughs> I can't run because I'm slow. Oh. I violated that thing for 10 minutes before it put up a fight. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. We're <laughs> talking about Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I did not like the Batman versus Superman trailer. Is that where we're at? <laughs> it sounds like this thing is like a fight for your ass virginity or something. Oh, man. That's, God. There you go. Develop that video game. Mm-hmm. Fight no. for your ass virginity. Wow. X. Everlast chastity belt. <laughs> game over. But the, yeah, there's a lot of fucking uh, fan service in this. Uh, do they have a special controller for that, that game? I thought that was, that that was the end of the sentence. Shit, there's a lot of fucking. There's yeah. a lot of fucking in that. There's game. a lot of fucking in that game. <laughs> yeah, you gotta yeah. repeatedly tap your butt. There's until a, there's you a, have to there's, something else. There's a finishing move <laughs> that I'm gonna talk about. <laughs> A real finishing move, if you know what I mean. Oh my god, the shot. <laughs> yeah, you just up, down, up, down, up, down, up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it took me the third part before I caught on. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, good pop, bad pop. <laughs> I just want to finish up. Um, oh god, if there's a move where I could get Sonya Blade and Katana to just fucking like scissor each other. Oh my god. <laughs> Doesn't Katana I'm, have like razor blade teeth or something or is that a different one? No, that's her. Yeah. Uh, well. Don't let her go down on actually, you. Actually, well, like, <laughs> don't let her go down on you. She might scrape her teeth. <laughs> it's like, 
fuck? God. It's pretty brutal. Well, that that in this, they call that one the garbage disposal. <laughs> <laughs> in this, it's uh, Melina, I think. She's the one with the size. Oh, yes. And uh, she, it, like, as an intro, she actually pulls down her mask, and you can see mm. like her fucking mouth goes her the whole width of her face and all the teeth and shit. Yeah, yeah that shit's real creepy. Oh, my like, gosh. Why everybody's does this always turn into like Mortal Kombat characters fucking each other? I don't know. I didn't do it. I swear to God. Why are we doing this? <laughs> I don't know. Stop it, Frank. Why? No. <laughs> But, uh, like, the fan service is just like, crazy sudden, throughout. Like, Raiden just starts undressing himself, and, like, him and Johnny Cage just start fucking each other. <laughs> that's, like, where this is going, right? No. <laughs> I oh don't my think God. that's where I was taking I bet, no, I bet. X, I, Mortal Kombat XXX. I bet Goro would be a pretty good lover, though. I mean, all those all hands. Those hands? Yeah, but he's only got three fingers per hand, and they're all, like, sausage-sized. That sounds great, right? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't see, I, don't, I don't see how you're disproving Brian here. There's, 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 there's no dexterity there. Yeah, sausage-sized fingers. I think he'd be firm but gentle lover, and I, with all those extra <laughs> with all those extra hands, I I don't know, man. I think I'd be in heaven. Fuck. <laughs> On a lonely Saturday night, he'd probably be in heaven. One hand can be cupping his balls, the other stroking him off, another drinking a beer, and the other on a remote. That'd be great. Oh, my gosh. He could give himself, like, a double stranger if he wanted to. Oh, no shit. Still have a couple hands left. Fucking A. You got one to stick a finger in. Dude, all right. Let's move (laughs) on. Let's move on. Jake. Tupperware, get it if you like Mortal Kombat. All right. At least rent it. All right, Jake. uh, Talk to us. What do you got for... uh, I'm a good <laughs> not bestiality. Oh. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> sorry to sorry to bum you out there. Last night, guys, I I, I fucked a I well. Brian brought beaver. up that reptile thing. <laughs> beaver. I figured I like the real beaver. I've got an iguana, so no, I'm, I'm going to talk about some video game shit too. Um, mm. I, I'm going to talk about Lego Dimensions. Um, Lego Dementia. Lego Dementia. Too. Dementia. <laughs> Where um, am I at? Lego Dimensions is basically. Lego's forte into like the Skylanders, Amiibo, Disney Infinity type shit where you have action figures that you can actually incorporate into the game. You, you know, you place the action figure on the stand that you have to buy separately and then it comes to life into the game. But what's kind of unique about the Lego thing is that Lego has so many licenses for so many different properties, you know, from Lord of the Rings to Marvel to DC. I, I mean, just so much shit. Everything. Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja yeah, Turtles. Yeah, Ninja Turtles, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Um, and all its own shit. Do they shit. have Thundercats yet? No, they don't have Thundercats. Man, that'd be awesome. I need to get on that shit. Can you and, imagine a Lego Thundera? Oh, my. Wow. wow. That'd be cool. I, I, um... The what's the main villain? Mumra. I would love Mumra. a Lego Mumra. Oh, that'd be that little, great. Like, snake cap thing to put on yeah. his head and everything. That'd be cool. Jackal and Slythe on their little speeders and uh-huh. shit. Yeah, it's it's kind of unknown so far exactly how many of these properties are Lego is going to be able to get the license for to use in the game. Uh-huh. Um, it costs ninety nine ninety nine to start up, and with that you get the pad that you have to use to bring the figures to life. You get a Batman, you get a Wild Style. This is like that Skylanders kind of thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. You get a Wild Style, um, a Batman, and a um, Gandalf. And you get a Batmobile to start off with for that hundred bucks. Are they voiced by the characters from the Lego movie? Um, the Lego characters might be. I I can't even confirm that yet. We haven't heard, the game's not developed enough where we've seen like, any of the characters speaking yet and you know in a lot of the lego games they kind of pantomime everything mm-hmm. if you haven't seen that yeah. they don't ever actually speak dialogue they kind of pantomime i've everything only out. played the batman one and a little bit of the indiana jones 
And those do that. They they pantomime yeah. the shit and everything. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty neat. I <coughs> I don't know if I'm gonna get. I'm a huge Lego guy, and I and I I don't collect everything because I don't shit money. Yeah. But <laughs> I do collect like at least one or two things from each set. But I don't know if this is the kind of thing that I would be into or not. I'm I'm fascinated by it, and I want to see someone else's when it comes out. But I don't know. I just don't see how much game would be here. I like. I can imagine if I'm eight years old, how much fucking fun it would be to have Batman and Gandalf, you know, fighting together and everything. Yeah. yeah. But as an adult, if the gameplay is not solid enough, it, that's not going to be enough to really like wow me. Right. You know, I'm I'm beyond that at this point. I, I'm yeah. fine with my Batman and Gandalf sitting on my shelf. I don't need him to come alive in the digital world. But I do think this is a really neat idea, mm-hmm. and it's if they can get all the licenses for everything they have. Then holy shit! Yeah, it'd be kind of neat to see like a, a teenage mutant ninja turtle next to Batman, next to Gandalf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and even just the Marvel and DC characters interacting is would sure. be pretty fucking far fetched. You yeah. know, Captain America and Superman taking down fucking Hydra and Lex Luthor's people. And oh shit. wow, I'd have to get it then. <laughs> I mean, how crazy would that yeah. be? I'm kind of torn down the middle because I've I've invested in stuff like that before Mm -hmm. i did the disney infinity and i did two different sets of fucking skylanders and you know i bought it all for a kid that doesn't really play it so it's like a big investment with not a lot of return but if there's one franchise that i would think they'd be able to pull it off it would be lego because most of their shit's pretty top-notch yeah maybe the key here is to wait for second wave because i frank kind of made me think of something it's kind of annoying how all that stuff it's like you buy all the shit that you need and then a year later it's like a whole new version where none of your shit works anymore yeah and so maybe with this Lego thing, maybe you want to wait second second. Is this wave. for all consoles? It's for all consoles except the original Wii. Okay. So it's for Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Wii U, not the original Wii. So, And a lot of people have been complaining about that because as, from what I know, they still make all the new Skylanders and the Infinity stuff for the original Wii, and it still sells a shit ton. Yeah, they do. So I think a lot of people are bitching about that already. Yeah. But Was what, that a Nintendo decision, you think, or...? I think it was Lego Dimensions. Decision. Are you tasting this? Or I'm you, tasting. Are you? I'm ta- I can't. I can't toss it because I. The idea is just so great. Oh yeah. sure. But I can't Tupperware it because I really don't think it's for me. And you haven't played the gameplay. Yeah, you haven't exactly. Um, and just really quickly, I wanted to um, bring up Mario Kart and some stuff going on with that. Uh, Mario Kart was, of course, our uh, game of the year. Both me and Frank, I believe, made mm-hmm. a game of the year this year on our. Uh, Tupperware Awards. Mine was Dig Dug. <laughs> I, I fucking love Dig Dug. I do too. <clears throat> oh man, something about uh, when I was a kid, I just loved fucking making those things explode. Yeah, he blew up lizards underground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck. And he didn't have the butt fuck them yeah, either. Yeah, you should learn something from that Sub Zero. <laughs> yeah, you can shove tubes in lizards and make them explode without yeah. having any I'm, of the sexual stuff. Exactly. You don't have to enter the old brown. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know if you know. I'm excited to, to tell you this, Frank, because I don't know Sorry. if you know about this either. Um, a, this week we get the rest of our um, tracks for Mario Kart. Which oh, I you the probably DLC. Yeah, I pre-purchased that um, way, shit, way back in August. On the 23rd, which I believe is a <clears throat> Thursday, uh-huh. we're going to get eight new tracks for Mario Kart. Yeah, it would be Thursday. Um, but even more exciting than the eight new tracks is for the first time ever in a Mario Kart game, we are getting a 200cc mode. <gasps> and I don't know if this makes any sense to you, Brian, but you know Mario Holy Kart well enough. Yeah, yeah, I've played Mario Kart. You, there's a 50cc, a 100cc, and a 150cc, and that's been that way for every game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Each one kind of speeds up the game a little more. Mm-hmm. 
150 cc is pretty fucking fast. And I've pretty not insane. been able to do very much on 150 on uh, Mario Kart 8. Yeah, because so, it whoops my ass. And now we're getting 200 cc, which I can barely even imagine. This is going to be putting people in the hospital. Yeah, epileptic seizures with yeah. all the lights. <laughs> and what's really cool is the 200 cc update. Uh-huh. It's DLC, absolutely free. Wow, now that's big. You don't have that's to have big. bought any of the new tracks or anything. You can yeah. just get this on Thursday, the same day you get the new tracks. If you didn't buy the new tracks, you can still download the 200cc, and every track you have, you can play it faster nice. than fucking shit, apparently. That's awesome, because, you know, like, I haven't picked that game back up in a couple of months. I think the last time I played it was with you online. I still play it multiple times a week. Gotcha. I'm a big music guy, and it's like my go-to. If I'm going to listen to a couple albums, I'm also going to be playing Mario Kart the entire time. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's cool. I really like it. Frank, well, you'll have to look me up it's... on Thursday. I'm off Thursday. Okay. I'll kick your fucking ass in some 200cc if you're down. I'll uh, I'll find some time. I would say it'd be later in the afternoon prior to 4.30. Don't let me interrupt your Daredevil watching. No, because I, I'm kind of locked into that with the wife. Right, it's okay. a one to one, so she won't be home at he'll that be, point yet. He'll, he'll be listening to the visually impaired version, well, cheating, <laughs> cheating. <laughs> while while using my prosthetic. Well, at, the, at the end, we'll be like, off. "What'd you think about the costume?" Yeah, at the very. What'd you end. think about the makeup that they had on? <laughs> yeah, great. If you can ask me specific visual questions, like, did you see this? But yeah, I'm super excited for the 200 cc mode. I Tupperware the 200 cc mode without even playing it. Yeah, so, that's awesome that they're going to do that for free. I mean, you talk. Talk about replayability and something to bring people back into a game that they already own. That's great. There's nothing, there's no reason for them to have to do that other than maybe say, hey, you remember this game? Go ahead and come on back to it. That's awesome. Hmm. See, this is exactly why we had it labeled as game of the year. We didn't even know about this shit. I just got a text from my roommate that he, sus- he suspects my other roommate is using my Wii U to watch porn. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know we're recording, but I thought it was funny. Wow. <laughs> That's the weirdest use of a Wii U ever. Yeah, he said he was trying to use the Wii U to watch Netflix, and uh, everything he typed in came up sexy this and sexy wow. that. <laughs> wow. He's wow. Like, he's like, I'm pretty sure your other uh, roommate's using your Wii U to watch porn. I have so. no idea. I just had a visual thought in my head of Mario nailing Princess Peach from behind. Well, I'm, I just had ah, another visual ah, of Sub-Zero ah, being a loser. Oh, ah, God. Bestiality. <laughs> Let's type that in the old Wii U Google. Get over here. If it doesn't kill you, you want to kill yourself after. Sorry to interrupt. Oh. I usually don't read. I Finish read him. <laughs> Tighten those kegel muscles. Oh, sorry to bring that out. I just thought it was funny. I had to say it. I was like, well, fuck it. Yeah. If if Finish him do, off. If he's going to do this, the least I can do is embarrass him on the podcast about yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. Just tell him don't wipe it on the curtains. Oh, People get yeah. pissed off at that. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. I'm gonna. I don't know if I can ever hold my Wii U pad again. <laughs> Why is this sticky? Yeah. Why are all these fingerprints on the screen? Oh Christ! <laughs> Better take some Lysol to that bitch. It's already got a sexual name, the Wii. You know what I mean? Yeah. That sounds. I like call the pee. controllers weenuses. Weenuses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I got though for my um. Mar- I almost said Mortal Kombat 8, Mario, Mario Kart 8, and uh, the Lego Dimensions. You got oh some my more God. good pods. That'd good be stuff. awesome if there was like fatalities in Mario games. That would be fun. Oh, that'd awesome. be so cool. They would never allow it. Yeah, like an adult Mario game. Yeah, right. I can't see Nintendo ever letting oh, that happen. Wow, that'd be amazing. Maybe one day. I got nothing else for good pop. Bad pop. Just at the end, of- I just have um, 
one more thing. Um, I was going to talk about Superman Doomsday. Um, like I said, yeah, last, you teased it last week. Last I week. apologize. I didn't get a chance to watch it again. So. If, if you want to watch it for next week and make your own power rankings to stand along next to mine, just to see how they differ. Okay. I'd be excited for that. Sure. It'd be fun to have another opinion about all this. Yeah. But yeah, I, um, I watched Superman Doomsday. It is, it was officially the first DC animated movie under the new DC animated movie project that they started with, uh, Bruce Tim was really the headliner behind this that got it going. Um, oh shit, my fucking link fucked up. <laughs> um, it stars Adam Baldwin as Superman, um, Anne Haish as Lois Lane, and James Marsters as Lex Luthor. So pretty, pretty big voice cast. James Marsters is, was that Spike from Buffy? Or am I thinking of, uh, um, uh, Mars Den. That's that James Mars Den Cyclops. Yeah, right. James Marsters is Spike from Buffy. Okay, he plays Lex Luthor <laughs> gotcha. in this, and um, it's called Superman Doomsday. It's basically taking the you know the death of Superman story, um, you know, which spanned about six months of comics, and kind of condensing it down to a just under an hour and a half animated movie. And um, I actually quite like it. I, I'm gonna just right off the bat, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a high taste. It. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought. They did a good job cutting out a lot of the fat from that storyline. Frank's already mentioned previously this episode how he tried to get in on that story and was kind of led away by all the different Superman and everything. Yeah. This cuts all that out of it. Um, you get, you get the knockdown drag out <laughs> fight between, uh, Superman and Doomsday right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. They both seemingly kill each other. And so Doom, Doomsday is out of the scene. Superman's out of the scene. And then what you get is a really great Lex Luthor villain plot. Basically, Lex Luthor swoops in. Grabs the Superman body, clones it up, makes his own Superman, and sends him out. And mm-hmm. it, what's really fucking dark is it seems like the biggest reason that Lex has created this clone Superman is what so he fucking? can. No, Frank, it's not. It's not that dark. <laughs> it's so he... well, everybody else has got some action. I figured Superman should he, have some too. He basically puts the wall up like physical beatings on this Superman and he like takes all of his aggressions out of him. He's very wow. upset. He's very jealous that Doomsday gotta be the one to finish Superman. Fifty shades wow. of Lex. Yeah. And, and he wants to be the one that gotta beat you know, kill Superman. Yeah. And he just kinda takes all his frustrations out on this clone Superman. Wow. And then, you know, at the end of the movie you get the fight between Superman and the clone Superman, and it's a great fight scene too. I'm I don't know if any of you guys have seen any of these DC animated movies, but I mean the animation is just second to none. They do such a great job. In I have, yeah. and yeah, the colors are so gorgeous, and like they uh, pop in HD. Oh yeah, my god, I, I have all these on Blu-ray, and like Brian said, in the 1080p. I mean, I remember when Blu-ray first came out, I was like, what's the point of animation on Blu-ray? How can animation be high? Animation always looked better. Yeah. On Blu-ray. yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I, I couldn't have been more wrong. It, like it, any of the like, Disney Pixar stuff. Yeah, I used to work. I used to sell like TVs and audio equipment and stuff like that. And like anytime we would display anything on the TV, it was always animation because it always looked better. Yeah, because yeah. you could see all the lines <laughs> yeah. so perfectly. Everything yeah. just pops so perfect. It's fucking amazing. But yeah, I'm gonna give this a high taste. It like if I was gonna one to ten it, mm-hmm. it would be a seven. And eight is where I start to Tupperware stuff. Right. So it's just right there. I really liked it though. Um, one of the best Superman things I've ever seen. It possibly might be my favorite Superman anything is the Superman Doomsday it's, movie. It's very good. I still, for some reason, I just, I love All-Star Superman. It's yeah. Like, that's mine. That's you're, my jam, dude. You're higher on that than it. I am. I'm not, I don't dislike it by any yeah. means, but I like this a little bit better. I just think like, 
All-Star Superman just encompasses so many different stories within that one fucking movie. It's just like it's like three, four different movies within it. It's I agree. It's so awesome. It's really cerebral, too. Yeah. And, and you get a fa- <clears throat> battle with Parasite in there, too. It's just like, wow. It's I love All-Star Superman. Yeah, and this and this is dark. Um, th- One of the big selling points when this first came out was it's DC's first PG-13 movie, hmm. and it earns its PG-13. I mean, clone Superman basically kills the Toy Man at one point. It just, like, throws him off of a building into the ground to his hmm. death. And, I mean, just... All kinds of stuff. You see Superman bleed, so to answer Batman's question, <laughs> Superman does bleed yeah. after getting punched by Doomsday a hundred fucking times. <laughs> so, Well, Golden Age Superman <clears throat> used to throw criminals off of buildings. Yeah, and even in this movie, I was laughing at it because um, at one point to save um, Lois and um, – oh, what's the little newspaper kid's name? Jimmy Olsen. At one point, Lois and Jimmy are in a helicopter – and Superman has to save him. So he like throws Doomsday through like two buildings to, to save Lois and Jimmy Olsen. And I'm like, oh, okay. Kill a hundred people to save two. Why not? <laughs> You're like, that's our Superman from Man of Steel. Zack Snyder must have seen this. And was like, fuck it, you know? It's funny. But yeah, All I right. love this. Um, check it out. And, you know, so far this is on my power rankings, this is the number one movie because this yeah. is the only movie. Okay. Um, this will be great. I can't wait to see these, uh, ha- hear these from you every week. Next awesome. week will be Justice League New Frontier. So based off the uh, Darwin Cook comic. So I love Darwin Cook. Darwin Cook is so great. Um, the before Watchmen stuff. Yeah. Everything that he did, amazing. His, Everything everybody yeah. else did. On the before Watchmen stories, not so good. But mm. Darwin Cook was just absolutely phenomenal for DC. I believe it. I so are these just it. being released on like Tuesdays on Blu-ray, or how are you watching it? No, I own them all. I, oh. I obsessively collect the DC animated movies. Oh, so these, this isn't like a new release. This has been out, or no, am yeah. I confused? Let me. I, I have that actually pulled out. I, I want to say 2006. Oh, okay. So this was, oh, 2007. September 18th, 2007, yeah. this was released. Nice, though. And then basically every six months after, they re- they've released a new animated movie ever oh, since. The newest okay. ones have been The Throne of Atlantis and then the, the new Batman versus Robin. Batman and Robin just came out. It's the first appearance of the Court of Owls in anything outside yeah. of a comic book. So I'm really excited to see that. So, yeah, if anyone out there wants to play along with me and, and also power rank these movies... Catch up. Watch Superman Doomsday. Watch Justice League New Frontier for next week. And Should there be a hashtag for this? Oh, that's a good idea. Hashtag uh, DC Power Rankings. DC Power Rankings. So I like it. Hey, what happened to those uh, live tweet shows? Oh, yeah. Don't bring that up. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally out of loop. Sorry. Uh, Jarrett ended up having a birthday hockey game when we were supposed to do the second one. Yeah. And then like the day before, told me he couldn't do it. Okay. And then we've just yet to... Yet to collaborate and reschedule that. So I blame him. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next thing we're going to talk about is... Game of Bones? I was trying to play the music. It's not oh. playing loud. But yeah, Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. We got our headset on, so we wouldn't hear it anyway. That's true. <laughs> we're like, what? <laughs> yes, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones premiered last week. Yeah, Jake, talk to us about Game of Thrones season five premiere. Season five premiere. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna rate it. 
Yeah, sure. Um, the name of the episode was The Wars to Come. I'm going to talk about it's fucked up that the headliner this week is not Game of Thrones, that it's fucking we're talking about Game of Thrones like in the middle of Good Pop, Bad Pop, that we talked about a Star Wars trailer and Batman v Superman. That's how much shit came out this fucking week. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we basically changed our format to talk about those two yeah, things. We, yeah, so that's yeah, how we fucking did. huge those yeah, things are. They were huge. All right, yeah, Game of Thrones. Sorry. But yeah, the, the name of the premiere episode was The Wars to Come. Um, it was a decent episode. Um, if you guys are Game of Thrones watchers, you, you kind of know that the first episode of every season is kind of the setup episode, mm-hmm. getting all the chess pieces in place for what's to happen throughout the rest of the season. Um, I give it a high taste it. I mean, not that I don't Tupperware this whole series still, but these first episodes are always just kind of leaning back into the show and getting back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought last year's premiere was a little bit higher <laughs> on the action than this year's premiere. But I still loved it. It was it was still classic Game of Thrones. I was excited to catch up with everyone except Arya. Um, but but yeah, it was a good episode. What did you guys think, real quick, on the rating? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna taste it as well. But and to be fair, you know, the first episode of the other seasons, they're all tastes, with the exception of the Tupperware from season four. Yeah. And the premiere of that was where Tywin's melting down uh, ice. Yeah. And there, there's a lot of stuff like that that's significant that I thought that caused that to push that into Tupperware territory. And you get the Arya and the Hound stuff at the end of that, that episode, <laughs> yeah. and that was really huge. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with this episode causing it to be a taste. It, they're just deal- simultaneously dealing with the fallout of everything that happened after last crazy-ass season. And then, you know, getting moving forward, like you said, placing the chess pieces, they're sending people on their way, getting them in position to where everything's going to happen. So, I mean, a lot of discussion about what has happened and where people are going, like Tyrion. Uh, he, mm-hmm. He's a little down on himself and stuff, and uh, the spider has him going towards Daenerys because he's always believed that he's a, a good, good for the realm. And... Yeah. That's very fascinating too to finally hear where uh, Varys's loyalties lie. Mm-hmm. That that was very interesting, especially if you think like if you go back and rewatch under the assumption that that's where his loyalties always lied. Yeah, it's, it's always been kind of shady. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But so? I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get talking too much about it, Brian. What'd you think? Oh no, you're fine. Um, yeah, it's not a high taste it for me. This is just a straight taste it mm-hmm. for me. And yeah, set up. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just getting the pieces in play. And and uh, you know, from what I can gather, it's it's kind of a it's it's a weird place for them as far as the series goes, as far as like lining this show up with the books now, because I think in the book that they are starting, they're actually combining two books right now. <clears throat> well, what happens, Brian? In is- book four, they are using certain characters and. In book five, another set of characters. Yes. And what they're doing is they're trying to use both books at the same time to progress both stories instead of, you, do you see what I mean? Yeah, it's, instead it's, of, it, it's very much like two towers <clears throat> and what Peter Jackson yeah. did there, where the first half is all the Frodo stuff and the second half is all the Aragorn stuff. Right. And where that would suck as a movie to watch half Frodo than half Aragorn. Yeah. Books four and five or three and four i forget which ones it does the same thing it all takes place in the same time yeah but one book covers westos right westeros, westeros. and one book covers Eastos. and that's what they're doing here is just they're combining those books mm-hmm. and we're watching it in kind of like real time 
Um, it, it, I, it's interesting, and it's, it's the only way they could really do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, you're just going to see too much time pass between actors, especially when you're dealing a show yeah. that has child actors that are going to age. Yeah, they've already ran into that problem. <clears throat> yeah. Like, Brand's yeah. the tallest character on the fucking show. Right. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, taste it. Um, you guys can get into it a little bit more, unpack it a little bit more if you want to. Yeah, I mean, there was things I really liked about the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I liked seeing uh, I liked seeing Robin getting beat up on. <laughs> he swings a sword like a little girl with yeah. palsy. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was that was very comical to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, the little yeah. whimpers every time the sword with his shield. Fatality. Uh, <laughs> And I'm curious to know what you guys thought about the show's cold open. Um, something very unusual, unusual happened that never we've never happened. seen in yeah. an episode never of Game of Thrones flashback. yet. Right. Yes, we have our first Game of Thrones flashback. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure yet with only watching one episode that this was necessary. Um, it does. Open. I liked it because it showed like why she's so cold to yes, yes, right. to Marjorie. Yeah, to and, mm-hmm. and I thought it was interesting, but I, I, I don't know. What's Marjorie's I, real name? Have the actress's yeah. name? Yeah. Yeah. Natalie Dormer. Natalie yeah. Dormer. She is so cute. Oh, I love that smirk. The little one-sided yeah. smirk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me I always nuts. say if I could be any character in Game of Thrones, I'd be Tommen. And it's just because right. yeah. it's just because I just straight up tell her me. like quit fucking playing games with me. Let me hit it. You can have me do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, what other what other Keystone moments? But yeah, the flashback I liked it a lot. Did you guys? H- how long did it take for you guys to realize what character we were seeing? I noticed because of the hair. I, it was like within ten seconds. I'm like, that's got to be Cersei because of how the hairstyle. Was. I was slow to the draw. On I it. was very slow to the draw. I didn't notice until they actually got a shot of her face. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not fucking smart or anything. All it was is she had a similar hairstyle. I'm like, oh, that's got to be Cersei. Do you think the other character is someone of note that that we'll find out about the later? girl that was behind her or the woman she was talking the to? The girl that she was with, her friend. <clears throat> it's possible. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah, because they, they, I mean, it's not like she was just in the background. They were actually ha- having a conversation. So. Yeah. You think we'll see more of her in flashback or actually present day possibly? Could have Cersei talking about the past and she could mention who it was. Do you think we'll see, because this kind of, now that we've seen one flashback, it kind of opens the door. I mean, there's a million things that we'd like to see in flashback that could be mm-hmm. interesting in Game of Thrones. Are we going to see much more flashbacks, do you think, or is this kind of an isolated event? I think it's probably mostly isolated. They may dabble it a here, a little here and there, but they've talked about either coming out with a series, uh, maybe not like a TV show, but to cover like everything that happened during Robert's Rebellion. Mm. So I think they're probably going to want to avoid trying to dabble too much in that period, save it for whatever they're going to come out with that covers that. They felt like they had to do it here. Yeah. Just to, yeah. Cersei, the entire series so far, at least to me, she's one of the coldest, least likable, most calculating evil characters, which, I mean, props to Lena Headey, Headley for you portraying know. such a fantastically evil character. She's one of my faves. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> least likable character. Yeah. Like, fucking Darth Jake over here. Well, I mean, it makes sense, like, why she got cast as, like, the lead villain in right. Dread, and it's, mm-hmm. she's so damn She plays good. a good, bad character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, like, whereas some people, like, okay, compare her to Jamie. Jamie's got likable qualities. There, there's things that he's done, like the things that he did for, uh, Brienne, mm-hmm. that kind of make 
you endear yourself to him a little bit. So yeah, far, Cersei you, hasn't really done anything. You, well, they they don't want you to be endeared to her, right? And, and that's, that's why she's that's I why think, she's killing. That's it. why she's so much fun. I yeah. think that's where they're they're kind of heading. I think with now her dad being dead, mm-hmm. this whole season you're going to probably see her open up a little bit. You'll see some of her vulnerability. You'll see why she's motivated to be the thing that she has become. Well, um, it seems like the setup that we have here going on is that she's a little bit vulnerable because one of the Lannisters that kind of knew some of her dealings with uh, her former husband is back in the picture. Lancel. Lancel Lannister, yeah. yes. Um, and- he at the gym. So, this is the last time we saw him. Yeah, He's all buff looking For a moment, shit. I wasn't even sure it was the same actor, but I found out later that it is the same actor. Yeah. I, I kind of think that this guy may be meeting a uh, a death pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily by the hands of Cersei, but, Cersei, but yeah, I think she'll, she'll be responsible for it. She's going to hire out this guy getting killed, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and I don't, I don't, I'm not a book reader, so don't worry about anything I say yeah. being fact, because I have no <laughs> fucking idea. I did read the books up to a certain point, but we're already beyond anything I already had knowledge of. And, you know, it's kind of good, too. It, it's freeing because, you know, it was spot on word for word for so long and then they started to diverge and then now it's going to be its own entity. So maybe later on down the road I'll go back and reread the books when they're about, all done. But what are you, what are you guys thinking about? Um, the scene with, uh, the scene that really stuck with me was the scene with the wildlings leader. Oh, oh yeah. Later. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Guys, I had a really hard time watching that. Um, it was that, it was a great scene, but I had a really hard time watching that, just watching a man being, you know, burned at the stake alive. Yeah. And, um, I'll be honest with you, when Jon Snow let that arrow go, I actually was cheering for Jon Snow oh, yeah. for like the first time. Yeah. Like, oh, the first time? You haven't been a, a big Jon Snow fan? Not a, I'm not a huge, huge Jon Snow, Snow fan. Either. He's kinda, I, I he's liked him cook. more in the last season. I think I liked him a lot more the last season than I liked him in any other season. But um, when he did what he did this last episode, I, I, I literally said out loud, like, I could hug you right now, Jon Snow. Because, like, what mm-hmm. I was watching was just like, I know, and I know it's not real. And I know, but my God, that's just... You felt bad for Mance because, because I mean, he basically verbally says that he he does not want to be fucking killed, right? But he's not going to break his convictions, right? Regardless of it, yeah, he's going to do what he has to. do. We're watching a man being burned alive. It's one of the most inhumane things I've ever seen. Yeah, and it's like you know, Jon Snow's humanity. Like I just was like, dude, you're awesome. His relationship with Mance too over the past two seasons. I mean, from distrust to okay, you're one of us to. Okay, well, I accept the fact that, you know, you, you stabbed me in the back because you were always true to them. Yeah. And at the end of the last season, when Stannis shows up and he's like, well, what would you do with him? And he's like, he took me. He could have killed me. And yeah, yeah there's he, definitely respect between yeah. Jon Snow and Mance yep. Raider. And yeah. I think that and was like, respect. that, that was the perfect cap to that relationship that he didn't let him suffer. Okay. I liked the, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I, was, I liked the really quick scene between uh, Jon Snow and Melisandre in the elevator. When uh, Melisandre asked him if he's a virgin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, damn, you saucy little winch. Yeah. My question to you is, okay, he was training the little boy. Mm-hmm. Do you think he was being a little hard on that boy because that boy did kill Yes. Yeah. Her? Yes, yeah. I do think so. Mm-hmm. I, I thought so, so, too. Yep, I'm, glad, I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought that as well. I do think so. <laughs> I thought um, another thing I thought was interesting was the stuff going on with the Unsullied. 
Mm-hmm. Um, for a second, I actually thought maybe we had switched actors for Grey Worm. I, I thought, thought that, that too. too. I was very confused. I was like, did, did Grey Worm just get killed? Is yeah. That, but yeah. it didn't really look like Grey Worm. But then we find out. Oh, God. Well, they've I done knew, that before. I knew that guy was getting his fucking throat yeah. slit. Yeah. 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 They it's did that with, before with Dario. Yeah. And they we've had different mountains throughout the series, too. Yep. Going back to Mortal Kombat, we had a different Johnny Cage in the second film, Annihilation. Yeah. But, Who? Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert. Okay. Died within the first five minutes, and I got up and walked out of the sure. theater. All right. Back to Don't Game spoil of Mortal Kombat Annihilation for people, you <laughs> asshole. Like a 20-year-old movie. <laughs> suck a dick. <laughs> God damn it, I had that in my queue for tonight. <laughs> Skip it. <laughs> um, I thought that was really interesting, though, that stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite plotline in Game of Thrones, though, has to be uh, Grey Worm and um, Khaleesi's aid. Yeah. And their ro- romance. Yeah, the dickless romance. Can one of those characters die ASAP? Cause it's I, possible. <laughs> uh, I wish. I... I I've seen enough of that storyline. All right, sure. guys, let's talk dragons. Yeah. That was where I was going next. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> um, we saw or, or or Grey Worm's lack of. One. <laughs> <laughs> Does he is he missing everything, Grey Worm? I just the balls, right? Yeah. So he still has his dragon, right? He just doesn't. Yeah, but what's what's your, what's your flaccid dragon going to be doing? Flaccid. That needs to be the name of a fucking bar. The flaccid dragon. The flaccid. <laughs> Fuck yeah! I go drink there. Hell yes. So yeah, Khaleesi, Khaleesi decides to go see how the two dragons are doing. And Frank, um, you just you just said you would drink from the flaccid dragon. <laughs> Grey Worm's Flaccid Dragon? Holy fuck. No, that's not exactly what All right, so we're talking dragons. The dragons. Khaleesi <laughs> decides to go check up on the old dragons that she's um, locked up. Uh, seems like it's not a decision she necessarily wanted to make, but she kind of had to because she's got uh, Drogon on the loose burning kids to a crisp. And, and they have day. no idea where Drogon's going. Drogon is still on the loose, uh-huh. too. How long, how long do you think it would take um, Drogon to show up like at and- the wall? Oh shit! Well, like flying like I have never read these books. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I I I, I, I mean, no you think idea. you have to imagine that he would uh, fly faster than he people get on boat. Is that so kind of thing a possibility? You think that Drogon's going to show up to, to characters that we know? Do you think that could happen? I don't no. think that's going to happen. No, I think I think next time we see Drogon, we're just going to be. Uh, overwhelmed at the size of this fucking Probably. dragon in comparison to the other two. Yeah, I th- I think that's we're gonna get we're gonna it's gonna be you know what I mean. It's, it's like fish be- in a tank. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. I think right along with the rest of her storyline because Daenerys is kind of going down a path of like she's dealing with like political strife of freeing all these slaves at these yeah, various yeah, cities. Yeah. She's having to check back at. Uh, the places she has been to make sure that things don't go back the way they were. Yeah, like literal backtracking. Yeah, and story. I, I think what's going to happen is that at some point she's going to own her shit and like just come into her full like Targaryenness. I guess. What are the two other dragons' names, Frank? Can you spit them out? They did. She did name them. This uh, is one Viseron. She uh, named them for Viserys. Yeah, uh, and then Rhaegar. Rhaegon. Okay. 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 Um, I thought it was kind of weird that Khaleesi seemed surprised that the dragons weren't happy when she went down there. She's like, oh, they're not happy. Oh, my God, I can't believe this. They're feral. It's like, yeah, "Yeah, you locked them up and chained them down Uh here. They're not fucking happy, Khaleesi. Right. (laughs) Something I'm kind of wondering about. We know that the feral. Yeah, it's like, 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 think about this. Like, if they're, like, your kids or something like that, and you treat them like that, that's, you know. Uh, Khaleesi needs a warg ASAP, in my opinion, at this point. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. 
Uh, well, I wonder if there's she, like a, you know, like there's like the geek squad. If there's a warg squad that she can <laughs> call the warg squad, one eight hundred warg squad. Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in seeing how Tyrion's fucking plotline is gonna intermingle with her. Yes, that's another interesting thing. Is we yeah. now it's been confirmed that Tyrion is gonna meet up with uh, Daenerys. Daenerys, that's like super exciting. And in case you guys didn't pick up on it, where they're at when Tyrion gets out of his little crate? Yeah, where they're are in they? Pentos. That's that's where you first see Daenerys and Viserys uh, with uh, okay. Lord Illyrio. Yes. So yeah, that's we, where they're at. We don't see Lord Illyrio again, no. but we, we kind of assume that Lord Illyrio and Varys ha- have been buddies. Like yeah, that's where Varys has been getting a lot of his information is okay. from Pentos yeah. and Illyrio. So, now that we're talking about this episode, I'm 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 really like liking it a lot more <laughs> than than I, than I you know than actually then watch watching it, yeah. it. cuz getting going with the first one it feels very disjointed mm-hmm. and then once you get to comparing well, notes yeah we we didn't spend a lot of time with some of the characters that I wanted to spend time with right um, you won't see brand this the season. start girls you know what i mean right yeah, we saw a little bit of sansa i know yeah, yeah. Keyword there's a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and after that really cool tease from last season of where her character directions headed, I wanted mm-hmm. to see a lot more. But that's where I think like this episode could have really benefited from like an hour and a half, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I can't disagree with that. Right. A ninety minute opener would have yeah. been pretty fucking yeah. awesome. But see, we say that, and then you know, to see where the rest of the season's going to fall out at, it may end up being perfect. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer I, I, though. I'm stuck in this mode of being able to watch one episode right. after. Yeah. Another episode. Daredevil spoiled you. No, Game, <laughs> no, of, Thrones. Game of Thrones. Oh right, I burned through yeah. seasons. Burned through them all. Two through four yeah. in one fucking week. For now, you got to wait like the rest of us. Have I been know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> setup episode really feels like a setup episode when you got to yeah. wait a week. Yeah, yeah. right. So, yeah. I can yeah. see what you're saying there. But she needs a warg, and she's getting an imp. Yeah, she needs a warg, and she's getting an imp. What about um? What about Tyrion puking all over the place? That was pretty funny. And then he fucking kept right? drinking. And then he kept drinking. That's a trooper. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, Frank is smiling somewhere. Yeah. I, 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 I toasted the man right then and there. <laughs> that was one of the most disgusting vomit moments I've ever seen, like, on a show yeah. or something. And they were just talking about him pushing his shit out through the holes and then Varys tossing Varys it overboard. Clean. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, uh, what do you think happened to Varys's? You think we'll ever see the guy that Varys has in a box ever again? No. The magician? No. Oh, yeah. I love that moment. That's one of my favorite reveals of the whole yeah, That was so shocking. That was good. He's got his mouth all sewn up, mm-hmm. trapped in yeah. that fucking box. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we'll see him again. <laughs> I think he probably met an ill fate. You think he's dead? Oh, yeah. No, I think, I think he, he keeps him the alive. Out of him. I think he really? keeps him alive and tortures him. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah. You think he's got like some that like, had a new dimension like, cat to that sitting guy? back at, back at King's Landing. Like, hey, can you cat sit this magician I have Absolutely. in a box for? This is all like off camera shit, but yeah, yeah I yeah. do see that happening. That's cool. But I, I, I like some of the political shit going on where Stannis is talking to Jon Snow. I like these intersecting storylines when they happen because each and each one of these characters is fully fleshed out and they've got their own backstory and motivations and then when they collide it's amazing that totally reminded me of what i wanted to say thank you frank um with the Tyrion meeting daenerys i mean this is i don't know about you guys but i have been waiting since the series started for daenerys to interact with anyone yes yeah besides daenerys's like people that yes. she's right. going to interact with just yes. any of the well, other characters. all we really hear is like uh you know with like the lannisters hearing stories about what's going on abroad mm-hmm. and we're not really yeah especially with like daenerys's story yeah yeah I don't, and not reading the books for some 
weird reason, I thought maybe Jon Snow would be the first one to interact with Daenerys. I had no fucking idea. Sure. But I am really excited at the prospect of Tyrion and Daenerys having a conversation. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that because, I mean, you know she's going to be straight up standoffish right out the gate. Yeah. And we saw how she treated, uh, shit, what's his name? Jorah Mormont. Yeah. yeah. When he betrayed her, like, her eyes were straightforward and dead as well, hell. Well, do you think that, that, that Tyrion's going to stand in in his role? Oh, it's like an advisor. He'd have well, to be an advisor of sorts. Wasn't Virus talking about how he's meant to lead? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, so you got Selmy, Barrison Selmy, who's like her right hand right now, but he's a warrior. He's not right. a political strategist. And we saw Tyrion handle his shit when he was the hand clear up through the Blackwater Bay. Oh, he can gosh, do it. Yes. He can do it. And she needs him. He's right. like fucking Captain America and shit, dude. Yeah. With- he's a, he's an ultimate strategist, but he, he it's is. not for self-gain. It's for the better of everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what Varys saw in him. And I, I'm excited to see them talk because she's going to instantly put all her hatred and everything that's happened to her onto him because his dad's Tywin. Yes, definitely. And then that's going to be where they get to make friends because he's like, oh, okay, well, I killed him on the shitter, yes. so you don't got to worry about that. Yes. <laughs> and Harris so, will be able to confirm that as oh, yeah. a lie, so yeah, that's yeah, going to exactly. help him out too. So, that's Did you be guys good. notice in the um, opening sequence – that Winterfell, they put the uh, flayed man symbol on Winterfell. And it's Winterfell. no longer on fire. Yeah. yeah. It's no longer on fire, and they have the sigil of the Ramses, the Boltons. I was, yeah. I was, I'm sorry, I was eating during the opening oh, yeah. thing, yeah. and I was just listening to the music, and I was like, oh, I'm back. It's, <laughs> it's so good that, I mean, and I've always, I, I love the music, so I've always watched the intro. Yeah. And then as the series goes along, it always adds in stuff. I love that. Having about to do it. with the show. In the second episode, you'll see that flayed yeah. man symbol on Winterfell. Because when it burned yeah. down, they had it on fire. Yes. And then every new location they go to, uh, they, they add in a section for it, so it's really cool. I like the little Lego shit, how the cities kind of unfold. That's a neat, I'm excited to see the Boltons again, um, Roos and Ramsey. I, I think they're both great villains. I think Ramsey yeah. was my villain of the year at the Tupperware. Oh, he's so fucking twisted. So I'm super excited to see more of that. I'm excited to see Stannis go to war against the Boltons. Yeah. With or without the wildlings. Yeah. And how that all plays out. I think that's a super exciting plot. I think, line. Without I think the it's amazing. I mean, I think the Wildlings are probably still going to take this deal. It's a pretty good deal. Mance didn't do it. They killed him. They saw, they got to see John Snow. I don't think all the Wildlings are going to do it though. Yeah, but I don't think they have the, the convictions that Mance had. I think they're going to see freedom. And, it, and to be fair, it's a good fucking deal Stannis yeah. has given him. It's yeah. hit and miss, though. I mean, I think you're going to have some people like his Lord of Bones, the dude with the big red beard, yeah. who are going to be like, no, you're going to have to kill me. And then it's probably going to be somebody like John who has to convince them, like, no. Like, yeah, I think this it comes guy, back to John. Yeah. yeah, this guy, it's all or nothing. You're with him or against him. And do you guys all want to go down like Mance did because of your pride? What's pride? That's a good point. You need your lineage to go on. Right. You need, yes. Even Mance said that it was either get south of the wall or die in the north. Yeah. And yeah. hopefully, I mean, I'm, I'm wanting to see John. He was just in a horrible position. He was. Yeah. I, I, I was sad to see Mance go. I thought the actor that portrayed Mance was a great actor. And he was never really a bad guy. They'd always made out the wildlings to be evil and degenerates and they'd bow to no one, but all he was trying to do was lead his people to safety. And they kind of addressed that even in this episode, just the line about they were just born on the wrong side of the wall. Yep. That's really the only thing that makes them any different than anyone else. But John has seen what lies north of the wall, and I'm really hoping that he can let Stannis know because they, they've tried to let 
you know, uh, fucking not Cashley Rock. Uh, what's the fucking capital? Uh, King's Landing. King's Landing. They, they've tried to send envoys down there and let them know what's going on. And they're just like, oh, they're pissing away and shit. They're down in the summer. It's warm doing their Game of Thrones shit. And then meanwhile, you got all these fucking ice zombies way up north that he's mm-hmm. seen and fought. And I mean, they got to get their shit together because they're coming. I wonder how much of them we're going to see this season. Yeah, I don't know. I'd love to see more White Walkers. I know that, um, that White Walker baby scene. Holy shit. Wow. (laughs) Creepy. And I know from book readers that that's something that's never happened in the books. Right. Is we never see, because the book is told through POVs of characters, Mm -hmm. we never see the POV of the White Walkers. I think it's best at this point really to try to, I mean, I honestly, I've done both to a certain point and I prefer the TV show. Anybody who's like, well, it's not the same, I would just try to consider one or the other an Elseworlds story because I don't see either story being bad. Yeah. But, I mean, and there's stuff that I know of from things that I've read that they're just not going to deal with in the show that are awesome on their own, but they're probably just better left to be in the book. So, I mean, consider them different as of now. Yeah, and I've read a little bit of stuff like that. Like, I, I, I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'll read about what stuff happened in book two that they're never going to do. All right. But I, I'm, I'm ready to leave it separate too. I'm going to let the show run its course, and then I might go back and actually do the books, but not until the show is finished. There's, I mean, there, there's something I'll bring up to you guys off air because I'm not sure everybody would like to hear it, but there, there's something that should have happened by now if they were going to go with it, and I read about it's not going to be in the show. Yeah. And it, it seems like, holy fuck, what's going on? You're talking about Stoneheart? Yes. Okay. So he knows. Well, we'll, we'll tell you, Brian, but yeah, I mean, I won't tell I, you. I wish I didn't know. What? Then don't tell me. But it's yeah, don't not, tell him. but it's not something that's ever going to be on the show. I, still I don't want to know. It feasibly could happen. Okay. And if it does, you'd never, all right, I'll know. keep my, well, I'll talk to you about it maybe when he takes a bathroom break, but, uh, I'm I mean, not taking a bathroom break with you, Frank. No, just kidding. Uh, wow. <laughs> like Goro, I can hold my junk and yours. So no, but yeah, I, you know, it, it was a it was a taste it it wasn't a Tupperware even though that, we're talking about yeah. it like it's a fucking Tupperware no 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 but it's the, the show the discussion I'm having with you gentlemen is yeah. a Tupperware oh yeah, yeah. the discussion the actual Tupperware. yeah I mean I love talking Game of Thrones it's just the the actual episode was a taste yeah. it yeah and it was and and, and and I think anything more than a taste it wouldn't have done the episode justice I mean they're right. just setting up pieces yes. so yeah I was gonna say expectedly so I would have loved to see more Gwendolyn Christie I got yes, one right. scene and that's it of I her mean, bitch in it pod yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, he's a damn it doll. Oh my gosh, I thought just when I thought those two were going to start getting along a little bit better, yeah, no, right. she's uh, gosh, she's got a corn but cob. Up where's her the ass. internet police stopping her from being a dick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, someone needs to send fucking uh, Brienne of Tarth a PM and tell her to leave Pot alone. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she's being mean. Oh, I guess okay. you'd send Pod the PM yeah. and tell him how bad you feel. Yeah, send it. Like you need to stand up to her. She's mean to you. Don't let her be mean. Like I'm that. such a bully. She needs a damn it doll. Do you guys to get need to take day. a break or? Yeah, let's take a quick break. I actually need to use a, the restroom. All right, we will break. take a quick break. We're gonna come back. <laughs>
Hey, hey, we're back. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to jump into the pop culture leftovers news. All right, Gangsters Fuck News brought to you by the Pop Culture Leftovers crew this week is uh, sponsored by Frank Belchios. <laughs> Belchios. I don't know. Uh, there you go. Oh. There you go. <laughs> God. <Can't. laughs> by request. <laughs> I don't know that he necessarily requested it to happen. Really. Well, you know, when you, men- when you mention the sponsor, you got to let them have their word. That's true. <laughs> That's, That's the true. word. <laughs> Frank Beltios. Um, Robert Kirkman and Universal Studios have now struck a two-year first-look film deal with Kirkman's Skybound line of comics from Image. This means we could see some of those titles make it to movies. Mm. Uh, comic titles such as Invincible, Clone, uh, which is that's actually been talked about uh, before. Uh, Joshua Williams' Birthright, Ghosted, and Manifest Destiny. They could all make it to the big screen. Kirkman's newest book, Outcast, is already in production uh, at Cinemax, so not that, not uh, not Outcast. But what's that uh, weird dinosaur book Kirkman did? Is that does that fall under that banner? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, what is that called? I don't remember. Like Dinosaur Boy or something fucked yeah, up. Yeah, like something that. like that. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know if that would ever come to yeah <laughs> movie, but then somehow I feel like we're getting ready to head right back into the, bestiality. No. <laughs> what, Dinosaur boy. What this, this doesn't mean that we're going to see, don't, don't get all excited yet, guys. Like we're going to see all these things come to the big screen. This is a two year first look f- film deal. So, I mean, uh, it's not like they're not saying we're going to see birthright come to the big screen. It'd be amazing, but we might not get to see that, um, but uh, what are you guys thinking about this? I think I think it's pretty awesome. I think it also shows like the power Robert Kirkman has at this point. I mean, guy owns. Uh, I mean, Walking Dead has just catapulted this guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. What does that mean? Is the first look the name of the company, or was that like a like the way the whole thing's going to work? They if if basically Universal Studios first look film deal means that they have the film rights if they want to go ahead with any of these projects. Okay. If they're thinking like they can adapt a screenplay for like one of his uh comic books from Skybound, they they're the studio within that 2 years they can make this come to life. Okay, but if they decide not to, he can shop elsewhere. Is that why it's it's first look? It's a first look 2-year deal. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. So they got dibs basically. Yeah. Yeah, because like Kirkman's already got you know Cinemax has got dibs on Outcast, mm-hmm. so uh, but Universal as far as like movie rights, they can. I mean, if they wanted to at this point in time, they could make Birthright into a film, mm-hmm. um, Manifest Destiny, which is like the um, the Elseworlds Lewis and Clark story. You know, oh, okay. they, they could do, they could do that. Um, Ghosted. I haven't read Ghosted. That's another Joshua Williamson book that it's selling really well. It's a popular comic. Uh, clone, I would love to see it, but I don't think that Universal Studios is going to want to do this. It's better suited as a series, and I think that series is actually on the air, and I think it's doing better than the comic book, and it's called Orphan, Orphan Black. Black. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and I love Clone the comic. I mean, I, I, I am still getting Clone. 
So Orphan Black no, season clone three ended. premiere tonight, by the way, the clone night we're ended. recording. Yeah, Orphan Black is the season premiere, uh, season three tonight. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I thought that was kind of a neat deal. It is neat. Yeah. It really shows his pull that he has. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm saying, like, I think you would agree with me, too, that I think there's a lot of other great creators out there that should have this kind of deal too. I don't think it's just Robert Kirkman. I think oh, Rick Remender needs this motherfucker. Rick Remender, deal. exactly. Um, you know, I think Mark Millar's kind of doing this right yeah. now with Fox. Yeah. He's kind of got like the same thing going on with Fox. But um, yeah, Rick Remender, I would, I would totally. And Marvel's actually been really cool with with uh, Miller basically publishing his books independently. Yeah, and letting him shop them to whatever studio he wants after the fact. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's very unusual for Marvel. They, yeah. they must have a really good relationship with Mark. Right. I know Descender might be made, being made into a movie. Mm. They're talking about that, but that was the Robot Boy book that I brought up a few weeks ago. Okay, that's ago. another – what's the name of the company? Skybound? Uh, Skybound. Well, that's, 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 that's Robert Kirkman's uh, imprint with Image. Okay. Yeah, that's his own division. Just and like V-Field has awesome or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. That, that also shows up on the uh, Telltale Walking Dead video games as well, Skybound does. Okay. All right. Um, if you were a fan of Revolution on NBC, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I was actually a semi-fan the first season. I thought it was okay. Um, I watched the entire first season. watched the pilot for the second season, and they changed it so drastically that I dropped off the series. Wow. Uh, it was not even – you know, like I love it in a second season where it just picks off right where it left off. Yeah. Well – they felt that the first season suffered from being clunky and disjointed or whatever they thought was the problem. So they changed it so drastically in that second season that it didn't even remind me of anything that I'd saw in the first season. So hmm. I was like, I'm done. This is not even the same fucking show that I followed all last year. I guess talk about clunky. Let's make the season two premiere a step you can't surmount. Yeah. Hmm. So Revolution, it was canceled on NBC after season two, uh, but comicbook.com, they announced that uh, the writers David Reed and Ryan Parrott will be joined by artist Angel Hernandez for a four-chapter series uh, with Eric Kripke, J.J. Abrams, Brian Burke, Rockney S. O'Bannon, and John Favreau. They're all involved in this story. Hmm. Uh, Revolution uh, will debut on Monday, May 4th, uh, each new installment following every other week. Uh, each chapter is going to be on comicbook.com, where it will be available for one week before expanding to the show's Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash revolution. There's no word on whether this is going to be collected in a print. This is all going to be digital comics. So if you were a big fan of Revolution, I'm telling you this because I would want to know. It sounds like it's free, too. Yes, and it's free. Oh, that's cool. So that's super cool. Yeah. So if you're a fan of the series and you want to know what's going on, that's why I'm telling you, because I'd want to know. Yeah, it's nice that they get this opportunity to at least mm-hmm. wrap it up. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of shows I wish would have gotten this opportunity. Reaper was yeah. mine. I mean, and the, it, the, yeah. Um, what was the Terra Nova? Oh, God. Uh, uh, fucking, um, Alphas on Sci Fi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. God, I would still love to see an Alphas played out. So they're lucky they're getting at least this to wrap the story up. Yep. All right, uh, next, uh, gonna be moving on to Marvel News. At least hear this. (laughs) 
Marvel news. All Marvel right. news. Marvel news. All right. Okay, one trailer that we did not talk about at the beginning of the show was the new Ant-Man trailer. So yes. we got a new Ant-Man trailer. It's our second trailer. And I wanted to talk about it real quick, uh, what I thought about the new Ant-Man trailer. I am going to give this Ant-Man trailer a high taste it. Um, nice. Because uh, I feel like this is the trailer that should have been put out first. Uh, it's a lot better trailer than we saw than the original trailer. I just still don't think this trailer, honestly, it, it was fun. Um, uh, great action scenes. I loved seeing like the battles on the smaller scale and, mm-hmm. and I, I loved seeing the yellow jacket suit for the first time in live action. Um, the Thomas the train scene was cute and funny, but I, I don't think that, I think that Marvel kind of, they have this way of like, putting their best foot forward and showing us what we want to see, it still doesn't show me that this is going to be a great movie. There's a lot of things that aren't addressed in this trailer. I think we saw a lot of flash, but I don't think we saw a lot of substance, and I want to see more substance. I didn't get enough of Yellow Jacket and thinking to myself, like, wow, this is going to be an awesome villain. I mean, once you fucking get out of that Daredevil Netflix series, you are just like wowed. Like, wow, Kingpin is amazing. Like you said earlier, mm-hmm. Jake, Kingpin is amazing. This this trailer did a great job of either showing us what's going to be an awesome Marvel movie or showing you the best of something that's trying to put a, put a mask on something that's really not going to be the best thing you've ever seen. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you 100%. This is definitely... Way better. Than yeah, trailer this one. is what they should have shown. Yeah, us they to shouldn't. Begin we with. shouldn't even have seen trailer one. Absolutely, I, I completely agree. We should have just seen this right off the bat. Yep. yep. Um, you know, I almost think if I would have saw this right off the bat, I may have Tupperwareed it. Yeah. But seeing, no, I, I agree. Seeing the other one first, though, I, I'm with you. It's right. I'm right there at a taste it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more excited for this movie than I was after trailer one. Yeah. But yeah, it was a fun trailer. It really mm-hmm. was. It was a fun trailer. Yeah. Really got lost in the week. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it came out Monday and like by today I, I had basically forgotten about it. Right. <laughs> and I mean compared to everything else that we've seen, I'm I'm kind of thinking like you, Brian, that it's just kind of like a hodgepodge mm-hmm. and that it, it it just doesn't flow like everything else does. Mm-hmm. It's not telling me that it, it it's going to be a good movie. I'm still thinking that if Marvel's going to have a miss, this could be it. I'm having I I'm really thinking that Ant-Man could be another Iron Man 2 where it suffers from having to tell other stories from other movies. Yeah, yeah I can see be. that. I can see that. Oh man, it's, that's what scares me. But everything I everything I everything I saw in this trailer, I really enjoyed. I'm just I'm just worried that they're just they're they're putting their best foot forward and showing us all the cool things about Ant-Man when we actually watch the movie. It's like I'm not sold. I'm still I like Paul Rudd. I'm not sold on him as Scott Lang yet. Yeah. You know, I don't know about you, but it still kind of rubs me the wrong way. I think it's because Ant-Man is coming directly after Avengers 2, Age of Ultron, Mm -hmm. that the guy that's supposed to have created Ultron and Vision has his movie immediately after the Ultron movie. Yeah. Like, it kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. I wish they would have done what Cinema Blend had talked about, and that this was something that uh, Howard Stark and Hank Pym had worked on together was Mm -hmm. Ultron. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that'd be cool. And then Tony just 
you know, he was the one who just reactivated it and turned it on and kind of fiddled with it and put like his, you know, little Tony Stark spin on this. Yeah, especially if you're establishing Hank Pym as Michael Douglas, yeah, an older actor, yeah. then why not still have his involvement in the creation somehow? Yeah. Exactly, and then that's where it was. That's where the, this movie could have tied in with Avengers: Age of Ultron. We could have got some really cool flashback scenes of him and and Ultron after the fact. So I agree. Or we could have got those scenes in fucking Age of Ultron. That would have been great. And then more people would want to see the Ant-Man movie. Oh, yeah, it would tie right in. Yeah, exactly. Right. I want to see more of Michael Douglas's character. Yeah, right. blah, 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 yeah. Blah. yeah. Yeah. So, I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, overall, I, I really enjoyed this trailer. I mean, it was, uh, I, I, it did show me some things I wanted to see. I did want to see a battle on a small scale. Right, yeah. But they did the whole thing where, and it was just like, it, Night in Museum did it first, where like this huge battle is going on, mm-hmm. and then they pan out, and you just see like that little uh, that little caboose like yeah. fall off the side. Or <laughs> I've never seen Night in the yeah. Museum. So it was actually pretty decent. Night of the Museum, like they'd show like this huge like battle. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like you've got like uh, what are Indians the Roman and cowboys, the, the, and... the Roman soldiers, and the cowboys. Like mm-hmm. they're like running at each other, Jake. There's like they're little miniatures like running at each other, and yeah. you're like. Ah! And then, like, they pan out to like the, an actual view, and you mm-hmm. like like see nothing. You can't hear, you can't hear nothing. <laughs> That's funny. Like maybe except yeah. for like a little bit. Of, yeah, <laughs> I thought that scene felt very Edgar Wright. It felt like an Edgar Wright leftover. Okay, the the trade scene. Uh, like, it felt like his like imagination yeah. a lot. Like, it it was oh just like the the actual set the way it looked. Yeah. Okay. Like it really felt like something that that stayed behind from his his stay on it. Yeah. I think that'll be one of those things that people will talk about. If this movie is if if the Peyton Reed directed Ant Man sucks, mm-hmm. people will always wonder about that Edgar Wright Ant Man movie. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I still I'll never not be curious about that until sure. we hear more about mm-hmm. kind of what happened there. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we'll actually hear anything about it after that film finally makes its. I debut. think at some point in our lifetime we are going to hear got some a, details. I might have to check. I, I might bring it up next week, but I've got something that deals with like the Sony leaks that talks a little bit about Edgar Wright. I don't know. Oh, if it, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Is, Look into that. I'd like to hear that. Is that okay. associated with like what I heard earlier this week about WikiLeaks posted a bunch of stuff? Yeah, might be. Okay. I mean, I've got I've got it saved in my not in my notes, but I have it saved in my uh, email. Gotcha. I might have to open that up on a break and check it out and see. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to talk Kevin Feige. Side note: We found out his contract with Marvel. Ends in 2018. Hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, do you think he's coming back? I think he is, yeah. They got to give him all the money. <laughs> all the money. All the money. <laughs> I'll donate. Keep his ass in that seat. I'll start a Kickstarter. Holy to shit. Keep, to keep him. Yeah, here's your bonus. <laughs> <laughs> well, he talked to MTV News about the future of Marvel and Phase 3. He also talked about Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Thor Ragnarok, uh, a lot of different properties, and I did want to, I did want to play that audio if I could. Hopefully, it'll it'll play pretty loud here. Captain Marvel ever in the script? In an early draft of the script, yeah. Okay. And any particular reason was it about you hadn't found the Captain Marvel yet, or we didn't want to introduce her fully formed, flying in a costume before you got to know who she was and how she came. Where are you in that process in terms of finding the actress? Still, uh, in terms of finding the actress, very early days. It's about it's about finding writers right now. And we're very gotcha. close. Talk to me a little bit about Spider-Man, which we're so excited that you're going to get your hands on to help yeah. get the, birth this back into the universe in, in, in the right way. We know it's Peter Parker. 
Uh, was that a difficult decision? Obviously, a lot of people talked about Miles Morales being perhaps a, a way to go. No, I mean, we, we, we always thought it should be Peter. We've never seen the, the MCU version of Peter Parker. We felt like we needed to see that first. Um, Miles, I think, is awesome. I think there, there, there are opportunities for him, for sure, if, if, if this all works and continues. And in terms of the kinds of actors looking for, is there a chance we could not necessarily see a white kid that's 15 or 16 playing this? Could you go with a, diff- a different route? Maybe. I mean, it's, it is, it is uh, uh, you know, the field is very wide right now in terms, of, in terms of who we're looking at within a certain age range. Gotcha. I know it's early days on uh, Doctor Strange, but so excited that uh, Benedict is officially on board. Scott obviously directing. He dodged a lot of your questions for a long time, oh, didn't he? Oh, my God. That, <laughs> that, <laughs> <laughs> I you shared my pain or, or probably shared the enjoyment of him doing that. But I'm, I'm glad it actually happened. So talk to me a little bit about what's exciting for you about this one. This is obviously a new part of the universe and the mysticism side. Is well, that's we what's exciting. I mean, I, I've been talking about it for a long, 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 long time. Um, as we talked about Guardians for a long, long time before it happened, as we talked about Avengers for a long, long time before it happened. Um, so having it finally now coming to fruition, Scott Derrickson, the, the producing team, uh, is on a scout right now. They're just finishing a scout in, in New York City for certain buildings that uh, Doc Strange inhabits. They're on their way to London where we'll be doing the primary uh, uh, principal photography starting in November, and it's great. And Benedict has been, uh, has been on a bit of a whirlwind tour uh, up until now, but is so excited. And just seeing, we are as excited to have him as he is to be a part of this universe. So that's always a nice, a nice combination. Is he going to be British? Doctor Strange is going to be British? It's a good question. We have not discussed the accent with him yet. Um, but he's been in a Cumberbatch, so I think he can do anything we ask. This is true. <laughs> uh, Thor Ragnarok, next, time, uh, next yes. big Thor adventure. Um, again, where are we at in terms of a filmmaker for that one? Writers are currently writing. And we're doing, and we are having, there, there are a number of slots we need filmmakers for right now. Yeah. Um, and are, are meeting in general fashion a lot of people to try to find the right person or people for the right project. And we, and we know that Loki is returning in some capacity mm-hmm. for that one that's been yeah. said. Uh, in terms of, do we know as main baddie or in terms of, or, or an integral baddie? Or, or I would say an integral role, yeah. for sure. I mean, it's, it's one of the great things about that franchise is Chris, is Chris and Tom. Yeah. Is, so you obviously announced a few months ago the slate into 2019 uh-huh. Phase 3. Um, a lot of people are asking, I mean, it's two or three films a year for most of those years between now and then. Could other films be added in there? Could you slot in a Hulk film? Could you slot in another Iron Man film? Or is that well, definitely... Well, we've, we've slotted in a Spider-Man film since we made that's that true. announcement. <laughs> is um, there room, though? Do you worry about, like, when the dam's going to burst? Don't, yeah, I do. And I don't think it would be about additional movies. I think it would be about sliding things around. Um, but I don't know if that would be the case between now and 2019. I mean, we have a pretty solid plan um, that we're excited about and want to, and want to see it through. Do you even, and this sounds insane to even mention the, the number four, but I'm going to say, like, have you thought about literally phase four at this point in terms of what the even planting the seeds of what's going to happen after Infinity War? No, I mean, we, we always talk about things. We all, you know, in, in brainstorming sessions, which is where we spend the majority of our time, um, things come up and we joke and go, oh, that's phase seven, that's phase... But we used to joke about phase two and phase three. Um, so, so who knows? But right now it is, you know, we set a plan, we put our heads down, and, uh, and we try to make it happen. Uh, a couple other things on the upcoming ones, because it's your fault because you have a busy slate. Uh-huh. So Infinity War, one, and t- you're doing two films. Right. Rooster Brothers are doing it, which are, is yeah. awesome. 
Um, it's interesting to me that there are two films because often when I think of like a two-parter, like those are linked and almost there's usually a cliffhanger or something. And I'm wondering if it's not necessarily the case considering you'll have films in between that could still push along that storyline. Yeah, that's very true. I would say it's, it's you know, early days to talk about anything specifically, but I will say the intention of that is to do two distinct standalone movies, as we do as we do all the time. But because they are such shared elements, it felt appropriate to, to and we hadn't done it before. We thought it was cool to, to do sort of subgroupings like that. Um, but I wouldn't call it one story that's cut in half. Got it. I would say it's going to be two distinct, two distinct movies. And, and last thing for you, Civil War is the next one being shot. Yeah, two weeks. Wow. Is this going to feel like a cat film, or does it feel like, is this, is this another Avengers movie? Because I presume we're going to see the new Avengers that are formed. We're going to see a lot of, we already know we're going to see a bunch of other Marvel talent. Uh, I would say that. both. Yeah. But cat is, is the primary, uh, is the, is the primary um, focus. All right. That was fascinating. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, I think the most fascinating takeaway I got from that was I thought um, the Infinity War would be basically one movie cut in half. Back to back. Yeah. But yeah, there's movies in between sandwiched. Yeah, hmm. and even knowing that there was going to be movies in between, I still kind of thought like that one would end and the next one would pick right back up. But that seems to not be the case at all. No. So I like that. So these movies, are they going to kind of do like the comics do whenever there's an event? Are they going to kind of have some elements of that? I think that's a very good comparison. It's very much like having a, a comic event going on. tie And then having yeah. the, the tie-in comics, like that's pretty the, cool. the Spider-Man crossover or the Iron Man crossover right. issues and everything. Right. And I think they could do it, too, to where if like you hadn't watched, for whatever, whatever reason, like if you hadn't watched the first Infinity Wars movie, uh, you could probably watch whatever's in between and have it not you know fuck up anything you can see like oh okay well i'll see this is going on and then when you catch up like oh that's why that was there yeah very fascinating yeah that was Uh, good stuff uh dr strange might not be a new yorker yeah wow so british British dr strange i'm okay with that yeah i could give a shit (laughs) i I just i'm not happy with uh it being benedict cumberbatch though you know i'm on that same page yeah um yeah i just i don't think he i loved him in the imitation game don't get me wrong i mean he's a good actor and i thought that that movie was a better indication that he could be he could be good but he's still like i want my doctor strange to be a little bit more a little less benedict cumberbatch and a little bit more robert downey jr i agree a little bit more kooky Mm -hmm. and not like as like a reserved english man yeah and more of like a little bit of a spook yeah well, and I mean, hell, I mean, not all Englishmen are reserved, as you've seen in David Tennant and Doctor Who. I mean, David, yeah, true. you know, I mean, uh, I just think they picked the, the the wrong Brit here, possibly. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's, I mean, he's driving this movie. It's not like he's, it's not like an Avengers movie or a Defenders or whatever. Like, if if he doesn't pull it as Doctor Strange, it's really, the whole thing's going to fall flat. True. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole reason, like, people, you know, still see a Thor movie is because, like, we believe that Chris Helmsworth is Thor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and if any of those movies could fail, it's the it's the Thor movies. But, man, Chris Hemsworth nails that as Guardian. I mean, yeah. he really does. I feel like Doctor Strange is definitely Marvel's biggest gamble on the plate right now. I think that, I think that once – I think they were chasing fucking Joaquin Phoenix and I, I – 
and and they and and then they spent all their time going after Joaquin. After mm-hmm. Joaquin, it reminds me of it reminds me of uh, like a basketball team, um, Chicago Bulls. I remember like they were they back in two thousand. They wanted Grant Hill and Tim Duncan, so they were chasing those guys, and they didn't get them mm-hmm. when they should have been focusing on Tracy McGrady, and then Tracy McGrady. He signed with Orlando after that happened. But if the Bulls, if they would have, if they would have just focused on getting, you know, the right guy, yeah, I think they wouldn't have been stuck with. I think that, uh, and then so they got stuck with Ron Mercer and Brad Miller. God, I, we, we hate Benedict, don't we? So I think, <laughs> I think, I think uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is their Ron Mercer they and got Brad Miller stuck with them. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Right. I like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I got no feelings really one way on or the other as far as like him being Doctor Strange because I'm not familiar with Doctor Strange. Yeah. But yeah, I mean they were chasing a name and then they didn't get who they were really going for. And then for. it's like who do we get? Right. Who do we get? So okay. they tried to go with somebody they thought in their heads was like he's hot, he's a caliber. hot actor. Yeah, he's a hot actor, but you know, I mean <sighs> and don't get me wrong, I want to be proven wrong. Oh, so do I. I want him to just knock this shit out of the park and just eat so much fucking crow that I'm like vomiting crow. (laughs) You know what's going to suck, though? (laughs) If, like, the writing and everything is great and the only thing not great about it is him. That would suck. Yeah, that'd be terrible. That's like my worst nightmare, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a lot of, I have more faith in Scott Derrickson than I do in Benedict Cumberbatch. That's for sure. We, uh, hopefully we'll have time because I do have a lot of, uh, updates to the look and feel of the Doctor Strange movie as well as some other, as well as some really huge potential spoilers for, uh, Captain America Civil War, mm. some other stuff coming up later. Nice. Hopefully we have time. You mean this episode? Yeah, this episode. Oh, wow. oh yeah, let's hear it. Uh, well, first, I'm going to jump into Fi- uh, Kevin Feige. He talked with IGN a little more about Spider-Man, and he made some comments that made me confident that this guy, he knows what he's doing with Spider-Man, the character. This is something that I've said time and time again, that we need a funny Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And Feige agrees. He says, when he puts that mask on in the comics, he has a nonstop wit. We feel we haven't really seen that in the movies yet. That's just the tip of the iceberg. He he gets it. Yeah, that's true. We need that wisecracking Spidey. Yep, absolutely. And what does Robert Downey Jr. have to say about all this Spider-Man stuff? Have you guys heard any quotes from him? No. I'm sure he says it's going to be the best movie ever. Here he goes. He says, however we spin it, we're going to try and defy the expectation of what it would mean. That's been the directive from the jump. But I think that's a great job. But I think that a great job has been done with Spider-Man so far, and I think that the direction that Spider-Man is going to take is exactly what the fans would be delighted to see. So, I like that quote. On uh, Moving on here, uh, we're going to move on to a different side of Marvel. We're going to move on to the Fox side a little bit. On Monday, director Brian Singer posted this on his Instagram account. He says, excited to welcome at Olivia Munn as Betsy Braddock, Psylocke, X-Men Apocalypse, a character that was created by Chris Claremont and Herb Trimpey, who I want to say rest in peace to Herb Trimpey, who sadly passed away this week. He he drew uh, probably what a lot of people think is the definitive Hulk. Yeah, and Uh, the first person to ever draw Wolverine. First person, Mm -hmm. co-creator of Wolverine, first person to ever draw Wolverine. Uh, But uh, we have our new Psylocke, and it is Olivia Munn. From Attack of the Show, she was also in Deliver Us from Evil, the movie that I reviewed on a past episode with Eric Bana and Kevin McHale. That was directed by our Doctor Strange director, Scott Derrickson. Oh, 
Wow. Um, she was also in Magic Mike. Um, she was also in the MCU. She played a reporter in Iron Man 2. Oh, interesting. Yeah, she did. And then she was also in Jeff Daniels. With She played with Jeff Daniels in, in the newsroom on uh, HBO. No, she didn't play. With, <laughs> I was wondering where we were going with that. Like, yeah, yeah, she was uh, dangling. She played with him to chill his balls. She was tickling his... Uh, <laughs> Scrote, um, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to say this about Olivia Munn. I have uh, I've gotten in trouble with like past girlfriends because I have a huge crush on Olivia Munn. Like she's oh, like really? my one celebrity crush. Okay. Like if, okay. if I, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like uh, what's if if I if I was in a relationship or married or something like that, I would want a hall pass for Olivia Munn. She is like my because she's got it all. She's like great looks and she's funny. Yeah. Uh, she's just fucking... Real quick-witted. Yeah. She just slays me. And so I'm absolutely in love with Olivia Munn, so it doesn't matter what she does. Like, I don't care what they would have cast her as. I mean, <laughs> I... So I am just excited as fuck that she's going to be uh, Psylocke in X-Men Apocalypse. This is, like, the best casting for me that I've heard since Robert Downey Jr. cast as Tony Stark. I think wow. it's that fucking perfect. Wow. Because she is Psylocke. She definitely looks the part. She definitely looks the part, and she's awesome. So I'm Tupperwareing the fuck out of this one. <laughs> Seriously, nice. like I would take this in my bedroom and Tupperware the fuck out of it all. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, oh, a, yes, I'm a big fan of this casting. What do you guys think? I, I Tupperware it too. I think it's perfect. It's great. Um, it's glad to get some excitement for already for the next Brian Singer X-Men movie, too. Yeah. Like, you know, we've been a little bit down on it, I think. I think we, we kind of think, like, Days of Future Past was a little bit of an accident with all the stuff we've heard about who really wrote what and what yeah. Brian Singer really yeah. could take credit for. Yeah, we heard that Matthew Vaughn was responsible for 90% of the movie. Yeah. And then on the flip side, the one scene that he wasn't responsible for, the Quicksilver stuff. Mm-hmm. The AD did, yeah. Yeah, it was the assistant director that was doing <laughs> all that so wow uh makes us worried for apocalypse yeah because we know all those people aren't going to be involved this time yeah. well maybe the ad will be involved and deliver the best scene again right. Right. you're in right. charge of the whole movie buddy. but we know matt vaughn won't be involved so it's it's nice to hear good news about this movie um you know we really had no opinion about like oscar isaac being cast as apocalypse because we really don't have much of an opinion on oscar isaac yet i've so. seen him inside lewin davis and that's about it yeah. guys that's all i've seen him in so yeah, um, i'm excited for this too i tupperware this all right so okay take this with a grain of salt i think olivia munn is great i loved her on attack of the show and that was where she let her was able to let her personality go I yeah mean, she wasn't scripted uh i've seen some shows i, I didn't care for her too much on in magic mike and then I can't remember the name of the short-lived uh, sitcom that she was on. She in the in the movie or the TV show. It also had that guy who played. Uh, fuck, it was Agent Carter. He's the one that bit the dust. There's something called IMDb, yeah. and I was, I people. Can well, use anyway, that. yeah. So she was on this short-lived sitcom, mm-hmm. and I didn't care for that either i think it comes down to whether or not somebody can appropriately write for her personality because it is kind of quirky and as long as they can do it right and show it off it'll be great at the moment i got to taste it only because in scripted form i haven't seen anything that she's done that's really wowed me Mm-hmm. She's great. Her personality is wonderful. Like, like I said, Attack yeah. of the Show is good. But well, I don't think that Psylocke is going to be a huge player in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't she in the X Men Last Stand? Yeah, Psylocke was a character in two thousand six uh, in X Men Last Stand. 
Did that happen? I don't remember. Yeah, Psylocke was a character that in that movie. That was a little bit not in my brain too much. <laughs> no, I don't think, I think anybody chooses it to be. Was, uh, perfect couples. That's I think, correct. That's correct. I, 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 I don't think that she's going to be a huge role in this. Uh-huh. They might use her sparingly, kind of like a Quicksilver. I was going to say sure. the same thing. I mean, maybe she'll be like a female Quicksilver. And she's have got the charisma. I, I mean, think she could pull that off. They'll play to her strengths. I think they'll give her some snarky lines. I yeah. think they know what they're getting with Olivia Munn, and so that, that's why they cast her. Gotcha. Um, they'll be, I think she's going to get some funny, sarcastic lines, but I don't think that she's going to be a huge part of the movie. I mean, we're still dealing with a movie where we're talking about Jennifer Lawrence's last you know, movie, X-Men movie. Right, yeah. So, she, you know, we're going to get a lot of Jennifer Lawrence, Fassbender, and McAvoy in this movie. It's a good opportunity for her, for sure. It is, it is. And, and if she does do well in this one and proves herself just like kind of like Quicksilver did in the last film, mm-hmm. maybe that'll open up a bigger part for her in the in the next X-Men film. Right. Or maybe it'll open up something like they're like, oh, you know, she really worked well in this movie. Let's put her in the Deadpool sequel. I was thinking, let's oh, put her in the Gambit movie. Great. Let's put her in the Gambit movie. Oh, Something her, like her fucking flirtatiously her, funny personality along with Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Oh, my yes. God. That'd be so good. Yeah. Yeah. See, so. there I could see it fit perfect. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, just like Magic Mike, they tried to write her as a hard ass. Mm. And it fell flat for me. I didn't care I, for it And at all. she wasn't a standout performance in Deliver Us from Evil. She just played the wife in that one. And yeah. It, and it really didn't focus a whole lot on her. So, um, I, but, man, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing her in the costume. I, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sitting here watching him flip through all these fucking publicity photos of her, and like she's scantily clad and posing and everything. Oh my god! Like, uh huh. I hate. I, I fucking hate Chris Pine for being able to hit that. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That's a horrible thing to say, but god damn you, Chris Pine. You know what though? I mean, about her just just her personality and screen presence. I saw uh her audition tapes from Attack of the Show when they were putting different people oh, yeah. on there along yeah. with uh, Kevin Pereira yeah. and just the chemistry and like he his funny personality brought her funny personality out. And I mean, if, if anybody can go back and watch any of those older shows, like some of the skits and shit that they did. Drunk were Ted. so good. Yeah. Drunk, oh, Drunkle Ted. There was, me. there was one show that they did and they had, uh, Cliff Blazinski on. He was the lead designer for Gears of War. Uh-huh. Um, and they did this whole fucking, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark montage where he swoops in at the end and takes whatever it is that they were after. It's just such good stuff. Just. She's really smart and funny. What are we uh, talking about? <laughs> Quit looking at fucking hot ass. Oh Gosh, Jake just got lost. I see nips in that one. Look at that one. Holy shit. She's she's just gorgeous. I, I always How about them it, nips? I always liked it when she did uh, Wonder Woman cosplay or she did uh, yeah. Princess Leia in the Slave good. Leia cosplay. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. I'm sorry if I sound – guys, I'm sorry if I sound like a pig right now. I, no, I know. That, I, but but it's, I, I, sound like a pig it's really not just it. like the physical. It's her personality, it's her personality that sets it off. Is she, she's just – She's just amazing. Like I can like like honestly like if if I were to compare like you know like Kate Upton to her, mm-hmm. I think Kate Upton's like really really hot, but I don't think her personality is as awesome as 
Olivia Munn's. And so that oh, puts right. Olivia Munn into like a different stratosphere with me yeah. because like her personality is just so awesome. Like and, you could geek out with her. Like Frank, like she, right. could, I could totally see her sitting here and belching along with you. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Can we get her to replace Frank? Oh, I would love that. <laughs> I'd pay for that. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. There so. wouldn't be a show though because she'd just be sitting here and you guys would be like, you're hot. <laughs> oh yeah. I'd be like, I'd be like, uh, I'd be like, yeah, so I was benching 300 this morning. <laughs> yeah, you know take, what, though? I know, I know exactly what she would do. She'd be like, Jake, grab Periscope, bench me. And she'd like, have you bench press her off the fucking table. Uh, <laughs> I would Periscope Olivia Munn anytime she wanted. Oh, my God. Oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too, is, like, she's legitimately into all that stuff that they covered. She's, she's like, dude, yeah, she, yeah. She's, she is legitimately into it. She's almost like a geisha. You know what I mean? Like, where, like, just perfect. Yeah. All right. Into your brain, into what you're into. New topic. I'm just trying. I don't Sorry. even know what's going on. Jake, anymore. you've got a Marvel story for us, oh, sir. Oh, shit, do I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was that one time that Olivia Munn broke the podcast. <laughs> Oh yes, my gosh. I wanted to talk about uh, Marvel is teaming up with John Ridley for a superhero project that so far we know nothing about. Mm. We just know that John Ridley is involved. Um, he is the um, Oscar-winning writer-producer of 12 Years a Slave. Um, so, wow, you know, Marvel just getting one big guy after another. Is this a movie, a one-shot? Is this the... It's a, they're calling it a mysterious new TV series. So is it the spinoff hmm. from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that they've been talking about? Uh, we, we don't I know. can't see a guy of his caliber doing, doing spin-off a spinoff of, of Agents right. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. We, what, I, he's going to do a Deathlock series? The only thing we've heard is that the deal involves the reinventing of an existing Marvel superhero character. Or property for ABC. Moon Knight? I don't know. It says all sides are staying quiet on exactly what title Ridley is adapting. Um, and this comes on the heels of the news that the ABC is developing a spinoff to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So this, uh, this is on top of that. Okay. So this so, is different. See, I don't want to see Moon Knight on TV. I want to see Moon Knight on a Netflix series, man, after what we saw with Daredevil. Yeah, you would think whatever John Ridley would do would be... Like a Netflix series. Yes. I'm really surprised that they would tap this guy to do a, a, a main network television series. So this is going to be main network television. This yeah. will be an ABC show. Wow. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm very... I have no clue who this could be. I don't either. So, but it's very interesting. I mean, it's it's definitely a very high-profile writer right. for Marvel to land. And yeah. he must be passionate about something. Right. So I, I hope they can kind of keep this a secret for a while until they until they get it a little bit more finalized. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So fucking bad. You know how fucking fans are. The minute they tell us what character it is, they're gonna fucking nitpick the shit out of this. Oh. You know what's interesting is like uh they've been doing a lot of stuff with the inhumans on Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine them doing an Inhumans TV show because with the movie coming out, but I don't know. Maybe it feels too much like a spinoff too of Agents of Shield a little bit. Yeah. The, oh, you're right. You're. I'm still thinking spinoff of Agents of Shield. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this, it's going to be something completely separate from that. It's going to yeah. be a, a character, hmm. and it's like we're getting to the point now where there's not too many characters left. So right. we could probably sit down with notebook paper and write out what twelve Marvel characters haven't been utilized yet, <laughs> mm-hmm. and kind of get her narrowed down. I might think about. I might 
think about this long and hard. Um, no, <laughs> ignore what I just said, Frank. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> next week, I'm I'm going to try to come up with a hypothesis of who I think this could possibly be. Okay. Okay. So I'll yeah. have a better informed answer. Yeah, sit down and think about it. You know, pull out your like a Marvel, Marvel encyclopedia, yep. yeah, and yep. kind of go through. You know, because it's obviously yeah. not going to be a char- character we've already seen in a big movie or any of the Netflix characters that we know are coming. So right. it's kind of like a who's left at this point. Yeah, yeah, that'd be uh, follow follow that up next week. I will. I will. All right, uh, Hulk solo film. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that when I played that Kevin Feige thing, he, he did mention that. Mm-hmm. A Hulk solo film. And, and, uh, this is what actor Mark Ruffalo had to say about a Hulk solo film. He talked to Collider. He said, Marvel doesn't really have the rights to that yet. That's still Universal's property. Oh. So there's that issue. And, I didn't yeah, know that. Me either. Now, this makes sense when you think of, you know, the Eric Bana Hulk movie. Uh, that, that was made by Universal. Yeah, but Marvel did make a Hulk movie. But yeah, yes, I'm getting to that. 2008's, uh, The Incredible Hulk. What about that movie? That's considered phase one. That's in the MCU canon. And I do understand, you know, that Marvel has come out and said that, you know, the Banna Hulk film is canon. So don't worry about that, fanboys. I, I, they, Marvel has said that, that, that Eric Banna Hulk film is canon. You mean the Norton Hulk film is canon? The Banna film is canon too. Wow! So the MCU, yes, really? Sir. Whoa! I, yes, look it up. Oh. I, I believe you. I, don't I know. You, but. I know. They, that's why. That's why we just got like the real quick flashback scenes yeah. in the beginning of the Incredible Hulk. Hulk dogs are canon. It's canon. Wow. Yuck. Even though it was universal, it, they, they're considering sponge. it canon. But um, all I'm saying here is, you know, Marvel Studios' their first film was in fact Iron Man. This film it came out after that movie. Uh, so the Incredible Hulk is a solo film that has come out since Marvel Studios has been was erected. Frank, how about that word? <laughs> erected. Um, but when you when you look at the comp- the production companies for the Incredible Hulk, you do see you know Marvel Studios and Universal Pictures. Mm. So there is one hundred percent truth to what Ruffalo told Collider in that interview. Gotcha. So IGN they spoke with Ruffalo and Scarlett Johansson about where the Hulk might be headed in the future. And here's what was said, Mark Ruffalo. I think there's a lot of places to go with him. Scarlett Johansson said, like where? IGN said, they have space, question mark? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ruffalo says, well, he's going to space. Yeah, I mean, there's some talk of maybe Planet Hulk. IGN asks, would you like to see that? Ruffalo says, I'd be completely interested in entertaining that. Hmm. Johansson says, do they have Starbucks there? That's what I want to know. Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> Ruffalo laughs and he says, they don't. It's pretty bleak. But as... Um, they have Scarbucks. Scarbucks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but uh, Marvel has the rights to the character. However, in the original deal, Disney did not purchase the rights to distribute The Incredible Hulk. Wah, wah. And uh, Universal retained the distribution rights to a Hulk-focused movie. So um, it kind of presents a problem there. Um, but it doesn't mean that mm-hmm. uh, they can't uh, throw this into an Infinity mo- Infinity War movie or something or right. some other movie. Yeah, we've we've done all kinds of hypotheses on this. Sure. We've said maybe Guardians of the Galaxy it could pop up in. Sure. Means that that's in space already. Right. I mean, just the notion of the Avengers movies being the Infinity thing, it's a lot of that's going to take place in space. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yep. 
Yeah, or, you know, just strike another deal with Universal. Yeah. They already did with Sony. Just do a Captain America 4 will be Captain America Planet Hulk. Mm-hmm. That worked. <laughs> Well, Universal will get paid for this too. Yeah. Right. I mean, they'll be listed as a you know production company. Right. Yeah. All right. Guardians of the Galaxy two had some news come out this week. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Exciting shit. Too. Really interesting details given by James uh, Gunn, the director. Here's what he had to say to Vulture about a sequel. Listen, I'm still excited about Star Lord's character and where he goes. At its heart, Guardians is a story about families, and if the first film was about him and his mother. This is a story about fathers, so it's exciting to go there. Of course, you know, we can all speculate, you know, that they are going to explore the question of, you know, who's Star-Lord's father. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's going to um, – I, I I think it's going to end up on the set of Maury Povich, and it's going to be one of those, you know, <laughs> we're going to hear, Adam Warlock, you are not the father. <laughs> and then, I don't know. Howard the Duck, you are not the father. Exactly. <laughs> Bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's relieved. <laughs> oh man, I just want to see. I want to see Howard the Duck butt fucking that Affleck. Duck. Holy shit! Oh, that, the Affleck. <laughs> Affleck. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. Um. But I, you guys notice that James Gunn he says fathers plural. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I think this uh, movie, of course, it's going to explore Nebula and Gamora's relationship with uh, the you know their adopted father Thanos and. Uh, Gunn even he even told MTV as much uh, in a recent interview. He said, "I think, uh, yeah, with MTV, I think the characters of Gamora and Nebula and Yondu, those are some characters we get to know a little bit more. In a way, we got to know some of the other characters more in the first movie. That's exciting. That is yeah. exciting. Um, more Nebula, yeah, that's cool. I'm just not a big fan of, uh, you know, Karen Gillan, Karen Gillan, Amy Pond." Yeah, but I love the character design. She looked awesome. Yeah, she was yeah. fucking badass as shit. So, no, but I think it's imperative that they do explore the relationship between her and Gamora and and Thanos. So. I agree. I'm excited yeah. to see more of that. And I think they're also going to be exploring. And when they say fathers, what about Drax's father? Yeah, what about uh, Drax's father? Yeah, uh, Drax as a father, and, and, and the fact that his daughter has uh, survived. Mm-hmm. And uh, will be. I think she's going to be one of the two new female leads introduced in the sequel that uh, James Gunn has teased in the past. Cammy okay. is that what her name was? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember. Cam- I think it's Cammy, right? So yeah, it was Thanos. Thanos. Some, Thanos like killed him. Yes. He did. He didn't like willingly kill them. Didn't he like crash or something or like or did. They were driving in their car, mm-hmm. and like he fucking did something, and then they got in a car wreck or something, and they they ended up dying. Yeah, the mother and the daughter. He ended up living, hating them, and then some alien race turned him into Drax. I'm trying to remember. That, 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 that sounds about sounds right. right. Yeah. yeah, they kind of um they kind of redid Drax's origin sure. recently too. Yeah. I was going to say, cause I'm a little lost. I mean, they, they talk about it in the movie. Rocket says his people take everything literally. So well, the I movie's totally he, different than that. Yeah. I just assumed uh, he was an alien. The movie's totally different. Yeah. But, uh, his daughter come to find out like later has actually survived. And, mm. but, um, and I think that's where I think they're going to go that route here. And I think she's going to be that James Gunn, promised two new female leads in the guardians of the galaxy sequel and i think the and and more guardians 
So I think that's possibly what's going on here. I saw James Gunn on his Facebook page asking people to stop, suggest songs for the awesome mix volume too. Mm, wow. He was tired of hearing it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he just gets innuated with that shit just yeah. constantly. Can you put this song in the next movie? Can you put That'd that song great. in the next movie? Can you put this I mean, he's song? not a fucking he's not radio a jukebox. station DJ. Yeah. Can you put Devo's Whip It in Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> too? <laughs> That's a Gamora song. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 in theaters, May 5th, 2017. That's a date I can't like. I can't wait for. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Hey, 5th of May. woo Man, can you imagine? Uh, I can't wait to see the first uh, trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That's a huge spot for Guardians 2. Yeah, like, Compared to where August. Guardians 1 landed. Yeah, right. end yeah, of August. Yeah, it's like in the Avengers spot yeah. next time. So I, the thing is, it's like uh, these these summer releases are getting extended. Like extended later and they're starting earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beginning of April. Fury- Dude, now everybody's going to want this slot. Uh, Furious 7 was the fastest movie to ever hit a billion dollars. Yep. And I believe, if I read it earlier today correctly, they are now 19th in box office totals for worldwide. That's insane. And you know the thing? And it, it destroyed. Thank God. Thank you, God. It fucking destroyed Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 <laughs> Friday in the box office. Wow. Just annihilated Thank the God, yeah. fuck out of that movie. Should we be expecting your Mall Cop 2 review next fuck week? No. <laughs> oh, my God. I have been very vocal on Twitter. I've seen. <laughs> you have seen. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> I said anybody that like sees Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 <laughs> in the theaters needs to be neutered. Yes. Yes. <laughs> It was very funny. Do not breed. <laughs> uh, now I kind of just want to watch it for sheer awfulness. I've never seen the first one. I think I, think I, I actually did. did, and that makes he's this. on that fucking Segway, ain't he? I don't know if I didn't come is. out at the same time as another mall cop movie. Didn't like two know. mall cop movies come out? Like Seth Rogen had a or mall is it cop two movie. Two Kevin James out? movies because why are all there alike? two mall cop movies coming out at the same no time? Idea. No, I swear that happened. I swear. No, that, that's what that happens. All the time. Like, yeah. I remember, like, Deep Impact came out oh. at the same time as Armageddon. Yeah. Two a- movies about fucking asteroids. And then there was Dante's Inferno comes out at the same time as Volcano. Yeah, and what about yeah. um The Illusionist coming out at the, the same time as The Prestige? Yeah. It's like, that oh, shit happens a lot. Yeah, it's weird. That is so weird. It's all happenstance, too, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then one of them gets inevitably labeled, oh, well, that's the good one. And the other one's like the B-list or the bullshit. I'll wait till that comes out on DVD. Well, yeah, it it just has to be. It's almost a shame for Mm -hmm. for those movies that they have to be, like, put in that position. So what was better? Which Volcano movie was better? Oh, yeah. Was it the Tommy Lee Jones Volcano or was it the Pierce Brosnan Dante's Inferno? I think Dante's Inferno was better. Yeah. I think so. I'm going to go with Dante's Inferno. Yeah, it was better. Volcano was real cheap. I think I only watched it once, though. I mean, it would have been a long time ago. Fuck. Deep yeah. Impact or Armageddon? Armageddon. 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 Even though Deep Impact had a Morgan Freeman president. Yeah. Deep Impact wasn't a terrible movie either. Mm-hmm. I, I, Armageddon, I like it a lot, though. Yeah. yeah it's it's fun. All right, guys. Uh, JoeBlow.com posted rumors that could be huge spoilers for Ant-Man and Captain America Civil War. Here's what they had to say. 
What we have is a rundown of characters, costumes, story beats, and some little tidbits of marvelous info that runs from Ant-Man to Captain America Civil War to Doctor Strange and a little bit about Marvel's presence at Comic-Con this year. Let's do this. Ant-Man. So far, Ant-Man has had a shaky journey to the big screen. Edgar Wright leaving the project after years of building it and a quick shuffle to get it into production has left many to suspect that it may be Marvel's first big train wreck. Of course, a lot of folks thought the same for Guardians of the Galaxy, and look how that turned out. Hmm. Here's some tidbits that they that might sway you to Team Ant-Man. Ant-Man versus Yellow Jacket. There will be two big fights between hero and villain in Ant-Man. One that takes place in a briefcase as it falls out of a helicopter wow. when they're literally fighting around objects in the case. Oh, that's kind of creative and cool. Lifesavers, the candy, yeah, <laughs> keys, an iPhone, etc. And using said objects against one another. The final battle between both characters takes place in Scott Lang's daughter's room on the Thomas the Train set, as seen in the most recent trailer. As the battle rages on, we'll see both characters enlarge certain objects while they're still shrunk, accidentally making a giant ant. And eventually, Thomas the Train, which crashes out of the bedroom, crushing a car on the street. Crazy stuff, and obviously making full use of the shrinking and enlarging that goes hand-in-hand with Ant-Man's powers. Guys, what do you think about that? I'm excited. I was really wondering if we were going to see much enlarging going on, and that kind of answers yeah. that question. You think this leads to us possibly seeing Giant Man in the future? I would bet money that we'll see Giant Man happen. At least, I, we're going to see Ant-Man get big in this movie at least once. Okay. I yeah. think so. I think that'd be awesome. I mean, the the idea that they can use that and just the creative use of, like, smaller objects, mm-hmm. it, it's really intriguing. It's cool. Their thoughts on the Wasp. Evangeline Lilly is playing Hope Van Dyne in the film, as we know, and our source indicates that she will indeed become the Wasp. Yay! But you will not see it happen in Ant-Man. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love Evangeline Lilly. I love her. I love her. <laughs> All right. Moving on to... Spoilers for Captain America Civil War. If you've read the Civil War comics, then you know that there's no way they could faithfully adapt the source material as Marvel simply doesn't have the rights to all the characters involved and the circumstances in the comic uh, continuity just doesn't match the MCU continuity. That said, they've naturally found an organic way to create the Civil War in question and they've rounded up a great batch of heroes versus heroes. To complement the new and returning villains. It's also to, it's also to note that the project is referenced as Civil War, not Captain America Civil War. What that means is anyone's guess, but it's an interesting note. Here's the rundown. Characters in Civil War. Pretty much every Avengers character that doesn't have their own franchise is going to appear in Civil War. Some we already know about, including Cap. Mm-hmm. Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. Falcon, Black Anthony Panther. Mackie. Yep. <laughs> Black uh, Panther, Black Widow, Iron Man, and Hawkeye. We can also confirm the recently rumored Scarlet Witch, as well as the Vision, War Machine, and even Ant-Man. Notice no Quicksilver. I've noticed that. Yeah. The non-hero villains are, as already confirmed, Baron Zemo. Mm, I love Baron Zemo. And Crossbones. So Frank Grillo reprising his role as Crossbones. That's awesome. Now our source also indicated 
that this roster has some wiggle room. So there's always the chance that a few may be shuffled out at some point. But right now, this is the plan. As for Spider-Man, Marvel is playing it close to the chest. So there's no info on how he's involved yet. In terms of who's facing off with who, so far it looks like Cat, Black Widow, Hawkeye, and Falcon versus Iron Man, War Machine, The Vision, and Ant-Man. With the Scarlet Witch and Black Panther somewhere in the mix. Hmm. Oh, and expect to see Ant-Man take on the giant form in battle. Nice. Ooh. How cool would that be? Fucking amazing. Hope yes. he didn't die. Oh, I know. <laughs> Costumes in Civil War. The Falcon will, in fact, be getting a costume upgrade for Civil War, which will be a modified version of his Winter Soldier suit, but with gray and red colors. Okay. As per his comic origins, Captain America will be carrying over a slightly modified version of his Age of Ultron suit, and so far the Winter Soldier will look very much as he did before, long hair and all. The coolest costume news is for Crossbones. Many of us are dying to see old Brock Rumlow in his trademark getup, and that will indeed happen. Awesome. He's described as messier. And the skull imagery on the suit is described as graffiti-esque. And yes, he does indeed wear the skull mask that covers his entire face, which is said to be a hybrid mask slash helmet. Think Army of Two. That sounds super cool. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I, I cannot wait to see Frank Grillo back as Crossbones. Do you think that, like, I don't know, do you think, like, now that this... Net, do you think that he could show up in a Netflix series? Yeah. I think it doors open. Do you think I mean, any Netflix characters could show up in these Civil War movies? Or in the Civil War cool. movie? In the Civil War movie, no, I don't think so. It's because it, it didn't happen fast enough? Yeah, no. I don't think so. That, they um, probably didn't know how well they're they're filming it was They're filming in two be. weeks. I mean, because Daredevil uh, would fit perfectly into this. Yeah. If they did, a, it would be a cameo. Yeah. Um, Daredevil would fit perfect in it. It'd be a cameo, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, just just for but it sounds grins. like defenders. Like when I said earlier, defenders. Yeah. They, 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 uh, Bleeding Cool is saying defenders are going to show up in Infinity, Infinity Wars, Wars Part Two. Yeah, that'd be That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Uh, now I can't remember. I read Civil War, just the main the main uh, yeah. comics for it, but and I don't remember Daredevil being in them. But if uh, if say he were in Civil War, what side do you think he would be on? Cap side. I agree with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think he was on Cap's side in the in the comics when that was going on. So, yeah, I, I agree with uh, with with him trying to hide his identity. Civil War would be the perfect place to introduce our brand new MCU Punisher too, if you ask me. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean that's one of the most iconic things about Civil War to me is Captain America and Punisher. Yeah, and their interactions during the series. Yeah, I just I, I really want to see a Punisher Netflix series too. Yeah, I really. want Oh to see man, it. after seeing this, what I have of this Daredevil, hell yeah, please! Mm-hmm. Oh my god, this is a perfect place for it. You know, another one of my favorite things about the Civil War comic is the fact that we took a bunch of established villains and kind of flip flopped it, where they were the ones working for like the good guys. Yeah, yeah. so yep. we basically had a team of villains that were operating for the government. 
I really like that. I don't think we're going to see anything like that. I think well, we have our hands full with all these heroes. Let's talk about the Civil War story, the comics to the screen. In Mark Millar's Civil War story, the catalyst that sets off the Civil War is when the new warriors destroy several city blocks in an attempt to apprehend a supervillain, causing the deaths of more than 600 civilians, prompting the Superheroes Registration Act, which requires all superpowered beings to register with the government, reveal their secret identities, and receive proper training and operate under the employ of S.H.I.E.L.D. Obviously, this has to be changed for the MCU version, and this is the basic premise. Instead of the new warriors being the catalyst for the Superhero Registration Act, it will be Crossbones, in costume, who will be the catalyst that kicks off the film, instigating an attack that causes much death and destruction, causing the government to step in and put out the Superhero Registration Act. That's interesting. I don't even think, it's, I don't even think of Crossbones as... Like a superhuman. Right. So that's kind of interesting. The other element will be a key focus is the Winter Soldier, whose existence is the big question as he has the ability to be a hero, but has also been a villain. This causes the main rift between Tony Stark and Steve Rogers as the disagreement leads them to opposing sides. The main thrust, as in the comics, looks to be if there is a threat. Should the Avengers show up, is it their place to do so, and what gives them the authority to do so? Hmm. Very fascinating. And it's like, where do we go from there? Like, we don't have too many movies before we're watching Infinity War right. with a, basically a divided Avengers team. Exactly. So that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> lots of, lots but I'm, of I'm happy about. that this... What I was worried about in a Cap sequel that was called Civil War is, like, are we not going to get any more Winter Soldier story? Yeah. And this totally answers that question that, yeah. yeah, Winter Soldier is another, like, sounds like he's part of this catalyst, too. Not only his crossbones, but also him. He's a big part of the story. Do you think— This is a Cap movie, by the way. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. I'm trying to this think is... of how they're going to play that with it being a Cap-centric film with all these other players. Do you right. think we're going to see crossbones— killing Captain America at the end of this movie. I mean that's to me that's like one of that's like the capper of Civil War. That's how Civil War ends is Cap dying. Well, I mean and we've always talked about like why they signed, you know, um up Sebastian Straw. Sebastian Stan um yeah. to, you know, nine Sebastian picture deal. Shaw, that's the actual Marvel character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's a throwback. So yeah, nine picture deal. I don't know. I I don't see I don't see Chris Evans leaving for good. I do see him coming back eventually. Nobody yeah, ever but dies. I mean, just forever. like the comics, sure. like it, yeah, they you know mm-hmm. it was time displacement bullets, mm-hmm. right? That'd be a fun way to have a Cap movie where Cap's back in World War Two again, trying to get back to the present day. Oh yeah. wow, that'd be cool. That'd be very interesting. I like those period pieces. You get to see all the Howling Commandos again, but with modern day Cap and all. Uh, those. I, I just I I would love to see that, but for all like the fucking people that did not like that first Captain America movie, yeah, mm-hmm. they did not like the they did not like Marvel's nineteen forties. I loved it. I thought it was great. I yeah. loved it. I loved Captain America. Now, so like Captain More Winter Winter Soldier was way better, mm-hmm. but I still loved. Yeah, I'm not Captain the biggest America. Captain America fan either. I mean, it's a taste it for me. Oh, it's a tougher. But way. I but I think. The night with Agent Carter and everything that were a little bit warmer to Marvel 1940s now after that. And it it had a pretty good reception. Most people I know. So there we go. We could get a, we could fuck with all sorts of time streams, have him going back and getting busy with Haley Atwell. There you go. Hmm. 
Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be interesting. There's a lot of possibilities with the movie being called Civil War and, yeah. and, and the list of characters that you just read off to us. They talk about Black Panther and Civil War. Uh, we all know that Chadwick Boseman will appear in Civil War, but his role in the war isn't one-sided as he'll have his own agenda in the film. There's been speculation that he'd take the Spider-Man role as it plays out in the comics, but that doesn't look to be the case. Either way, his involvement will be significant. Doctor Strange, moving on to that movie, Doctor Strange, we've been waiting to see Stephen Strange make his MCU appearance for a long time, and with director Scott Derrickson lined up to direct and Benedict Cumberbatch set as the Sorcerer Supreme, the big question now turns to how they'll handle it. We've got some cool info to build off of what we already know, including what kind of costume the good doctor will be rocking. Here's the details. Doctor Strange in the classic costume. Yep, Doctor Strange will be wearing the traditional outfit from the comics, complete with the red cape, albeit a much smaller collar, and blue outfit. He will also have a vest of some sort, but either way, we'll be going for an MCU version of the classic costume, which should be a relief for those that feared Marvel may not adhere to the traditional look. Yeah, I kind of assumed that he was going to be pretty traditional looking. Yeah. Keep my fingers crossed. I'm pretty sure now, especially like after we've seen the costume for, um, well, Daredevil, of course, and also Deadpool, mm-hmm. like maybe we're finally done with like, oh, well, let's have this little variant on what was in the comics. I think they're going to be more true to what has been in there in the past. Yeah. I think that people are just more accepting of that kind of thing anymore. I think mm-hmm. a lot of the reasons why like Brian Singer did what he did with the X-Men was just, he didn't want to alienate people by sp- with spandex suits. Well, right? it was the first, it was the first comic book movie. Yeah. That had come out in a long time, and I think it was the first Marvel major comic book movie that ever came out. Mm-hmm. They released in what two thousand? Two thousand. Yeah, you know this is like fifteen years ago. Wow, it's like yeah, and it was two years before Spider Man came out. Yeah, yeah, the first so. one, mm-hmm. Toby. So, yeah. uh, Doctor Strange villains, as has been reported before via Latina Review, the main villains of the film will be Dormammu and Baron Mordo. Dormammu will also be leading an army of zealots which is most likely the mindless ones cool wow we're gonna see live 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 action mindless ones super cool that have already been rumored as well they're described as looking humanoid but made out of stone and cut into tiny layers consider this another log on that already burning fire of info nice dr strange locales the look and design of dr strange is said to be on a whole other visual level with plenty of use of astral projection and levitation. Yeah, the astral plane. The astral awesome. plane. Much of the action will take place between dimensions with lots of wild Inception-like visuals. Ultimately, what you'd hope and expect to see in a Doctor Strange flick. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited for that movie. Me too. Even with Benedict. Even with Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this makes, like, uh, the... My, seeing mindless, mindless ones, ones yeah. uh, Baron Mordo, Demamu. Knowing was, they're going to have all kinds of dimensional shit going yes, on. Yes, yes. I just want to see the visuals. I, I want yeah. them to really live up to like the visuals that they're promising us. And if they don't, I'm going to toss the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're saying like yeah. you're going to see things in this movie right, that yeah. you've never seen before. Mm. They just compared this. Joe Blow just compared the visuals to fucking Inception-like visuals. If I don't get that out of this fucking movie, it's a fucking failure and a toss-it. I agree. Even without that comparison, that's that's just what you have to do with Doctor Strange, right? Like, it's just got to be visually stunning or or you fucked up. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So. I agree. Did you guys ever see like the uh, the sets that they had for Inception, where like when they start walking up a wall, they actually had this like tumbling room with a green screen behind it that they were walking on, so they were still walking, and the whole room moved around them. Oh, that's mm. crazy. Yeah, guys, we have one more story left. Yeah, cool. Final story. We're gonna end it with DC news. Big news, of course, was the Batman v Superman trailer. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think anybody's surprised to hear my reaction. I don't think anybody's surprised to hear your reaction on that. No, I think I, <laughs> I, think I texted you that this isn't yeah. quite an M. Night twist, what I, what I think <laughs> right, about this. Right. What's Jake think of it? Yeah. <laughs> but on Monday, we learned from THR that director Michelle McLaren, who had done a few episodes of Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, and Walking Dead, was leaving the Wonder Woman film due to creative differences. Ooh, <laughs> Edgar Wright. <laughs> yeah, maybe Marvel's not the only asshole studio to work for. This has happened before when monster writer, director Patty Jenkins left Thor The Dark World. And then Marvel replaced her with Alan Taylor, who ultimately was upset with the final product of that film. Yeah. Um, so much so in interviews, he was very vocal about mm. that thing. He, he really fucking hated that <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy stinger at the end of that movie. Yeah. Oh my God. That fucking, that fucking, he hated it. Well, remind me again what that, what happened. What was the, the collector? Scene? Yeah. Oh, with, with the Asgardians. The, he hated that. They like, took the ether to him. Yeah. Oh. He absolutely hated <laughs> He hated that in his movie. So it was post credits. I know. I, I, yeah, I know. it's I, not I even know. your movie anymore. I, I didn't even. I mean, that didn't bother me at all. I thought it was a, a great no, little. It was Alan. Alan Taylor will never work with Marvel again. Wow. Didn't James Gunn himself even direct that? He directed yeah. it. Yeah, he just didn't like it being in his movie, and Alan Taylor just did not have a good time. With working not. with Marvel. He's not the only one, though. This is not like an isolated incident. I feel like Alan Taylor was like a little bit more on the wrong than, say, like your John Favreau and others like that, though. Like, come on, guy. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I think, I think John Favreau really, he really proved himself with that first Iron Man movie. Yeah. And I think, you know, Marvel Studios was still kind of in its infancy and, 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 uh, still kind of cracking that whip and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he signed up for a Thor sequel. That's in phase two of right. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. To act like, oh my God, I gotta share my screen with a couple other things is like this big affront is pretty bullshit. I don't think that's I'm, like the only issue he had. I, I, I know. But, I know. but that was one of them. I mean, I'm not a director and never done anything close to having made anything, you know, on a creative level, but, uh, wouldn't you think that at that point, really, I mean, it's pretty much gonna be on autopilot? I mean, you're gonna be kind of told this is the direction you have to follow. So you're not going to be able to make your own thing at that point. Wouldn't you kind of have to start submitting as soon as you walk to the door? Yeah, to a degree, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like working. It's you know, like working on a Mickey Mouse cartoon. You got to follow certain yeah. rules. You, know? you can't have Mickey fucking like doing bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> they, they kind of frown upon that. If he's having sex with Minnie, that's bestiality, though, right? And animal on animal action. No okay, humans okay. involved. <laughs> Minnie, put your finger there. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's it. Oh. <laughs> that was crusty. Crusty the fucking clown. I, I was trying to do goofy. I, <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> that's goofy. 
I don't know. A heel? I, d- dude, <laughs> I could put my dick in a lot of places on... <laughs> Sorry. What? <laughs> I was thinking I could put my dick in a lot of places on SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, He's- shit. <laughs> I'm still confused. <laughs> wow. <laughs> No, we were just talking. What the ta- fuck would we you ta- even call oh, that? He's, he's not an sponge. animal. He has lots of holes, I guess. He's got lots of holes. Yeah. He's already wet. No. <laughs> Pick, an or- <laughs> Pick an orifice. Any orifice. Oh, my gosh. Gary. Okay, okay dude. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what is that? what's that what Gary says? Meow. Yeah, he Imagine Ga- <laughs> Gary getting banged. Meow, meow, meow. What what is wrong with us? It's no idea. Don't lump me in. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't see you leave the room. I'm talking about uh, somebody banging a snail, a fucking animated snail. I was more disturbed about banging all of SpongeBob's orifices in the well, snail. Got, dude, he's got tons of holes. Yeah, you know, dude, SpongeBob, we got to be friends. Dude, I. <laughs> You know, it's He'll like soak a, up all the semen. Me and Frank. Just, wow. Okay, check. You it know out. what though? You know, he'd be fucking useless afterward. He'd be stiff as a board sitting in the fucking corner. <laughs> okay, here it is, Frank. <laughs> me and you were sitting on the porch and shit, <laughs> and we're just hanging out, right? And SpongeBob's walking by, and I'm like, "Hey, Frank, see that SpongeBob dude over there? See those holes? I fucked all those, man. <laughs> <laughs> Every single goddamn one of them. Every single fucking one." <laughs> you see that one on top of his head? Yeah, I did that one too, man. See that real small one down there, low? <laughs> wow. And before oh, I die, I'm gonna fuck me a fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. There, there's our episode title again, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I wish it could be our episode title. I really do. I'm gonna fuck me a fish. Um, alright, yeah, so, uh, you know, I talked about, you know, uh, Michelle McLaren, she left over, uh, creative differences. She's done with it. And then I also talked about, you know, the monster writer, director Patty Jenkins, she left Thor of the Dark World. Well, interestingly enough, Patty Jenkins, who wrote and directed Monster, is now set to direct Wonder Woman for Warner Brothers. Hmm. That's crazy. Now, Variety has more details on the McLaren Wonder Woman departure. Uh, none of this is concrete, so take it all with a grain of salt. This is what, uh, this is what Variety said. While Warner Brothers made a swift decision this week to hire Patty Jenkins as its new Wonder Woman director, industry insiders are still chattering about why original Helmer Michelle McLaren suddenly vanished from the project. The studio is declining to elaborate on the cliched creative differences joint statement that was issued when the two parted ways, Mm -hmm. but according to multiple sources close to the project, The director's vision for the movie was vastly different from the studio's view. McLaren envisioned the DC Comics-based Wonder Woman movie as an epic origin tale in the vein of Braveheart. Really? Whereas Warner wanted a more character-driven story that was less heavy on action. Mm. I kind of like her vision better on paper. But do you Man. really think that Warner Brothers wants something that's less heavy on action? Yeah, that seems that's silly. True. That doesn't make sense to me. Warner Brothers, I think, would be all about the action in this. Right. Yeah, definitely. You want to make have a badass female role model. Um, I do like her. I mean, if that's what they wanted, like an origin tale in the vein of Braveheart. You know, uh, Braveheart depicted a you know. Uh, What's his name? I can't remember. William Wallace. William Wallace is this like really strong, you know, uh, figure, uh, a symbol. Mm-hmm. And if that's what they were going to do with a Wonder Woman movie, that would be amazing. Yeah, it would. That'd be great. Because mm-hmm. then it becomes more about the cause too, not just the person. Right. 
Well, the thing is about Wonder Woman, it's like, you know, like, um, she doesn't, she doesn't, she doesn't view men as like something that, that she respects, you know, like she's, she's a tough warrior. She's fierce and mm-hmm. she, she doesn't view you as like, oh, that's a man. And like, they're, they're more powerful than me. She just will kick your fucking ass. It's like, just adversaries. Yeah, exactly. Like she's, she views herself on a higher like playing field than, you know, than, than most men. Right. Um, you know, like fucking, I've seen her in the comic books, like, you know, kick Green Lantern's ass and shit. You know oh, what I totally, mean? Totally. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she'll fucking deck Superman in the face. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. That's, I don't know. I, 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 I I don't know if I believe everything that I'm reading here. I don't know if I believe that Warner Brothers wanted something that was less heavy on action. That just sounds crazy. Yeah, it does yeah. Whoa, too much action. Yeah. Slow down. <laughs> right. Slow down. Especially right. for a first film for a major character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited that at least um, they got another female director, though. That was yeah. kind of disappointing with the Thor 2 stuff when we almost had our first female comic book movie director for Marvel or DC, and mm-hmm. then we just put Alan Taylor in there. Yeah. So at least, we, at least we're still going to clear that hurdle Yeah. and have our first female superhero director. I think it's a- important because then also, I mean, no one is going to be able to depict a good solid form of strong femininity as what a woman, a talented woman director is going to have because a man's just not going to have that viewpoint. He's not going to understand it. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I've, I, there, there are, there are some men out there that can write really well for women. Who's Um, writing the screenplay for wonder woman? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. That's Mm. a good question. It's not one of the ones we have multiple scripts for, is it? I don't know. That was, that was, no, no, they, they, they did talk about, uh, Wonder Woman having quite a few people write different scripts right. for that one. Was Aqu- that one? Aquaman. Aquaman, Aquaman had like, yeah, I think Wonder Woman had six and Aquaman had like two, yeah. two or three. Okay. Deathmatch, Thunderdome. Um, more rumors here. Warner executives, these insiders said, became increasingly concerned about McLaren directing a large scale action packed production when her experience was limited to the small screen where she made her name directing episodes of game of thrones breaking bad and walking dead well because those are the smallest scale shows i've ever heard of no shit jake like they didn't have knowledge before that she had done this yeah that's some bullshit that's some bullshit oh shit guys uh we hired this michelle mclaren and i was just looking on imdb and the only thing she's done is game of thrones breaking bad and the walking dead yeah well maybe you should have looked into that before you hired her this rumor makes no sense to me either i agree and game of thrones and even walking dead and breaking bad are like three of the most cinematic fucking shows on television sure i mean there's stuff that happens at all three of that those shows that are on a bigger scale that happen in some feature films yeah exactly so yeah to discredit her because of that i could see if they're like well you know she all she's done is uh mad men and you know or or these like you know character driven shows with no fucking action whatsoever then okay i can like okay let's say like let's say she had directed the purge anarchy. Yeah, exactly. Is that like, does that make her any more qualified than if she had directed like, you know, seven episodes of Breaking Bad? Yeah, I honestly, I think that makes her overqualified. The fact that she's directed seven fucking episodes of Breaking Bad. Right, right. So that's, yeah, that's some bullshit. I'm not, I'm not buying this. I'm selling it. 
Uh, the uh, episodes of Game of Thrones that she directed was The Bear and the Maiden Fair. And at the end of that, you had uh, The Bear versus friggin' uh, Brianna Tarth. And then Second Sons. I'm trying to remember which one that one was. What season is that? Same season? Yeah, it's season three. Hmm. The Second Sons. That was... Uh, that isn't that Dario's meeting? people? Yeah, I think that's correct. Okay, so that would have been when Danny first came to uh, some of the major slave cities. Hmm. And those were good. In fact, that episode is the one I'm thinking of. That's where Grey Worm goes down and talks to the other slaves, and they take it from within. Well, see, I think Game of Thrones, her, her episodes of Game of Thrones would be a pretty good indicator of like what she could do with a, with a Wonder Woman movie, more yeah. than like Walking Dead or right. Breaking Especially Bad. Especially like Frank brought up, she directed the Brienne of Tarth vs. the Bear sequence. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's that, right up her alley to do Wonder Woman. And then the, uh, that at the end of that episode, too, with the Second Sons, you've got a battle with Jorah, Grey Worm, and uh, Dario all fighting a bunch of baddies, each with their different fighting styles. I thought that was pretty cool, too. So I don't understand why they're trying to poke holes in her body of work. Yeah, it sounds like someone's just making shit up. Yeah. Yeah, the studio is expected to stick with a more character-driven movie with Jenkins on board, also an experienced TV director of shows including The Killing. Uh, she cut her teeth on the indie feature Monster. The American Killing or the British Killing? The Killing is uh, – it's the – it was the AMC TV show. The American version. Then. The American version, I believe. And then I think didn't the last season, the fourth season, go to Netflix directly? Yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I think I think so though. Uh, McLaren was also unaccustomed to the laborious uh, development process associated with making movies. One source described that process as torturous. When it came to the pre-production of Wonder Woman, after Jason Fuchs delivered his script, the studio put as many as five other writers on the project to work up various scripts while executives simultaneously tested story concepts. Mm. They didn't like McLaren's test, said one studio executive. McLaren's rep declined comment. Uh, one of the reasons that Warner acted so quickly in picking a replacement for McLaren was to make sure the studio stayed on track for the film's planned fall start date and 2017 release. The studio will now look to get Jenkins up to speed quickly and is already preparing to find the male lead and love interest for Wonder Woman star Gal Gadot. Mm. Test offers for a handful of actors are expected in the next week. What's that guy's name? I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Trevor. St- uh, oh, Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor. Thank okay, you. Thank you. Can I just ask a question real quick? Yeah. Is it a bad – I mean I think it is. I think it's a bad thing to try to introduce a love interest for Wonder Woman. No, Steve no, Trevor's. You don't Steve think so? Steve Trevor is pretty integral. He's an integral. Yeah, yeah, I okay. completely agree yeah. with Brian. As long as it's something that makes sense as far as like the story goes, but like instantly, my first thought is like, oh god, here they are going to play to like fangirls and no, shit. no, no, like, no, no. I, 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 I would be more worried. Okay, first off. I would be more worried if they didn't introduce Steve Trevor. Yeah. Then we're looking at then we're looking at this bullshit between a love triangle between Lois Lane and fucking Wonder Woman and Superman. Okay. Fuck that shit, dude. I want to see. I, I do. I would love to hear that Steve Trevor's been cast. I agree. I'm not even a Wonder Woman guy. Like I, I don't dislike the character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even with as little as I know, I still know who Steve Trevor is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So see, I don't know even that much. Bullshit. You know. Okay. Yeah. I've got no knowledge other well, than I don't I, like Gal Gadot. I, I, you know, I mean, she's got to have a love interest. Like every character's got to have a love interest in these. 
I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of jaded as far as that goes. I think a story can be told without having. I to don't have to mix them up with a relationship. I do not. I think it really? is organic to everyone's fucking life that they are romantically involved with someone. It's not like we can have every story out there with some asexual fucking character <laughs> that just goes around and has no hormones yeah. and doesn't want to fuck anything. I, I I just want a story where nobody's attracted to nobody and I'm just a hero. No, the, you want to get your dick wet eventually, okay? Over the course Green of Lantern film, sure. wants to dip his dick into something. Every character wants to fuck somebody. It's it's sex is so fucking important and like we're just like wanted to brush sex under the fucking rug no everybody wants to fucking get off i don't care <laughs> they do frank sponges fish line them up <laughs> i don't you know like i i i, I pretty, yeah get over here spongebob i'm gonna hold him down patrick <laughs> but you know uh <laughs> it sticks to your ball patrick what's going on um SpongeBob. this is a different kind of rock <laughs> that was a good patrick nice uh, but you know, um, no, I, I I liked in Pacific Rim how there wasn't like a lot of like uh, romance in it, you yeah. know, and I just got to see robots and stuff like that. But like the, that that was a new property where we are introduced to characters that we've never met before, so it right. made sense. But mm-hmm. like for like characters that have been around for seventy five years, like you know Wonder Woman and Batman right. and yeah. Spider Man, who do have love interests and things like that, I think it's pretty important. Yeah, I agree with Brian. It has to be there. I, I think where Frank's coming from is sometimes it's done very wrong. Yeah, yeah. And that can give the illusion that it just shouldn't be there at all. Over okay. the course of a long period, yeah. I mean, of course, you're going to encounter a relationship or whatever. I'm yeah. thinking like sometimes, Nicole Kidman in a Batman movie. Yeah, or, yeah. But like sometimes in the course of a two hour film do you have to address it they can go go about whatever conflict they're dealing with without having to have it be involved mm-hmm. but i know what you're saying yeah like over the course of 75 years it's bound to come up yeah like in thor 2 it's kind of right. wrong yeah it's yeah. when it's shoehorned in just there unnecessarily I, I i hate that yeah i agree it bothered me that whole natalie Evangeline- portman has a hard time convincing she it's not like she's not a great girl uh just has a hard time of convincing me that guys are falling in love with her. Like yeah. even episode, you know, episode, episode two. two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I wish so, I could remember I the name. There was a uh, movie that she did where it kind of like follows her life. I can't remember the name of it now. But yeah, I mean, she kind of had the same issue there too. No, like guys were, yeah. What movie? I wish I can't remember. What uh, well, well, more about it besides it follows her life? I, I think she gives birth in a Walmart or something or a grocery store. Hmm. I I don't remember. I, I, and like the different things she comes across like over the course of like 15 years of being down and out. I don't remember like what made her special or anything. Hmm. Oh, uh, where, where, uh, what made Natalie Portman such a special yeah, yeah. actress? Oh, no, no, no. Like in the film, like why, why uh, we were watching the I, film. I, I always loved the professional dude. Oh, I love the professional. Oh, so good. Yeah, I, I, Gary Oldman was such a badass in that movie. Yeah, he was great he was the villain. Main guy. Uh, Jean something yeah. or other. He was good too. I liked him. It was a great. Movie. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to this Wonder Woman thing. McLaren is now the front runner to direct Captain Marvel, uh, as well as Angelina Jolie. So a couple like of front runners. Flopping, I, isn't studios. it crazy? Yeah, 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 just playing uh, studio musical chairs, hot potato. Mm-hmm. I know it doesn't say anything else about it other than what she has done, but just. 
There's three episodes of The Walking Dead that she did. Uh huh. Guts from the first episode mm-hmm. where they were putting the zombie guts on themselves. That's a great episode. Yeah. Pretty much dead already. She's a first season director? Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, she's in season one, two, and four. Wow. Uh, season two is pretty much dead already. Um, I'm trying to remember. That's the seventh episode of that season. I don't know. But, uh, in season four, she did A, the last one. So where, where they all end up at the container. The name of the mm-hmm. episode is A? Yeah, because that's the car that they're in. Okay. That is the A car. So, I mean, it, 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 it all seems very heavy on plot of what she does, but they're all killer episodes. I just, I, I think there's just, uh, do, do you buy that she wasn't accustomed to the development process and making a huge movie like this, that it was a torturous thing for her and she was that. out of her league here? I don't buy it. I no. saw that. No. I mean, if anything, my guess would be that the schedule that you would have filming for an ongoing TV show would be more rigorous. As far as like the pacing. Yeah. Because I mean, if you have to delay a film or whatever, I mean, you've got this schedule that you got to keep or whatnot, but with a TV show, you've got timetables. I personally think that this actually answers itself as to why she was so, f- I think she was fucking annoyed with everything going on here in this movie. This movie sounds like it's going to be a clusterfuck because the studio Put as many as here's a quote. The studio put as many as five other writers on the project to work up various scripts yeah, while executives simultaneously tested story concept. This bullshit's going on while yeah. she's trying to direct a fucking movie. That's the torturous part. That's the How torturous the fuck is she shit. supposed to get a vision together when she has five things to pull from? I don't think that this is as an incompetent director that can't handle a big production. Yeah. I think it was her time. I think she was ready. Mm-hmm. And when she got there, she realized that there's a bunch of fucking people running around like chickens with their heads cut off, carrying different scripts, and it's right. disjointed and clunky and fucked up, and she's just like, I can't do this. Yeah. I'm not going to have my right. name attached to this fucking train wreck of a fucking movie. Somebody else needs to yeah. come in here. But you know what? Good on her, though, for getting out of it. Yes. Yeah. Bad on WB for putting these rumors out there. They're kind of smearing her name. Exactly. Well, yeah, they're not going to fucking admit any wrongdoing yeah. themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and she might That's have signed some sort of like a non-disclosure agreement where she can't talk about it. Which it's sucks like, because like evidently <laughs> they're going to go ahead, yeah. assholes. Hmm. So, right. hey, episode 87. What did we do this episode? I uh, SpongeBob. I chastised a listener. Uh, <laughs> talked about having sex with a fish. Talked about fucking a fish. All uh, SpongeBob's holes. Oh, God. I, <laughs> I am... <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna find a SpongeBob doll and lube the fuck out of that oh thing. Oh my god! I, I am never gonna look at SpongeBob the same way. <laughs> hey Frank, you see all them holes? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, what, are, what, are we, what are we doing next week? Next week, what are we doing? You're you're the showrunner. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there anything big coming out? Frank, finish uh, Daredevil. Don't ever say that again. I will. We're, do- <laughs> we're doing our Daredevil final wrap-up next week. I will. And if you haven't finished, we're kicking you out of your own garage, and me and Brian will do the final yeah, Daredevil wrap-up so. together. Yeah. Yeah. 
Daredevil yeah. wrap up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll want to finish it. I know it, it's it. it's really good. It's not anything with the show that has kept me from it. It's just finding time to get a watch, I, dude. It's all good, man. Uh, at least watch that episode eight. Oh, I'm I'm still. Th- it's only eleven o'clock now. I'm still thinking I might be able to knock out seven and eight mm-hmm. tonight. You've only got you've watched six. Yeah, you've only got seven episodes. You can literally watch one episode a day. Yeah. Oh, it'll happen. It. It'll yeah. happen. See, the thing was is like I had to get the wife hooked on it. Yeah. And then I had her watch the first two episodes, and then we started going. And then uh, was it Friday? Uh, my cousin, he's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, dude. So I went ahead and watched the first two episodes with him. So. I mean, I've watched a shit ton of Daredevil. It's just, just not the all the new two stuff. Episodes over and over again. <laughs> well, well, I, I am up to six. So, all right, Brian, say this, say this in part, so I can listen real close and not try to fuck it up next. Here week. we go. Are you guys ready? Word. Bask in my ending greatness or whatever the fuck. Just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bags. Thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Sounds good when you do it right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap! Gonna toss it, gonna taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's mix it, hate erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers. Podcast that original and good. Have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers We love it, hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. sure the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture leftovers. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers. Hey, how's everyone doing? I could be doing better. You talk so goddamn quiet.